we're live. Painkiller already, episode 298. Kyle? Once again, no guests. Got a few sponsors tonight. Got uh, Audible, Naturebox, and of course Tracker. So we'll talk more about those guys later on in the show. There are links down in the description if you want to check them out right now. Uh, make that happen. What do you guys want to talk about first? We, we talked about a few things just before we yeah, fired we this. a uh, bunch thing. of stuff. There's the YouTube monetization like crisis that's happening now. There's the... Um, the paramotor talk, some updates around there. There was the – I can't say his name. What's the football player's name, Taylor? Uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, mm-hmm. his whole story. Uh, the other football players who have gotten roasted on Twitter, uh, not even like no-name football players were like, fuck you, you're not even good. Like Jerry Rice getting roasted on Twitter, people being like, oh, I don't even – you know, what's he coming out of here for saying all lives matter or whatever? It's just – very interesting to see that but yeah a lot to get through this week we haven't talked about politics very much trump did his whole uh speech in mexico where i guess he, he i don't know him and that mexican president were like all buddy buddy and then <laughs> uh the mexican people i guess really don't care for that president which is kind of funny where it's like oh you know trump's like and i love mexico i love the mexican people and the president loves me and they hate it, their president. And so it's just funny that he co-ops, like, the least popular politician there as his bastion. But, um, yeah, a lot to get to. Lot to uh, Kyle, right before the show, we were talking about your frustration regarding Civ Six that a certain uh, Fuhrer won't be included as a leader. <laughs> no, I won't say any names. And then, oh, Yeah, it, it, just, it just seems like PC bullshit not to put him in there. It and... is PC bullshit. Like, they have Attila the Hun in there. They have Genghis Khan. They Kill- really... Really? Genghis Khan killed many more people than Hitler ever did. Many, many more. It, it, right? It's 10 or 20 million or Hitler, something. I think Obama once said Hitler was Genghis Khan's JV team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, 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 I wouldn't want the, 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 civiliz- the German civilization to suddenly have, you know, like the fucking gas showers as a as a tile improvement or anything like that's that's disgusting that that's not cool it's just you know being silly but a second to process that oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) their trains would move would move jews three times as fast as anyone else's you know they'd have improvements like this that's not cool and that's not funny that's not what i would want what i would want is to let's just recognize that hitler was one of the more impressive leaders that Germany Probably has ever had. Probably the most successful leader just as far as what Civ is about, which is conquering. Like, that's what, all that Civ is. It's not, oh, man, let's pick the leader that was, like, loved the most. Like, no, it's about or scientific conquering. development. And he Sci- was the biggest. Civ is science? about science yeah. and tech advancements, and, and Hitler was good at that. What it's a, what it what it what it truly is is that Germany is about uh, mechanization, industrialization, and and military. And so why not pick a leader who exemplified all three of those qualities at least once? I mean, they were at Civ Six. The first five they picked a bunch of German. I don't know my German history Are we too well. Praising Hitler because I feel like we're praising Hitler. We're no, only it's more praising of a condemnation him. of Civ. For not yes, being honest. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think it. They should put him in there because otherwise you're just you're just lying. You're just telling a lie. A lot of those other leaders, like you said, were horrible, horrible people who who massacred millions and millions. Um, but but you know they stick them right in the game. I think Genghis Khan raped like thousands and thousands of women. Like it had to be. And Attila the Hunt. Like they, it, it was like a. a well, conveyor were belt different at the rape. time. What were they wearing? Right? Well, you know, no. that's, that's true, Woody. You can't judge any culture because all cultures are intrinsically equal. 
Mm-hmm. Are you saying for American culture? That are you saying that his numbers oh. don't stack up against modern rapists because he had an easier time penetrating these these women? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That, that that when you compare him to a modern know, rapist, it's just I, not fair. Just like in gross, baseball, when you said. compare Babe Ruth to some of these modern physiques. I I was actually more on board with what Taylor was saying. That all cultures are intrinsically equal. It doesn't matter if you take your women and dress them up in burkas and don't let them drive. You know what? You say tomato, I say tomato. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And a little known fact. I've heard many people say. Uh, I've heard many people say, many people have said, mm-hmm. I won't say, but that uh, those women over in the Middle East, they actually choose to wear those garments. They like wearing them, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. even a big deal. Whatever. They all choose so that. They're not forced into it. He gestures more than that. Here's He's the all thing. The flip. Like, like, if you see like hair, you know, a woman's hair show, just rip the antenna off a car, beat the fuck out of her. Smart oh. people are saying they'd like it. Well, Jesus. don't rip the antenna off a car that clearly belongs to a man. Just, just unscrew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smart people are saying that. That uh, <laughs> That's a good very, idea. Very smart people. Can you yeah, imagine yeah. what that would feel like to be whipped with a car antenna? You know, like one of the sturdy ones like that like, that come on like a Chevrolet truck that they just unscrew and it's just a piece of metal. Okay, <sighs> audio. <laughs> that's probably a fetish or something. Getting beat by something like that. Actually, probably not because... Even those like crazy fetishes, whether you get like spanked and smacked by something, That's it's crazy. all like, ooh, this is like a cat of nine tails, but not really. Like it's not really gonna tear your back up or anything. Like a car antenna really would fuck you up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it is meant to be a punishment, and I didn't make that up. That was like a legit thing that was happening in Afghanistan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. A real caning right there in the street. I've seen that. Yeah, it, it it's pretty rough over there with the with the human rights. Uh, it's it's a real shame. Well, on the bright side, though, one of our presidential candidates hasn't accepted tens of millions from any of those countries. You know, <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Yeah, because if one I mean, of our presidential candidates had accepted tens of millions of dollars and claimed to be a women and children's advocate while supporting a country that that uh, had so many human rights violations, that would just be abhorrent. Thank God. We never have to think about that boat. That guy in Saudi Arabia last week that tweeted uh, that he was an atheist, they gave him 2,000 lashes and 10 years in prison. Well, what was he thinking? It's illegal <laughs> it was there. A tweet. It was, he clicked a button and that it was, was a it. Tweet? Life over. Yeah, it was a tweet. He didn't get up on the, in the square with a bit, one of those old-timey megaphones and go, oh, I'm an atheist. No. No, he fucking tweeted I'm an atheist or something. Uh, to, that, to that letter. Well, you have to understand. Like, 2,000 lashes. They, Let's not stop... They should do that here. here. When the Founding Fathers gave us freedom of speech, they never anticipated how far freedom would go, right? They didn't anticipate that Twitter was going to happen or Facebook or YouTube. We need to pull back on freedom of speech here in America because really the speech is stronger than it used to be. We need to correct the record. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, speaking was really just literally like on a soapbox on a street corner right now that speaking is so powerful it's time to strip the speaking rights from the people just like they do with gun rights anyone could have seen that tweet at any time and it could have it could have mildly upset them <laughs> let's slow down and think about what 2000 lashes is though and, and now i don't know if he's getting those in one day if you get them in one day that'll kill you that's that you're dead you get 2000 lashes in one day you die and i don't I don't think that I am strong enough and have the stamina to 
to, to hit someone 2,000 right. I think they do it the way, like, if you, like, let's say a dude gets, like, arrested for loitering, like, six times, and they're like, all right, we're sentencing you to a month in jail. You can serve it on weekends, you know? <laughs> and so you just come in every Saturday, get beat, like, 30 times, and I'll see I, you next <laughs> week. Jesus. I really feel I, like if they punish a woman, she should receive 2,000 lashes. And if they punish the man, he would have to give those 2,000 lashes, because that's exhausting. It hurts him more than it hurts her, just like my parents <laughs> used to say. You know, they'd be like, this hurts me more than it hurts you. And looking back, that was such a cop-out. It does not. I wasn't I mean, spanking you. I mean, the money he's, he's spending on whips. He's wearing them out left and right. Mm. Well, it's job creation. It would be, uh, that, that sounds horrible, though. That, that, that sounds like, that like is, a terrible, terrible fate. To, to be facing 10 years in prison. And I imagine that a Saudi Arabian prison has to be about like Oz, right? Like, like it, it, you're lucky if it's Oz. Started, it's probably worse than Oz. I started rewatching uh, yeah. Oz. And I don't want to do Oz talk too much because I feel like we've been putting it in every episode. But Oz. I was I had forgotten just what a bunch of movers and shakers those gentlemen are, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like... In my head, as I played it back, what's the guy's name? I have Sam Batesh in my head, but that's X-Jaws. Who's the guy that, that's... Tobias the, Beecher? Beecher, that's what it is. Tobias Beecher, not, not Batesh. And uh, uh, he goes in there, and like in the first episode, he's already in the white supremacist cell, and he's already had his ass, not tattooed, but like branded, branded. scarred, right? And um, I, I just like, wow, like... I don't know. Orange is the New Black? That is a development that takes a season. You know? Like, it, the grand finale of that, you know, she gets branded and you're like, oh my god, how's she gonna come back from this? It, here, in, in, it, that's just like, I don't know, the 30-minute point in Oz. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the, the shit that, yeah, they're like, oh, you know what? We should talk about getting revenge on this guy. Nine and a half minutes later, he's on fire. <laughs> Time to air hole someone. Yeah. It's weird to see J.K. Simmons, the one doing the ass tattoo, where you half yeah. expect him like part of the way through to be like, do you have tattoo removal insurance with Allstate? Or like whatever <laughs> fucking insurance commercial he promotes. Yeah. Uh, because I'd never seen him in a role like that. I never pictured him as that abjectly evil, but... Yeah, great well, show. He was the, I think what didn't he play on Malcolm in the Middle like the the military school like commandant that the the oldest son had been sent off to? He was a real oh, hard yeah, ass. Right. Are we talking he had about the Nazi and, or the later on Irish guy? Uh, talking about J.K. Simmons, the the tattooer of the asshole. The bald guy who, you know, is really the main... doesn't care for Jews. Okay. You know, he's pretty tolerant of Jews, it, it seemed, though. You know, there were a Until he times. kills one and carves Jew into their chest and, and hangs them from the, the yeah, gym. I, I, I think you got to think back on this, though. He didn't, that wasn't a racially motivated crime at all. They fe- the, the, the Aryan Brotherhood felt like that they were like losing ground in the prison. He was like, we need a roadkill to like put ourselves back on the map. Yeah. I see, Who yeah, can I, we get? Oh, I that guy. Point. He's a Jew. I see your point, but that... That's the definition of racially motivated. That they went, hey, let's get that guy. He's a Jew. But they needed to kill someone. They just, their one is, let's get him. It wasn't like they were like so mad that this guy was a Jew that they were like, ah, oh, let's get that Jew. Ah, he's got to die. That's, that's, they that's never be do much that. Safer in prison for the white supremacists to target a Jewish person because there was no like uh, 
holy Hasidic, roller group for the Jewish individuals. Yeah, no a bunch Hasidic, of Hasidic hard asses over there with the long curly things yeah. in the front. They're <laughs> like shoot dice. <laughs> yeah. They they don't even do like direct threats. Like oh maybe a family loses all of their money in the market. I mean who's to say what could happen? It fluctuates. I mean uh, some of my friends may control your finances. That would be very unfortunate for your family and or your family's future, no doubt. You know, like, just that kind of threat, just like such highbrow that they're like, well, fuck, I don't know if we should kill him. Like, it sounds like he really has our number. Uh, like, first, I kill him. This whole diatribe about my Roth IRA, right. I, I, my whole life is in doubt now. Here's a lot of words I didn't know. I, I don't right. even know. Do I have a 401k? <laughs> Could, is, <laughs> first, I kill him and now I'm extended in short positions. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh. But that, that was something that I even thought about at the time, is when they're like, oh, we need a rogue kill or road kill, whatever they said, uh, and they targeted the Jewish guy. It was like, that's not very threatening at all. There's no big cabal of Jewish guys in that prison. Like, if they really wanted to make a statement, shouldn't they have picked someone from uh, the Muslim group who they clearly hate or the, the homeboy black group oh, that they clearly no, hate? Kill. It, it shows that they're violent and they're willing to do some, some, some scary, scary shit. But at the same time, they don't piss anybody off because there is no Hasidic hit crew out there. If they hit a homeboy, now they're at war and they were, they're already in kind of a weak position. They're, they're feigning power. They're trying to, to make themselves, pump themselves up, puff themselves up by, by like killing a Jewish guy who can't really defend himself and doesn't have any backup. That's logical. That makes sense when you think about it like that. But... Yeah, it's a, it's a dark, dark show. If you guys out there uh, watch it, it's, it's fucking awful. Yeah, okay. if you feel like your life is in a downturn right now, or you're in like one of those lulls before the, the rising hill, turn on Oz. Within, I'll say, five to eight minutes, you're going to be like, you know what? Life's all right. It's okay. How many times have I been raped this week? Probably zero. Hopefully zero. How many I times went, have you had I, an I unwilling watched, tattoo? Like, zero. I watched four hours of Oz uh, in one sitting, and, uh, and I got up and I walked outside, and I just looked up at the sun and went... <sighs> right that's so nice to be out here in this fresh air even though it's hot as hell you know i can fucking do that those fucking motherfuckers have been in holes for for years and years and had their their hopes and dreams ripped out of them one by one like fucking mortal combat finishers it's it's awful it's awful that it's like Game of Thrones, but there's at no point are there any like hot chicks or fun adventures. There's no dragons. There's zero magic. There's just people you like having horrible things happen to them, and people you don't like also having horrible things to, done to them. Have you guys seen Sixty Days on the Inside? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That guy had to uh, had to come out of there, right? Yeah, there was uh, one that's guy. That's the reality show it. where they send the guy into prison for sixty days. How many episodes have they done? Like, they finished it, it. I think it ends at like 12 or 13 episodes. What percentage of people get through it? All but one. Oh, so wow. call it 90. Um, and maybe 80%, something like that. I forget how many there were. I think there That were was many. a jail though, right? Like just to specify mm -hmm. for a global audience out there, that's like a, a local uh, uh, like containment area where they hold people for like a couple of months or something like that. Uh, it's not quite up to the level of a state penitentiary or a federal penitentiary, which which might house thousands. Right, and uh, but I remember when they got out, they experienced some of what Kyle was talking about. You know, the women were like, "Ah, oh, just the smell." Like there was a smell of jail that is stale and like exhausting and tiring and yucky. 
And you get out and she's like, you know, wind, wind and fresh air are so beautiful to her. Like she hadn't experienced that in two months. Dude, I don't want to go to prison at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think I'd be bad at it. You know, like I, I'm sure everybody thinks of themselves as Billy Badass. But then uh, what, what was the gentleman's name? He might be African. Uh, th- that was at a BC at a BC Nigerian. He's Nigerian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's this Nigerian guy who I like, look, I don't know how tough you are, but I bet at can beat you up. Right. Listener. I'm talking to at is what? Six, five and full of muscle. And you just, and crazy, a crazy person, which he's is scarier scary. than any physical trait because it could be like a little wiry guy. But if he's crazy, it's like, that guy can kill you with a sharpened uh, toothbrush standing behind you just as easily as a jacked guy. So I feel like being yeah. crazy would be a good defense strategy. But even then, it'd he be will, hard to fake crazy. He mm. will beat up your backup and then butt fuck you in the kitchen. Mm. Yes, That's he what Adabisi will. will do to yeah, you. Yeah, and Adabisi, I don't know <laughs> if he'd consider himself gay, but he sure likes fucking men, right? So, so that's a thing that you have to Oh, he's learn. not gay. I do the fucking... I make them gay. It's a huge amount of homophobia for people who are regularly fucking other men. <laughs> they're all, all they're, they're like, yeah, even the faggots have a group. <laughs> hey, don't let that faggot boxer beat us. <laughs> Meanwhile, like like the night before, he's making out passionately with another man and then like fucking that guy in the ass or something. Like 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 they're not just it's not just like hand jobs and like awkward oral. These guys are like really getting into it in, in, in a lot of situations. Like, like I don't know. You put me in there for thirty years. We're gonna have to ha- make something happen. It's like, all right, get down there. I'll look this way, and you just don't look anywhere, and we'll we'll figure this out. And and but but these guys are just like, yeah, uh, uh, they're really making out. They're really it's passionate sometimes, and mm. and there is more dick in that show. If there's anyone out there and you haven't pulled the trigger on watching Oz yet, there's more. <laughs> in that show than in Wings of Redemption's backyard ever had. It it's reminds obs- me of my old hockey locker room days. <laughs> really? It had that, that much cock? Because there's, yes. there's yeah, 10 cocks in an episode. <laughs> 10 cocks. I have seen every oh. guy. I can remember. I know who's got the biggest cock. Really? No, I yeah. If you play on that. an ice hockey team, you'll see everybody's cock by week two. Like it's, Keller, yeah. uh, uh, the stabler from uh, Law and Order SUV, biggest cock, smallest cock, is that guy from uh, Dexter who played by, uh, like the, the 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 big fat Spanish uh, detective in Dexter? Oh yeah, he's the Hispanic guy, the, and the he's, leader. And he's the big kind of chubby Spanish leader in Oz. Very 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 I, small penis, and he has this long hallway scene where he walks toward the camera, and his dick it like they added it's like three or four seconds of just this, and it's just his cock just like doing this. Is that, it doing that thing like that, that small dicks do, where like your balls are there and the penis is kind of just like oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. slapping the top of the balls? <laughs> it's up on top of the balls, it can't see over them. <laughs> it's it's sitting on top. Yeah. It, although I mean, I, I mine would probably be pretty fucking tiny if I'm naked and being sent to the hole, right? Like, like might not be your best cold. moment. Yeah. Yeah. However, he's not being sent to the hole. He's an actor in a warm studio, and he <laughs> and he probably like gave it a quick tug before the cameras went on. So judge him fluffy. that way. Lord Don't judge him as if a. If I was in that position, I'd be semi, but for sure, yeah. It would go up. It would go inside you. It would just, just boop. Just I, no, right I, I would. I would make sure that I I was representing I the best you, version of me. You look down at your cock. It's like popped back into your body. You're like God. 
I wish I could do that. <laughs> yes, I'm going to the hole, and so is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so you give first place to the SVU guy. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. Last so. place to, to uh, I don't remember his. He is an Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez is the the maniac. Um, yeah. Who so stabs people. But um. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, should stop on. We talk. Teacher about has him. a very small penis mm. as well. I um, <laughs> I guess I'll just take a minute to pimp my video coming out. <laughs> What for me is tomorrow, but for you guys is yesterday on Friday. I made a homemade shotgun, and I'm hoping that people find it interesting. I, uh, I was really, really relieved not to be badly injured. I, uh, How'd you make fire it? didn't involve your hand right next to the shell. Yeah, I, 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 you take a couple oh, pieces no. of pipe, Jesus. they slide over each other. There's an end cap. I took a, a bolt and used a grinder to like sharpen it so it would pierce the, the shotgun shell and and then i slide it and unbeknownst to me the back of it like shoots the fuck away and uh dude i can't aim at all with it i'm missing a target laser. that i laser should... you need a laser on it well, of course you need a laser on. <laughs> dude badass i i I, <laughs> I i shoot it and there's a puff of smoke on the backstop and i'm like fuck like Shit, I hope everything hit the backstop. And I, I shoot it again, this time being more careful to hit my target. And I'm carefully inspecting the target, like looking for bullet holes, of which there are none. I eventually get like five feet away from it. I angle it down so it doesn't like ricochet at me. And uh, blasted a big, like, dude, I was so happy to hit the target because that meant I get to stop risking my life with this fucking homemade shotgun. And... Uh, so now does it just go to the garage until... I don't know what I I'm going to do with it. I could melt it. I don't, like, I never want to use it again. I have a real shotgun. I was tempted to shoot it with a real shotgun, and uh, like then I would just get out of the situation of having to shoot this dangerous piece of shit. But it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like Every so often they talk about like 3D printed guns... And they talk about uh, like the Liberator and like other like guns get, and it's like you can make a gun from parts at Home Depot. So I did, and uh, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of neat. I, I've been thinking that about doing cool. it for over a year. Um, I I would like to see that used in like a zombie movie. I would like to see someone mm -hmm. make one of those, and they're like walking up to the zombies, and they're just like boom. It's just like doing a punch, and then the quick reload, like fucking hit <laughs> <laughs> this thing, man, boom, <laughs> like. It's a slam fire weapon. Oh, you know what? I hope might they be do cool? it realistically, though, so that he misses the first shot badly and then is killed. I just came up <laughs> with a good idea. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You make it so that it's got like eight fucking barrels, and and, and, it should, mm. and it's um, like a punch to to fire it. Ooh, that is that, like a menorah. Great. Like, uh, <laughs> just like, boom! <laughs> that is a neat upgrade, dude. Like, that that's the FPS Russia version of this. Like, you know, the proof of concept, you shoot it, and then you shoot eight of them. And it would just... I, I gotta do some... Uh, I gotta call my guy at the ATF and ask about that. Because uh, the first thing I'm thinking is, like, there's a thing about one trigger pull, pull creating one bullet that at, if you go beyond that, all of a sudden it's a machine gun. That's why those you can guns make that. Those too. Yeah, I, but I want to make sure that it, it's important to know what it's actually classified as. Like you need to classify it correctly. It needs. I need to know if it's an uh, an AOW or it's a uh, a destructive device or if it's a machine gun. Like it needs to be one of those, and it needs to be the right one. The demolition ranch guy. He got. I guess it's a double. No, a quad-barreled shotgun, right? That's what 
Is that what you have? The quad-barreled shotgun? I think what he... I think he mounted, like, multiple shotguns together. Yeah, and I think he took a couple of Remington 870s and just put them on his quad barrel. And, or I, I might be a little mixed yeah. up, but he made a crazy contraption. I don't know if it's still legal or not. There were a lot of... Well, you know, it, it was still, you know... There were a lot of barrels, and, and it had to weigh <laughs> that was 40 pounds. Yeah, I... Crazy stuff. But, yeah, that's cool you made that gun. I've, I've never made one of those before. Um... Right. That surprises me. I feel like you would have done that as like a I don't know, eighteen year old or something, just when you're But why? You well, know, you like, like, like gun. Oh now that's different though. You can shoot that potato gun in your backyard. It's not a weapon, it's not a firearm, it's you can do things with it that are would be unsafe to do with a firearm. I Turns I feel out comfortable shooting you can shoot a shotgun in your backyard. I've got video to prove it. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. You can I, not in my current backyard, I don't think. Did I? I don't know. I was saying I did. I might have with my silencer on before, but I don't usually shoot here. Anyway, um, I guess that's it for that topic. Yeah, no, I never made one of those because, like, what's the – I just didn't. I don't know. I, I've always had, like, real shotguns. Oh, and then there is the fear, like what he talked about, of when you slam those things together, your right hand is wrapped around the shotgun shell. So if the pipe bursts, mm-hmm. it's going to take the, your right hand off. So, like, I, I really need this thick guy. in that area. Right, because there's the pipe, and then there's the pipe around it that has the end cap. So I didn't really think that would burst, but what it did do is shoot out the back, and I didn't see that coming. So thankfully, I was holding it out the side, like kind of like a pool stick, as opposed to in front of me, because that would have got me good. Yeah. Seems that like might... a very high risk, low reward. <laughs> Next thing you should make, <laughs> oh, you don't understand. Have to lose your fingers. That would be <laughs> the worst. How did I lose my hand or fingers story ever? Because no one would be like, oh, how'd you lose your hand? Well, I was in Afghanistan. And it's like, oh, thank you for your service. Like, how'd you lose your hand? Well, I tried to finagle a gun together for a vlog and <laughs> got a little overambitious. I was like, God, Low this reward. is going to be up in Have three hours. Have you not seen so the I views on my it. vlogs? There are 20s of dollars at stake. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for you to replace your hand with one of those, uh, like, grappling hook things, that, uh, like, like those gauntlets. Where like you pull fu- each finger and it like closes the it's hand. Not even, dude. Next no, vlog, a make a hook. fake hand for Woody. Out <laughs> in the stable, <laughs> trying to hack some shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Go fund me for my new hand. <laughs> I can't even masturbate the way I like anymore. You know? <laughs> really uh, throwing me off kilter. <laughs> so what else do we have? Teenager dies from hickey? That isn't that surprising, like, but it only means that that hickey was the most intense, blood-sucking, clot-producing hickey of all time, right? Yeah. Was it a brain aneurysm? Let's read. A stroke. A 17-year-old boy in Mexico City has reportedly died after a hickey he received from his girlfriend caused a stroke. Doctors didn't believe the suction of the hickey, or love bite, resulted in a blood clot, which traveled to Julio Marcia's Gonzalez brain and caused a stroke. Uh, the teenager had convulsions while eating dinner with his family after hanging out with his 24-year-old girlfriend and later died. This is at least the second reported epi- episode of a hickey causing a stroke. A hickey caused How old a was he? 44-year-old. This guy was 17. Oh. I did a not 24-year-old know. girlfriend. Yeah, he does have a 24-year-old girlfriend. Is that legal? Yeah, it is, I think, in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm sure that's legal. Nobody's really strict on I mean, it is Mexico. We need mm-hmm. to be so. getting strict on it when they start sucking young men to death. <laughs> a literal Strong succubus. Point. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's like a that's a clever way. Like you know when you hear people like like the question like how would you get away with murder if you had to kill someone you hear like oh I would stab him with an ice pick so all the evidence washes away. Not Making out with someone's neck. Icicle, yes. Ice yeah. pick would not melt away. No. Uh, <laughs> an icicle would. But that's like a way they would kill someone in Oz. Is like you just fool them into thinking you're just making out, and before you know it, there's a beet red patch on your carotid artery right there, and you're dying. Like that's that. It's probably not reliable enough though for a good killing method. I, I no, remember no, tried. one time. So Jackie and I used to give each other hickeys all the time, right? It was like, it was, and she, in my defense, just seemed to bruise easily. Just good old makeout session would would leave her with a neck full of bruises and sometimes still does me on the other hand hardy strong like a like i like a hippopotamus skin around here so she's messing with me and she's like sucking on my neck and she's like i can't leave a mark goes again can't god like you're you're just hickey proof goes again goes again <laughs> she got me so good i had hickeys all over my neck uh, it turned out that she was lying Ah, I see. Oh, that's funny. she fooled you. Yeah, Whatever. I've never been that's, big into that's the, not That's not considered at all. <laughs> yeah. I, no. I, I, I don't uh, have any shame about that. Even to this day, if I have a hickey, it's like, yeah, fuck off. Don't you wish you did? No. No. Yeah. Well, that's no, definitely you. not. I would be upset. It's if that ever lot. starts to happen, like, I'm of the behavior that's kind of like, all right, all right. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, I don't want to walk around and looking like I have eczema. Uh, for the next five days, because I got a big red patch right here. No it's paintball. Shame. Leave me alone. No shame yeah, in my game, paintball. baby. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, if, if there's a hickey there. I got hives. What I do you want? I don't care. <laughs> Suck the poison out. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to get Does older. Does that ever work? Is, th is there ever a scenario when suck the poison out is the, the right thing to do? Because I've heard that in snake bites, it's not. Uh, I, I don't think so. I've heard that it's ineffectual. Like, no, like, I'm sure that was one of those... Uh, kind of like bleeding people in the Middle Ages, where when someone got bit by a snake on the wild frontier, they'd be like, oh, Jepson's hit. We got to suck the venom out. And it was more of like a thing to show everybody else in your little group that, hey, if you get fucked with, we're going to do something to help you, even if we know, like, you're, you're going to die. Like, nobody's sucking the venom out of you. We're you cut it, too, I've noticed. Like, in the movies, they, like, cut it really, like, pretty badly right in that area and then just start sucking and spitting. So just spitting that person's blood out? And, well, and you know, the, the, the venom. venom would be in the blood. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like venom would spread very, very quickly, right? Like, because your blood circulates your entire body remarkably really fast. I, I think, you know, you're just hoping you get a little out. Like, like if you could just get a little out, it would, it would help. You know, something like a rattlesnake where you have, like, necrosis, where, like, it, you know, you, you lose chunks of flesh and stuff if it's not treated quickly enough, like... It's better than like a hundred years before that, like Civil War times, where you get a, you stub your left toe too hard Cut it off. and like crack a, a toenail, and it's like, well, we just don't have time to waste with this. It's got to come off at, at the knee. No, everything else is fine. Just please, can you just cut the toe off? Well, we're out of little saws, sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't have my clippers. Yeah, I don't have my clippers. So we're just going to have to do what we have to do. Oh, please, you know. Now let me give you this unknown amount of morphine and hope it doesn't kill you. And then I'll go to hack. No, but it wasn't morphine. It was ether. So they'd put that mask over your, and, like, drip it onto your face, onto the, like, cotton mask. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Civil War times That's were rough. Mr. Burns was addicted to in The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Smithers. I need more ether. <laughs> 
Apparently, that's really uh, that and chloroform. Um, you know, in the movies, they always make it seem like you could just murr, 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 and like somebody's unconscious. No, you have to like be laying there with someone dripping chloroform for like you know a long period of time to put you out. Like it's 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 more like anesthesia than it is anything, and it's not safe. If you give somebody too much, they could die. Yeah, that's that. I always knew, even as a kid, that seemed suspicious how quickly people passed out from the chloroform because I'm like that person hasn't even got a chance to breathe in yet and they're yeah. already falling down um does it actually take longer yeah a long yeah. time yeah way longer yeah, hmm. yeah you, you choke them out much faster I uh I had no idea Mr. Cosby that uh that it works so well <laughs> no, the point is it doesn't work well Cosby would right. not have used that My, I had it backwards yeah. God I'm just awful at this <laughs> I heard Cosby's uh, uh, basically blind at this point uh, from some degenerative uh, macular bullshit or something uh, so he's, he's they're, they're saying he's legally blind and uh, is uh, depressed and uh, doesn't have any friends anymore and uh, that's, what, that's, that's what's coming out of his camp or whatever and I say good Good yeah, for him. That's not for surprising. Have you seen like the the pictures of him in interviews with his eyes? Yeah, like, his, his eyes are so cataract and and foggy. It look like you know how uh, sometimes you'll see a dog, and their eyes are just it looks like a uh, a semi almost an opaque marble, like mm -hmm. yeah. an opaque silver marble. That's what his eyes look like. He has like old dog eyes that just always <laughs> look sad and full of shame. And full of like, oh, I was so close to getting away with it. Hoop de doop de doop. Like, like if he's really hoping, right? He's really, he's really wishing that he died in like 2011 right now. <laughs> he is really wishing that. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Just like, who could uh, he be thinking of? No, I was, I was, I was trying to think of uh, another celebrity who had died before it came out how shitty of a person they were, and they dodged all of those, um, like, ramifications. Like, uh... Joe Paterno almost pulled that off. Joe Paterno almost pulled it off. He mm -hmm. died just a little bit too late. In his case, though, I, I, I really think that his death was brought on by the controversy. Mm -hmm. I think if, if none of that came out and had never happened, I think Joe Paterno would have lived, you know, another year or two or three or more. It could be, Yeah. I mean, undoubtedly, that level of stress is going to be bad for your health. Like, I mean, he, look had at the, every... he had like crowds of news outside his door, like outside of his home. Like, it, it's incredible it how much stress yeah. visibly ages people. Like just going back and like looking up like presidents before and after they get out of office. Like Obama looked like a first year fifth grade teacher when he <laughs> went into office. He went, and he now... went from Will Smith to Morgan Freeman. Yes, he went from Will Smith hair and like complexion to morgan freeman almost of like straight gray like so many more wrinkles than eight years should give because just being in that position is it, it's like immense immense stress I, that does not sound fun you're you're right you're right presidents do age a lot but sometimes i think people forget how much eight years is eight years ages everybody a lot you know how different were you eight years ago yeah yeah that's true I mean, I do think that I've held up better than Obama or any of the presidents. I was going to say eight the... years ago you were just a kid, but since you hit puberty at four, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? I look just like this. <laughs> Slightly smaller head. <laughs> at 12, I was already a man grown. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I swam with a guy who was six foot three at 12 years old. 
He was a very big guy. They uh, he was, was he a, six foot three when you swam with him, or yeah, uh, or six foot five, something like that. I mean, he was only like fourteen when I swam with him. Like we weren't the same age, and uh, but yeah, he was just a gigantic young person, and no one believed he, he used to have to bring his birth certificate to every meet because they thought we were like cheating and putting him in the wrong age group. Get a ringer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like remember when that happened in the little league? Olympics. Yeah, remember when that happened in the little league World Series? That uh, they they had that pitcher who was like, he was he was much older. It seemed like it wasn't like they they snuck a fifteen year old in. They brought in some twenty four year old Guatemalan guy who could fucking throw heat. <laughs> and was, all those twelve year olds were just swinging a right. miss. Well, he was wearing a Vietnam veteran hat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like he was sixteen or something either. Like he was legit like MLG. He had, a a, MLB he had his age. class of seventy two ring on. <laughs> It was so funny. They won, I think. It's been a while. Maybe my memory's a little foggy, but it seems like they won off the off the back of that guy. Uh, I never pay attention to Little League World Series because I don't watch any baseball, and that's just going to be a more boring version of it. But it seems like Japan is really, really good at baseball compared to... like I don't know what other sports are popular in Japan, but it seems like they're really fucking good at baseball. It's like they just went from swinging swords to swinging that bat. It's just natural. That could be it. You know, that that's very well. It couldn't be that it was introduced to them heavily when they were in those camps in uh, in the 40s, right? Or was it? Yeah, that was weren't the they Americans? Safe. Well, I think the Japanese, you know, we, we had we put that base there after World War II and kind of stayed for a real long time. And that probably institutionalized them uh, with, with a lot of baseball stuff, huh? But is yeah. that I mean, you had advantage? to give them something to do. No, that's that's making sure you don't fuck up, and that's us rebuilding their infrastructure too. Like, that's like what I'm you know, saying there's a couple things we rebuilt their infrastructure. <laughs> we we you know we we kind of decimated their military. We're we're hanging out defending Japan exactly. for those years. Exactly. So there's this whole guns versus butter thing that any civ player knows, you know, and what you invest into. Japan ducked to just do butter, butter, butter. They didn't have to build a military. They were under our protective shield for a long time. They still uh, don't have an offensive military. You know, they they, they can never start an, uh, a war that's not uh, unless they're attacked first. They can't yeah. pull a George Bush and be like, oh, they've probably got some weapons over there. And, and, and go well, Germany was also supposed to not have any more arms after World War One, and that very quickly, well, not very quickly, but it did change. Yes, but in, J- in Japan's circumstance, like they could vote to change that. They just don't. Ah. Maybe they just realize, hey, uh, we've got a lot of money to put into research and whatnot, and these fucking Americans are taking care of the world's safety, spending so much money on military shit. Let's just keep spending it on iPhone, not iPhones, but whatever uh, we make, Samsung. I don't, I don't think that of the Japanese. The Japanese seem because I've heard, I, I read something the other day, something about that there was there were calls to to change uh, to change the way their military is structured, to change the way they. Uh, they deal with war, I guess, so that they would they could have an intervention, uh, an intervening military. They could go and be like, "Oh, these guys are a threat. We need to take them out and go do that." Without uh, the, they're kind of handcuffed right now. It seemed like. Yeah, they at least need something. But they see the the Japanese seem like you know you always hear about those businessmen who work themselves to death, and you know all, all that bushido bushido code stuff that I that I imagine is still part of their like. Uh, uh, like day-to-day office environment, <laughs> like they, they just seem like they take their jobs very seriously over there. So I would imagine their military. Is there. I wonder Have how you ever watched that is uh, than here? Like, you're, like I worked late. I worked till eight, nine, ten, not 11. until you died. 
You know, sometimes I'd work till four if there was a big Did thing. you ever work they, until you died? Well, I mean, everyone does eventually. Did you ever met anyone or heard of anyone who wasn't a Japanese man who worked themselves until they died? No, because we don't make a big deal it. about well, it. No. We just fucking <laughs> get jobs done, right? They're out there, woe is me, I'm such a hard worker. Fuck you, baby, that's par for the course here in America. I no, mean, they just died. They dropped out of exhaustion. Literally, they have a word for it. Yeah. Who's Chaturo? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 I, I, just, I, I just want to know. Are they really working that hard? Because Americans work really hard, too. And yeah, they, I mean, I, I think that it's just the culture of perfection that, they, that a lot of them have, at least the older generation. Like, you never hear about an American. There's never been an American CEO who ran the company into the ground but still had, like, tens of millions of dollars to fall back on, killing themselves in shame. But there are actual stories of like CEOs of giant Japanese companies where they have to lay a ton of people off or they take a huge dive and there's a big fail in their stock prices or whatever the case may be. And they're worth tens of millions of dollars still and they kill themselves. I just because they just really? can't deal with like, the when's the last yeah. time that happened because I, I've only heard these stories, but mostly I even see CEOs and stuff apologizing. I'm so sorry, I did a bad job in this. And then they take their money and they fucking buy a boat, right? They, like, dude, I'll. It, it, Those are American CEOs, though. And I'm sure there's some J Japanese ones like that, but it's just a difference in no. culture that it happens in Japan. It would never happen here. I feel like you know, it doesn't if, happen anymore. I, I feel like now they're just they're Americanized, baby. They might issue an apology, but... I bet there's stories about this. Let, let's see. Like uh, if Elon Musk drove SpaceX and all of that shit into the ground and it was just a colossal failure, he would not go kill himself. He would not be like, oh, God, I'll never get to the to Mars, like, and do that. Like, he'd, he'd keep living as a billionaire. Manager commits mm -hmm. Harry Carey to fight corporate restructuring, and that was in 99. That's where... You gotta go back 17 years to find our most recent example. No, that's just one that, I mean, I'm not Googling it, but... Japan's finance minister, can, well, I mean... Is Japan, it like a graph of this? Minister commits suicide on Suicide Prevention Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He allegedly hung himself in his own home. He would not be the first Japanese government minister to kill himself, and he won't be the last. It was reported <laughs> that he was struggling with the pressures of his job. <laughs> Well, there, that's just a quitter right there. That's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> the removal of McDonald's all-day breakfast was too much to bear. We, the wire is funny. Who wrote this? This is a good stuff. This is this whole thing is written. Written with a bit of humor. Here's a Japan Inc. So. rocked by massive accounting fraud. Toshiba CEO quits after admitting seven years of cooked books. And as I scanned through this, they inflated their profits by about a billion or 38% of their profits. And, uh, yeah, he was willing to bow. I'll give him that. And he Ooh. just took the money and ran. So, well, yeah, maybe well, they don't got themselves. Well, he brought anymore. much shame upon his family. Mm, Great shame and up. cash. I, I, this shame is, <laughs> this to me seems like an American response. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that most Japanese CEOs are rational enough to be like, "Well, I, I still got money. I'm gonna go buy a little cube in Tokyo for half a billion and and live <laughs> out the rest of my life where I can reach my refrigerator and my shower from the same seat." But I mean, <laughs> I mean it just. Um, an American CEO, I don't think, has ever killed themselves in shame. Like we, that would have to be a Google. Like that, if there's no way, never. Have you, 
those, hear... How often do those Wall Street guys actually jump out the window? Mm. Um, I mean, that was only when the Twin Towers were going down that people were jumping oh. out of there. <laughs> no. He's talking about the Great Depression. I'm oh, talking about, well, well, not just the Great Depression. I, I feel like there's been right. many inc- incidents throughout time where like it, it might not even be a huge like market crash. Maybe just this guy's company went down or where a specific stock goes down and these guys are just like, well, three minutes ago I was a multimillionaire who had the world by the balls. Now I'm nothing. I'm going to take a step out that window. And they just jump. Yeah, yeah. I... Okay, well, I hadn't considered that. And that goes against my what I already believe about this situation, so I choose to disregard it. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but, I mean, when, when is the last time that happened? Was, did, any, did that happen at all in the 08 collapse? Like, any stockbrokers or... Those, those guys got bought out. They got, got golden parachutes and government paychecks, so, so no. Oh, that's no, true. No one killed themselves. Um, yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of hardworking Americans who went homeless and ended up killing themselves, though. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but they're not CEOs. Do you guys want a joke? Bad joke? Ho, ho, ho. All right. Why did Star Wars episodes 4, 5, and 6 come before episodes 1, 2, and 3? Because in charge of scheduling, Yoda was. (laughs) That was funny. You don't know it because you can't tell. But it was funny. Because in charge of scheduling. Oh, we got it. We got it. Yoda was. Oh, it is honestly like. Oh, he's, he's like maybe they get it. They get it. Let me explain that Yoda has this weird speech pattern where he kind of says, says things out, out of order. order. Yeah, yeah. Because because in charge of scheduling, really Yoda was. Crack up. That's the problem. <laughs> That is <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I always just feel like oh, there's like beads of sweat forming at my hairline every time. Oh, stop. Time. It's all fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm as sweaty as Chiz over here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chiz didn't want to be a guest again. Unfortunately, I, haven't seen I wish he was Chiz on. in like a year. Like, I think the last, like, I, I haven't seen pictures or video or any. Chiz is just a voice to me at this point. I haven't seen him in a long time either. But now that I'm thinking about it, I've only heard his voice. Are we sure that Chiz is still alive and that some sort of audio computer program hasn't taken over for him? Because if so, we need to look into that. No, I have no evidence that he is a real person. I haven't seen him. It's been like a year. Oh, wait, have you guys played Battlefield 1? I, no. It's no. open now. No. Oh, I thought you were going to play it last night. Um, I played Civ instead. I thought you were joking that you were going to play Civ when Battlefield 1 was available. Um, no, I, I really I, I, I got on the PKA. Uh, <laughs> you played the, Civ 5? <laughs> yeah, I got on the PKA Steam group, uh, got myself a game of, uh, of uh, fans together, and uh, had a good old time. Uh, people, so I'm reading on Reddit about Battlefield 1. And it's only the beta, so I fully recognize what a beta is. I think there's one map out. But everyone's basically saying, oh, right, it's an EA game. It's just a reskinned Battlefield. 
we've had Battlefield like with Star Wars skins, with World War II skins, with Vietnam skins. I think all this is true. With uh, mm-hmm. modern skins, and this is just the same old Battlefield, and you know, with this time with a World War One skin. That's what I'm reading on Reddit. I haven't even played the game. But... I don't know why anyone would expect anything different. But it's same funny. engine. Same mechanics. You're right, but they make a trailer and they show the horses and all this up close, like shovel-based melee and things like that. That's a and thing. I, I'm sure it is, but so all you got to do to like pull that off, it, it seems that if you put and this is like an even with a submachine gun, you get one bullet to hit somebody, and then I don't remember what the the keyboard the key is. Like you press F. And he just fucking goes into a bayonet charge. Like, it's auto-aim. He's just, ah! And it's the same thing with the shovel and everything else. It just depends where you're standing and what weapons you have. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I thought it was going to be a, a bigger departure from the other EA games, or I guess dice games, than we're used to seeing. But it's the same thing. And, and I think the map is really large. God, I haven't played it. I hope I'm getting this right. But people are complaining it, that it's what I call a hiking simulator, you know, where you have to, like, walk for 10 minutes to get to the action. That's how all Battlefields have been, like, that's what turned me off from, uh, God, I don't remember what Battlefield See, it's it was. Not, you, first, you guys always like say time. this, and it's just not fair, because you have to spawn on your squad. Like, like if you've got a squad who's, who's like, actively fighting, then it, it's only when your squad get, it's only when the game first begins, or when your squad gets completely wiped out, that you're ever not spawning in the action. Well, okay, like, just, I think, just for the record... Like my feelings are a little hurt that you think that I'm that stupid or that bad at Battlefield. You know, I've got, uh, I don't know how many hours in the game, but I know how to spawn on my squad. I know how to spawn in the in the planes and parachute down. Like, like it, But there is a truth that sometimes your squad is obviously about to die, and, and they're a bad spawn point. And, uh, or they're already dead, and they're not a spawn point at all. You know, you don't have teammates setting up, you know, spawn points with, what is it, a radio? Or there's like a tack insert version type thing in there. Sometimes you do have to hike in. And people would say, well, use the plane, use the helicopter, use a Jeep or something like that. And, and there's some, some truth to that. But it's a big map. It's a big map. And it's definitely a vehicle-based FPS. And, um, like, people Oh, yeah, those fussing. tanks. People are fussing that the tanks are very powerful on Reddit. And, uh, you know, so if that's what you like in a shooter, where kind of like real life, if you're not in a vehicle, you're kind of, you know, of limited use, That that's what you'll find in Battlefield. Yeah, I don't, I don't have like any time in any of the Battlefields aside from mm. like when Battlefield 2, I think, came out. I played for like maybe an hour at a friend's house, and that was what I didn't like is that, I was obviously just playing myself. I didn't know anybody in my squad, and so my squad was getting just butt-fucked, and I was of no help, and so I just had to keep sprinting into death, it felt like. But I haven't I haven't played a single FPS since Kyle and I started playing um, Age of Mythology months ago. Like, I haven't turned a single one on. I've only played RTS and then now turn-based Civ. I was sponsored by EA to play Battlefield games for a while. I, maybe three and four, I forget. So, like, like, I've got some time in the game. I would get gameplays and stuff. I used to do Mail Monday in Battlefield sometimes. But uh, not that I'm... It's a different kind of combat. And it definitely doesn't lean itself towards, like, the lone wolf player mm-hmm. who wants to go and jump in and have some fun. Because that's COD for sure. You can jump in TDM and go get, you know, go, go win and play and have fun. 
But in Battlefield, if you if it's a spot if it's a squad of randoms and you don't have communication and coordination, yeah, it's not any fun. And the maps are really big. It, it, you get it's not a punishment. All. Yeah, I feel like that's a a thing that you guys are like. There are definitely smaller maps. And Battlefield Four in particular had these indoor maps that were like COD size maps, if not small COD size maps. I guess it depends what game mode, right? Yeah, I, I'm trying to. They were sure. playing Gold Rush or something like that. Where it's, it just seemed like every game we played, it was fucking a giant desert. Now, like with there are servers that play like the same one to three tiny maps like over and over and over again if that's what you're going for but um uh, yeah so, so we'll see i i have to play battlefield one i'm interested enough i think to, to get in the beta it's open right anyone can just download it and give it a yeah, go you can just download yeah it's called I, battlefield um, one yeah what is it called what is with this stupid fucking trend of naming things that aren't one one do i, I if there wasn't the wrong. xbox one it's not battlefield one it's like battlefield six isn't it it's called Battlefield one it, 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 i think yeah are they trying to trick consumers into thinking that they're these are new like games that they're not like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, I, maybe it's a new generation well, of gamers world, coming up it's and it's world war one you know that's that that's a bit of a, a, a yeah, play on words there i guess that's battlefield world war was. so apparently the servers are down by a ddos attack that's yeah that's what I didn't download it initially because, A, I figured it was going to take a while to download, and I wanted a game right then. I wanted to play Civ or, mm -hmm. or something. And, B, I was like, shit, they just opened this thing up to the world, and this thing is super popular on Reddit. I was wondering if they'd be able to serve all the people. Is it DDoS attack, or is it are they just not being able to handle the traffic? Uh, it said DDoS attack on Forbes. That's what I know. Hmm. I would say, if I were them, I would I would claim DDoS attack, too, I think. Hmm. Well, yeah, just take that. Well, if if it was oh, well, run yeah, by yeah, Donald yeah. Trump, it would have been like, so it's understood that it was a DDoS attack that ruined the beta launch of your your new game. Absolutely not. It was it was absolutely because of too many people on my servers. My servers were not designed for this many people. A lot of illegal users on those servers. <laughs> like he would have done something like but that. But it's an That's open beta. It's free to everyone. Ah, not Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> not Mexicans. <laughs> white tax owning, land owning males. You know. <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. I'm really liking a Civ a ton now. The whole, uh, yeah, Kyle there, give him the thumbs up. Happy he converted me. But I'm liking, uh, I put like 278, like 280 turns into a game over like the past week, just my own kind of private game, like the last five days. And I would hop in and play a few turns, and I eventually just quit because I didn't turn off the uh, the setting where when you go to the next turn, you have to watch, like, the camera goes zoop, 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 and it shows you every little fucking thing that every other player is doing. And there's, like, ten AIs in there. And so I was desperately the whole game trying to avoid war, keep everybody happy, because if a war started and that goddamn bastard from Assyria again started going oh hey alexander the great we're gonna come after you it all of a sudden meant that the turn when i hit next turn it would be a full three to four minutes which doesn't yeah, sound like awful. a lot of time but it is a fuck ton of time to watch yeah. every military unit of every player move around and it was like this is unbearable this is not yeah. worth it you got to turn quick combat quick movement all that stuff on um in the in the later game when there's like planes the animation for a bomber to leave your city, go out and bomb something, and then come back, it takes like three, four seconds. 
So if there's 50 bombers going off, sometimes like there'll be a, tur- a turn timer, so you won't have enough time to even play because there were just bombers flying the whole time that you had to, for some reason, watch. So yeah, you always got to turn that off. Yeah, the, yeah, the settings of the game are important, or the game is unbearable. Like, can't do we play on game. This setting we're talking about. Mm, I don't know. I always set my games up with quick combat and quick movement on. I, I don't know if you can or not. Yeah, I switched to quick combat and quick movement, and it's much much better now. But holy shit, I was really coming close to like like when I uh, messaged you the other day, Kyle, asking like, how the hell do I turn this off? And you had an answer pretty quick. I was like, "Thank God," because if there was no way to turn this off, I'm fucking done with this game. This is stupid. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm really yeah, enjoying it. It's so multifaceted. It's hard to figure out what I need to be doing. I looked up like build orders, but then after looking at a couple, I was like, "I don't even want to do this," because then it's like I'm not even coming up with my own scheme to. Those build orders the world. don't work anywhere. Like like in a oh. multiplayer uh, environment, though, they just don't work because you have to be reactionary and uh, and you have to be looking. You have to be playing the hand that you're dealt every time. It's it, you can't just do A, B, and C and win. Not I, not not really. I like uh, fucking with um, the opponents. Like you know how you can like settle a city pretty close to their city, and they'll be like, "Hey, what are you doing here? You know, get out of my area." And you can either say like, "Eat shit," or um, or you'll, you can say, like, I'll settle where I please, or, oh, my goodness, I am so, so sorry. This will not happen again. And I always just say, like, oh, my goodness, I'm so, so sorry. And immediately they're, like, on their back foot in their little animation while they're like, well, don't feel too bad about it. Like, it's okay, you know, just don't do it again. It's all right. And it's like, by that point, like, Sparta is three squares from their capital stealing their good shit. Like, if, you, uh, if you keep that promise to them, you'll be rewarded for it after 10 or 15 turns. I don't remember. Um, I don't even remember what the reward is. You get, like, culture or something like that. Then I must have never kept that promise. Yeah, because yeah. Because I haven't got a reward from it. I, I usually don't keep those promises either. I, uh, I, I We should play with some fans. Um, I'm going to be playing... Uh, probably probably a couple nights this week. Uh, so if you join that PKA uh, Steam group, uh, listeners out there, uh, I'm usually I'm getting players from there. Played a couple times. It's been really fun. I like playing with the fans because uh, the whole time they're you know making PKA references and talking way too much and being a little annoying and uh, <laughs> that makes the game interesting. Otherwise, it break it goes through this whole it gets monotonous you know in the later rounds. So I've been I've been having fun playing with you guys. Wildcat beat me, so good job, Wildcat. Was it a was it a respectable victory from Wildcat, or do you feel cheated? I feel um, I could have won if I'd done things differently, so I should just not make any excuses. But I lost by two turns. Um, he got his science victory before I get my diplomatic victory, and he was all the way across the map. Couldn't get to him. He wonder hoard the whole time and didn't build a military. Uh, while I built a military and conquered a couple of capitals, so. I don't know. I think my playstyle was more respectable than his, but he got the victory. So, yeah. At the end of the day, your people were visiting his town to look at all the wonders. You know, you got the Leaning Tower of Pizza. No, at the end of the day, he left the fucking uh, solar Where? system. Mm-hmm. He went, yeah, he went to Alpha Centauri or something in his goddamn spaceship. So, that is that what upsetting. happens? Does yeah. It, so you just your whole civilization leaves. You're like you we're should, going somewhere you else. Win it's taking our own victory. There's a that's yeah. There's a animation that makes you feel good. Like That's like, what I was trying to do until I quit that watch game that anima- 280 turns in. You should just watch that animation on YouTube. It'll take 10 seconds, and then never play the game so boringly that you get a science win because it's just built. It's just you're just managing your empire. Just build, 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 
build. I, you just got to build a bunch of people. Like, if you play on, is it Chief? I forget. Like, some of the lower levels, it gets to where you can win by anything you want to win by. You know, do you want to win by domination? Do you want to win by science? Do you want to win by culture? You know, just, you, you are clearly in charge of this situation. So that That's how I've done it. Yeah, I'm trying to play on at least the king level, which I guess is hard uh, or normal. I don't remember. Yeah, I would say it's normal. Um, I don't No, I mean the word it says next to it. I don't remember what it is because I know prince is normal because that's the one I was wanting to play at. But you were like, oh, always play at least king so you get better. And they, like some of them are really giving me some trouble at some points where they kind of attack or have, you can turn on random personalities which I tried. I, I thought that was kind of my okay. I guess I did the wrong thing there. But one oh, of the personalities just... was apparently really pissed off, and and just was immediately like sending that first warrior to just come over and, and try and pillage shit. Like it was <laughs> it was aggravating. So uh, didn't end up playing too much of that game. Yeah, um, yeah. We should we should play a uh, free for all or, or some two versus two or maybe we'll get. Chiz has been building his PC for like a week now. Um, uh, maybe eight days or something like that. He keeps saying that, oh, there's parts coming in, and then, oh, there's more parts coming in. And it's like, I don't know what's going on over there. All I know is that um, Chiz has been building a PC for like seven or eight days now and hasn't been gaming or, or really on yeah. Skype much either. What we don't know is that Chiz has been dead in his closet for two weeks now and that some transient vagabond has been running the entire ad side of PKA for weeks. <laughs> That's why he won't bear? come as a guest, because if he turns He's that tidy. camera on... Yeah, we're going to see some uh, some dude we don't recognize. I hope that's not true. Well, I hope not as well. I don't think it is. Uh, I mean, is... hey, we don't have a guest again. That's that true. Well, Chiz could have been the guest. It's all we... starting to come together. Yeah. Yeah, I wish he would come back on the show. I have fun talking with Chiz, and he has very wildly disparate opinions about damn near everything than me. And so it's fun to talk. But, yeah, politically, well, you guys are opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, a lot. We agree on more stuff than, or I guess we agree on everything socially. Mm-hmm. Like, because neither of us give a shit. Like, I feel like most people, all of us at least, are, you know, you want to get married? I don't, I don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. I don't give a fuck if you mm-hmm. marry an energy drink. Like, <laughs> do whatever care. you want. I don't care. You want to get an abortion? Like, sh- I don't care. I don't care. Do it. Just go. Don't even don't don't talk about it or tweet about it. Just go do it. I don't care. Like it's not a priority in my head as far as what what needs solving. Not even in the a US. little. Like, like, I, I don't. I feel like zero time should be spent on those things. Just be like, yeah, we can do all that now. All that stuff, we can do it. Yeah, it's it's, it's legal now. Don't don't even worry about it. Now we can focus on some other things. I'm I'm yeah. If if the election was held today, I would vote for Gary Johnson. The trouble is, the only stuff I see about him is that surface, like, positive things. You know when they do, like, the checklists with the red and the green, like, checks and Xs? And yeah. uh, Gary Johnson lines up with all these popular things. And, and meanwhile, like, Trump and Hillary have these, like, you know, negative chink, like, chinks against them. I feel like I say chink a lot, and it's very racist. I'm, I'm not sure like, of it. Like, chink in their armor? I don't know. But uh, they have these dings against them, maybe? Wh- whatever. Is ding racist, too? What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> ding is not racist? What, do you really Ooh, hate Did you just say Asians? ding? Don't go spouting that off in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> ding is a I'm surfboard sure. hole. I, I think. But a dink is a... I, I'm pretty sure, and that's what I thought you said. A dink, uh, I, to pretty... me, is dual income no kids. Like, a, like the modern-day yuppie. Let me confirm my my. It's, uh, it's a wop in their armor. You know, 
that's an Italian guy. Um, uh, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, but I feel like yeah. there's a lot of candidates that you just love until you know them. Like, if you were to say, hey, would you take Hillary or an unnamed Democrat? The unnamed Democrat always does better. Same thing would happen on the Republican side. The, um, the Republicans now, it appears that the majority of them wish they had someone other than Trump, right? But let's put Trump against a specific person. Like, oh, do you wish you had Cruz? Do you wish you had Jeb right now? Are you wishing that you had Rand Paul? You know, then Trump would beat them again, just like he did last time. So, but yeah, the, Gary Johnson to me is that guy I only know a little bit about. But Yeah, he's not important enough for anybody to focus on him. And so it allows people to just kind of project what they want him to be onto him more. Where right. it's kind of like... Oh, oh man, he, he allows weed, and so he must be really cool on all the all the other things that I like, when really it's just like, no, if there was any critique on... And first of all, let me state, I don't know fucking anything about Gary Johnson, but I mm-hmm. do know that the more attention a political person pulls, the more critique they're going to garner, which yeah. is why Trump gets so much shit, in addition to the fact that he says dumb things, but he's on TV all the time everywhere. So Some, it gives people a huge amount to critique. Sometimes these libertarians, when like you really look at what they're into are just like destroying the government. They're like, no EPA whatsoever. You're like, really, none? None? So power pants just like dump their ash in the river? Like, do you want to be China air quality wise? Like, yeah, and then I will completely get rid of this and all that. Like right now, are you worried that your bank is going to take your money and run? No. Like the government kind of stops that. Banks are as trustworthy as it gets pretty much, right? They could, y- y- children put their money in there and sleep well at night. But uh, you know, you, you take away the government agencies that monitor that sort of stuff, and all of a sudden it just disappears. Problems happen. So, Go on. A a chink. Uh, that, see, chink is a ethnic slur against a Chinese person, mm-hmm. and dink is a racial slur against a North Vietnamese person. So, really, really uh, batting a thousand with those with those slurs. I'm liking it. <laughs> what is? Isn't a fink some kind of rat animal? A fink. A fink in your armor. That would mean more that there was like a ferret crawling around under your breastplate. That's a much bigger problem. Yeah. How so you get him out? A chink in one's armor refers to an area of vulnerability. It's traditionally be used to refer to a weak spot in a figurative suit of armor. Like a, an Achilles heel. That's how I'm using it. A chink in the armor. Not an Asian dude in the armor. Yeah. <laughs> like he snuck in there. Yeah, right, like a Trojan horse, a small Asian man in the armor, ready to do bad things. They are tiny. We were talking about penises, like somewhere in the Oz discussion. I mentioned it before, but I have seen in my hockey days the hard-to-find gigantic Asian penis. You played hockey with an Asian guy? Yeah, with a big cock. That is... Like I'm just I'm just talking about hockey and Asians right now. I played the entire time I played hockey, which was for my entire life, from like six to college. Never played with an Asian guy. This guy I saw I, there was an, there was one Asian guy in one league that I was in at one point. I played with black guys. I played with uh, I think a couple of Hispanic guys even. Never an Asian guy. I had never thought about that till right now. That's weird. This guy was a forward. He could score. He was one of the top three players on the team. Asian, big dick. He's a unicorn, really. And he was good at hockey? He was very good at hockey. He was better than... I would wish I was as good as him. How was he in bed? Eh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want to do paramotor talk? Sure. 
So you've had some developments in Paramotor land, and that's why that's why I want to do Paramotor talk. Um, I guess you had another rough landing. Uh, I saw on your vlog, and your, uh, your your contraption got dinged up a little bit. They fixed it up good dinged as new. Dinged up, yeah. A dinged, dinged up. <laughs> yeah, he got it all dinked up, and uh, and. <laughs> And I guess your thought process now is that that you would like a lighter uh, paramotor, one that's maybe easier to haul around, throw on your back. You'd be a one-man crew instead of ha- need, kind of needing an assistant there to help you get this thing up and going. And you, and maybe that would be better for the landings as well, right? Yeah. So the paramotor I have, Fresh Breeze, is thought to be a very good one. It's like respected amongst other paramotorists. It might be like the Mercedes Benz of paramotors. Not necessarily a light little Ferrari, but like a, a decked out, comfortable, good Mercedes Benz. And there are times when the weight of it is a challenge for me. Like if the winds go in the wrong direction, I have to carry the thing like two football fields so that I can launch, you know, in that way. And uh, um, as my technique gets better, that bothers me less. But uh, like even little things, like if you want to move it from outside to inside, you really want a helper because it weighs like 90 pounds, like it, 95 pounds maybe with, you know, it's full, full of gas. You can't just grab that and throw it on your back like a backpack. Like you kind of, you get one side, I'll get the other. And everyone yeah. else just <clears throat> grabs the two backpack straps and carries it by themselves. And um, they make paramotors in my size, you know, for guys who weigh as much as I do, uh, that don't weigh as much as my paramotor. And I don't know, maybe it's a grass is always greener thing, whatever. Uh, the last time I damaged my paramotor, it wouldn't have been damaged if it turned off. The it, The kill switch wasn't working. And uh, somewhere in mid That can't be good. Right? So normally you kill it before you land. And that's nice because like, if things go wonky or whatever, the prop won't get caught up in all the lines. There's all these complicated lines that lead to the wing. So you turn it off so it's not spinning anymore. And uh, mine wouldn't turn off. And it just so happens that combined with a landing, if the prop wasn't spinning, it wouldn't have broken. You know, the, the cage flexed a little bit. And because it's going at whatever, 1,000 RPM, it... It got broken. Now they fixed it for free, which was very nice, and they did an amazing job. But <sighs> have you flown in that uh, paramotor since then? No. Since the incident? No, I haven't. Uh, that was my last flight, which I really like to get that one back. It was it was all in my. I know, like, a, dude, I feel like I can land that nine times out of ten. I'm good enough. I was just fucked up in the head. It was so bumpy. I was blowing my my approaches, and I was doing approaches in a way that was like harder than they needed to be. In particular, instead of coming down at a straight angle from really high, it's much easier to hit your spot if you just go along low and then aim from low. Does that make sense? Like That makes sense. Well, so it wasn't wasn't the biggest problem though that the kill switch didn't work? That was just like one of a couple things that didn't go right. Like the kill switch didn't work and that messed with your head a little bit and I was landing in the wrong spot. The biggest problem is I landed on an uphill. If it wasn't for that, I've been able to run it out. But when you're coming down and you're landing on an uphill, it creates kind of a crash thing as opposed to something you can run out. And uh, I just feel like life would be easier if my paramotor were 30 pounds lighter. So I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm a bit of a cheater. That is the most first world sentence I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. My life would be easier if my personal flying machine was 30 pounds lighter. 
Well, hopefully the new one you get is we'll fits see. all your specifications. Or I, maybe wait like a, a year and then maybe like a brand new like ultralight. Like you know how they did with hockey sticks where like the first ones were like wood and mm-hmm. then they eventually were like, hey, we can make way better shit than this. And they started making way better shit and then even like even more. And even if you go pick up a hockey stick right now, like it's about the same weight as – I don't know, like three quarters stacked on top of each other, and you can put all your weight on it and flex. Like, they're so light and so strong. Like, eventually, huh. paramotors are going to go the same trajectory, right? Like, carbon they'll just fiber be paramotors. top notch. Yeah, carbon fiber. That's what I was looking for. Um, maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to test drive the light ones and see what I'm missing. Like, what, what maybe there's something about it that, uh, you know, there's a, the, I don't know, you go from a Mercedes to like a F1 car. And you're like, oh, shit, I missed air conditioning and this radio and all the things that are nice about it. The suspension in mine is nice. There's, um, between the motor, which creates a lot of heat, and my seat is an extra, like, layer, so my seat doesn't get too hot. Maybe I'd hate not having that. I don't know. But it'd be lighter, too. What are we So I just watched a, a, a Twitter video of um, some leaked footage from the remastered Call of Duty 4. Oh, uh, nice. Let's watch that. You probably shouldn't show it on, on, on here or this video will get taken down, but you guys could peruse it yourselves. Um, it, it doesn't look good to me. Uh, so, the, so the game looks good. The game looks a lot better. I, saw, I see that the, the perks are still there. I, I saw a guy sniping the M40, and I saw a guy um, uh, using uh, an M4. Uh, it looked like... Link it. They, it, it is linked. It's, it's in that... I, I'll, I'll do it again. I'll do it here. Yeah, I can't here. switch conversations or I just start showing private shit. I understand. Um, so, it, but but it it looked like the uh, the M40 was scoping in very very slowly. Uh, and if you look, he even puts the little annotation or whatever on there. It says you know it feels like Black Ops One sniping. It's scoping in really slowly. Um, and then when I saw the death animations are identical, you just drop dead. But it doesn't look like it feels like COD Four. If that makes sense. Just the way that the players are taking damage when they're getting shot, they're just dropping dead like you did in Modern Warfare 2 instead of, like, taking damage, 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 dead. It, it, what I see there doesn't look good at all. Oh, it's on Overgrown, one of my favorite maps. Yeah. Did you like Overgrown? I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I liked Overgrown. Um, I liked it for S&D because um, I, I ran the same route every... In, at the end of COD 4, I just played Search and Destroy pretty much only... And so, I liked all those good, all, all the game battles maps. The guy says it feels like Modern Warfare 2 in his little description on that, the tweet thing. I think that's in reference to the rifle he's using at the time. Which what is it? An ACR maybe? I, I couldn't tell. No, it's an M4. It, oh, he's playing that? COD 4. Well, he's playing COD 4 with the M4. He's saying that the game feels like Modern Warfare 2. Oh, that's very slow scope in. Yeah. I don't care for that. God damn it! <laughs> Why do they have to tinker? Why tinker with something that isn't even your main game? Why not just leave it the same? Like, this is what we're, we were talking about a year ago. What, that's part of what I was so excited to get back and do, is just be like, throw an ACOG on an M40 sniper rifle, and then just go to town and, and enjoy, oh, I just caught him right in the side of his knee, dead. Ah, brutal <laughs> toe shot, dead. Like, that, that was fun. And it wasn't unbalanced, because you get one shot, most of the time you miss because anyone who's decent with an M16 or assault rifle is going to kill you close up unless you just get wildly lucky. It's 
Well, I guess that's not fair. It was easy to do pretty well with that ACOG scope because it, it ads so quickly. But that sucks because that's, that's the number one thing I was so excited for. I don't want to go back and play with the MP5 and M16 that much. Like, I got my fill of that when it was out. I, I'm upset by that because we only saw, like, a little glimpse of the game there. But mm -hmm. if they tinkered with those things, then I, I'm worried they tinkered with a lot of stuff that they might have thought needed tinkering with. And, and I wanted it warts and all. It's I wanted like. When you watch a movie, you sort of watch that movie, if you like most people, once or twice, and just enjoy what's on the surface of it. If you play a video game, you are like turning over every pebble on the ground, every blade of grass, every line of sight. Like you know a video game in a way that very few people know that movie. And, and like we're looking at it and we're like, I don't know, it seems like the scope in is at least a tenth of a second off of what I'm accustomed to. And it makes a difference. It's huge, right? You know, like it, the, the, the damage, if the lines of sight change just a tiny bit, it's a huge problem. Um, yeah, we're, I don't know. We're looking at very close details, but they matter. Yeah. It's, to me, it's that they tinkered at all. Like I said, that, that, like, oh, they tinkered with this, there's, and we just saw like a few seconds of footage, mm -hmm. and there's barely anything minute. in it. But, but we instantly found something that I don't like. Uh, I'm just worried that Search and Destroy isn't going to be the same, that Sound Horror isn't going to be the same, and I'm going to be disappointed by it. Uh, the only I thing I wanted... Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. I, I hope there's more information that comes out and, and, and uh, we find out what the deal is. The only thing I wanted added was the f round ending or game-winning kill cam, and I was hoping that's all they would add because that was yeah. a really... That's, that's an awesome feature. Uh, that was the best addition to a COD game ever. Was yeah. the slow motion kind of final kill cam. That's all that I wanted because, and I wanted them to keep the snipers the same because that game was perfect for really cool wacky kills at the end. Because you could spin so quickly, you could spin quickly in any of them, but you actually had a good shot at one shotting someone from across the map instead of just trying in futility to do a 360 in Black Ops and then hit them from across the map and they kind of just go like, ah, fucker, like they they don't die. But yeah, that's upsetting. Um, I, I'm de I'm still I'm still excited for uh, Civilization Six though, although the the more I look at it, the less I I mean I I think I like the way Civ Five looks better than the the way Civ Six looks. But with a game like that, it's 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 not about the looks for me anyway. It's about the gameplay. So the gameplay looks very cool for Civ Six. I don't want to learn too much about Civ at this point. Like I want to learn enough to be presentable at Civ, but I don't want to be burdened down. When like Civ Six comes out, like I want to be able to naturally pick up the new, like play style, really I guess. Because you were saying that it back, looks. I, I don't know too much. I just know that like if I get really accustomed to playing one way in Civ Five, which is kind of what you do when you learn a new game. Like when Kyle was learning Age of Mythology, he perfected one strategy with the Atlanteans to get himself presentable, and then he would kind of just moved on to other shit. But he still knew on the back burner, I can be real good with these Atlanteans at any time. Like, that's what I'm trying to do with Civ. Like, I'm trying to be like, okay, I'm going to be, I can consistently get this kind of army out, get a bunch of crossbowmen by turn whatever, but if I get too ingrained in that, then I'll just probably be shittier at Civ 6. And I don't know anything about it, not nearly as much as you, Kyle, but you were saying that it does look quite a bit different, right? Lots and lots of differences. I mean, one of the ones that's going to change gameplay a lot is the way roads are constructed now. No longer can you build a road with a worker anywhere you want, wherever you want. You can literally cover every tile in the map with a road in, uh, in Civ, you know, not mountains, of course, but in, in, in Civ 5, that is. In Civ 6, roads are created by trade routes. 
between cities, and that's the only way they exist. So if you want a road between you and uh, your enemy, or you want a road between uh, Atlanta and Flor- and uh, Miami, you're going to have to create a trade route between the two to actually create that road. Um, and then, then there's the whole district system where um, you're creating different districts on uh, on tiles, and there's all kinds of adjacency bonuses. There's there's a lot of new stuff. Uh, the the culture tree is uh, is reworked. Um, the way technologies work is reworked. Uh, in that, if you're a coastal city, you're going to learn to sail much much faster than a desert civilization will, just naturally. Um, and, I like and that's that. a that sounds kind yeah, of neat. I but do hard too. To balance, yeah, that's you know, like when you start. Doing that, the, the desert city better be good at something too. I don't know what it is. You know, they're yeah. gonna need less food I, to grow. I'm not sure. I played a game where um, oil. Whoever bought the game for me included all the map packs. Oh Jesus, map packs and everything. And so I was playing one on like mainland Japan because I thought that looked neat and I wanted to try the Japanese. And I built like three coastal cities all around and started building a bunch of those ships for trade. And I didn't know those things can only go 20 tiles. And so I was like, this is useless. I've got a whole coastal empire that's incapable of trade. Like, they're all too far away from each other to trade at all. roads across the middle or no? No, I was talking, uh, it was like, it's, it's Japan. And so I was trying to do, like, boat trades because I'd upgraded a bunch of shit that gave me bonuses to gold if I traded by sea. Oh, okay. And so I was trying to get those sea trading. And then by the time I spent all those resources and time getting a bunch of cargo ships and researching the shit that I needed and I tried to assign one to a trade, it was like, it just it wouldn't let me select anything. It said nothing was available. You can from any suck. of your cities because you can you can you can send them amongst your cities and then you can send them to. I don't know. That's, that's, that's I mean. weird. I put one at north. Like I started near like like two thirds of the way up Japan with Kyoto, and then I founded the other one with all the same letters in different orders north of that, and then uh, the other one with most of the same letters in different orders. And the south of Japan, all on the coast on purpose, but they were all more than 20 tiles away. And I hadn't done a good job of um, keeping the city-states happy, because I guess I was settling uh. way too close to them. Uh, so I only had, like, one of them to trade with, and it wasn't a very good payoff, and they were sending their well, they don't paganism have to... back to me. Oh, I, I'm confused, because, like, they don't have to be your friend to trade with you. Uh, unless they're at war with you, they'll uh, they'll always trade with you. Um, so that's that's odd. No, I was saying you can trade with them, but I was saying I was getting like in you know how it says in that thing like the arrows like you get this and then you send this and I was like getting nothing out of it, but I was receiving a bunch of uh, faith points of their religion I guess, yeah. which is I don't know if that's a big deal, but I wasn't yeah. sending them any religion and I didn't want to be the only one getting influence. Is that a big deal? Ah, eh, not for you. No. No, probably no, not. You know, I prob- really probably shouldn't on- focus on that that tiny little minuscule thing. That's that that's like some uh, that's some high level stuff when you're starting to worry about religious well, pressure. Hurricane Hermine. Yeah, well, um, then I should not do that. I'm I'm at a point where I get impatient and I have like grand plans for my empire. But then once it gets to be like I don't know the medieval or Renaissance era, I'm just like Jesus Christ, fuck it, fuck it. I'm just gonna build a military and attack. Like this is getting out of control. How long this is taking? Yeah, we should play. I'm gonna play probably tonight. I've been I've been out all day. I, I've been I've been driving around. And I had to go uh, help some friends move, and so like I'm all ready to do something. I've been like working with my hands all day. I want to sit down and chill. So after this, I think I'm gonna play some. But next time we play, um, I'll I'll focus more on like strategies because the first couple times we played, we talked about like you know how to play the fucking game. 
So yeah. I, I'll show you how to like come up with a plan and then make it come to fruition and then really butt fuck some people. It's 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 so much fun when you go in with your your unique unit or your crossbow army or whatever, and they're just like, ah, well, shit, my game is ruined, and they get all mad in the chat box, like, ah, you, they were giving you extra luxuries, weren't they? You're a cheater. That's great. That makes me feel real good. <laughs> <laughs> to just upset them that much. Yeah, I, I really, and I, I was pretty upset at Wildcat last night when, when he beat me. I, I left the game. Um, I, I just fucking left. He te- he wrote me later, and I, I wrote back to him. I'm not I'm not a complete douche, but I, I need to get out of there. I was pretty pissed. Let me uh let me do a little ad read here. Mm. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible includes more than 180,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Download and listen anywhere on your iOS device, Android, Kindle, Fire, Windows Phone, and over 500 other MP3 players. Are you still a big? Are you still a fan of reading off your Kindle? But reading while driving is driving to work is just too bumpy for you. No problem. WhisperSync with Voice lets you switch back and forth between reading a, reading the book on a Kindle or Kindle app and listening to the audiobook without ever losing a, losing your place or missing a word. It works with your iPhone, Android, and Kindle Fire. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. So just go to audible.com slash PKA and choose from over 180,000 downloadable titles. Get your free title today and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash PKA. That's audible.com slash PKA. Chiz always puts a little note in here, and he suggests uh, Andy Weir's The Martian, uh, you know, the Matt Damon movie. And, of course, you could always go for some, uh, some Game of Thrones. I've heard The Martian's really good. Taylor, did you read that? The Martian. I did. I really enjoyed it. It was a very. It would be a good one on audiobook as well because of the way it's written. It's like uh, by journal entries, and so as long as they have a good person reading it, which I mean, audiobooks have been around long enough now that I'm sure they have like a contingent of people. Oh, don't you want Matt Damon? No. Mm -mm. No, I do not want to listen to to Matt Damon read that. I'd I'd much rather. You don't like Matt Damon. I prefer the guy from. I would pay $100 Is it because extra. he's a liberal? I would pay $100 No, I just, I'm not, I'm not that big a fan of Matt Damon. Because he's a liberal! But, but, That's it! No, I just, I don't, he's one of those actors that I don't like very much, that everybody seems to like, and I've never seen a movie where he just blew me away. Is Even because Good he likes teacher, teachers' unions? Is it because he likes teachers' That's, unions? You, you, you nailed me on it. That's what it is. <laughs> no, it's like, even like when it. he was delivering those, when he was delivering those huge speeches in, in Goodwill Hunting, I still... Like what? Like when Robin Williams was given his side in that movie, I was like, "Oh Jesus! Like this is really like this is incredible." I was not as compelled by Matt Damon, so I don't know. And maybe I'm influenced by a Team America World Police, where they really just really <laughs> tore him apart. Matt <laughs> Damon. You know, yeah. he wasn't supposed to be retarded in that. Do you know the story? Yeah, the puppet came out looking retarded, so they just kept him <laughs> retarded. <rolling> it. <laughs> well, we don't have extra puppet budget just playing around. You know? <laughs> That's going to cost dozens of dollars. <laughs> have you guys been watching the hurricane forecast? As yeah, we record this, hurricane a hurricane is... It looks big and swirly. Mm. As hurricanes tend to. That, um, it's making landfall in Florida right now, it seems, as a Cat 1 hurricane, which is the lowest hurricane, but still a uh, hurricane. How many Florida. cats was Sandy? Four or five. How many cats can there be? Five. Like ten? Five. Yeah. I knew a lady who had like 15 cats living with her. Ah, cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. 
Yeah, well, um, that, uh, are you guys supposed to get hit by it at all? I know you're both way closer to hurricane territory than I am. Right. We're, right. we're supposed to get rain. I'm supposed to go paramotoring this weekend, and uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here trying wait, to convince myself dude, wait, that, like... This is exactly how the Wizard of Oz starts. Like, like, like don't do this. <laughs> don't do it. So there's an event in Florida... Um, right where the hurricane is, is hitting and, um, Eric Farewell's doing a fly in, I guess is, so people don't know Eric Farewell left YouTube after they, um, changed the algorithm, his views like dropped by a bunch and, uh, he got into, also he fell in love with paramotoring. So he opened a school down there and he sells the light paramotor I was talking about earlier and they just, I guess, expanded and added a new hangar and he's doing like this, like, Hey, come see the new hangar kind of open event. And I was like, oh, it's a perfect time for me to go, like, see what's up. And uh, except for the hurricane. Like, that's the one twist in it that uh, that makes it rough. You guys keep talking in the private chat. Um, um, Jesus is giving, like, uh, no, it's, 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 it's our chat. It's, it's, it's but the, I can't uh, change the chat. I'll have to get another yeah, computer. Yeah, he can't change Well, here, I'll tell him to put his suggestions over here. We have uh, to I'll, invite him, I guess. But he can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He's not. He's not in here. He's yeah, just. He's like, too sweaty to come on the show. <laughs> that's, that's. That was his excuse. That was not his excuse on the on the whole. He he said. Uh, he's well, so here. he's got his air conditioner like right next to his setup, and that's uh-huh. you know that's running. But he has to turn it off to do the show with us. Otherwise, there's a loud hum. And he says that it's already like 75 degrees in there. He turns that AC off. He's gonna melt. And he's gonna be all sweaty. And he doesn't have his PC put together right now anyway. Yeah, uh, he has another computer. Yeah, he does. He has a laptop. Yeah, the he one he was every- typing to us with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, yeah, it's clearly so. not a technological barrier here. But it's, under- <laughs> I mean, it's understandable, I guess. I wouldn't if want to sit there and Jizz just sweat. If only Jizz had the tech know-how to install a webcam. Right? To, to be fair, I would not, if I hadn't been on the show in as long as he hasn't, I would not want my first appearance back to be sitting in his dark room like he does just sopping, <laughs> sopping wet, dripping with sweat. Where every nobody can knows what temperature we're sitting at, so they'll just be like, "Jesus Christ, Jizz. <laughs> like, what are you? Are you are you going through heroin withdrawals or something?" But as a fan, Jeez. I totally want that. Like, it would be great podcasting. I just chiz with like like what well, we could get close ups, right, of like beads of sweat coming down and off his no, forehead. No, I don't think that is the pull of chiz. I think that the pull of chiz is that he has wildly different opinions than at least myself and Kyle, and even more so because uh, quite a few differing opinions than you, Woody, where he would make himself known and speak his opinion. It's always interesting having him on. He's, to be honest, uh, I feel like I'm in the middle. Like you and Kyle are over here, Chiz is over there, and here's me. That, that's how I see on the opinion scale. Of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. Mm. Do you see I, it differently? I, <laughs> um... I just see I, I see Taylor in particular and Chiz battling via text in Skype all the time about whether Elon <laughs> Musk receives too much or not enough government funding, and I'm like yeah, and and then and then you get the like I was talking to Chiz about that and he kept like I was obviously doing work at the time so I'm not giving my full attention to this argument because I've he's a try hard arguer yeah and I've got <laughs> shit to do like and so like like the way it works is like I like to write in like punchy statements so that it's like you absorb this you absorb that bam you get the third piece of the puzzle chiz writes it so that you know 
I completely forget what the fuck we were talking about because 20 minutes has passed, and then I get a ding on Skype, and I'm like, oh, what's somebody doing? And If it's you were just to print it, it would be a, a page and a half. Paragraph. <laughs> it's just a page and a half, and at that point, I'm like, I'm not reading this because I'm not going to go through a bullet point response of, ah, and in section three, article one of your, uh, of your very, very long response, I noticed the discrepancy in your grammar. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Oh, but, it's um, great. That's, it's... that's what I request in our, in our political discussions via text that we give punchy sentences. I don't like this because of this. This is why. Here's the repercussions. Exactly. And then you can have a back and forth. But every time I see Chiz is typing, I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> I enjoy like, it, yeah. There was a time when I thought he was just a slow typer and he was over there like this. But then I started realizing, no, this motherfucker is writing you a dissertation on why you're fucking wrong in his opinion. Things That's what's going on right about now. Chiz. He's actually a very fast typer. I worked with him at Woodycraft. The man can type at like like at the rate that most people can speak. So when it says Doctor Chiz is typing and it just says that for a while, expect a book, bitch. You know, <laughs> it is coming. so much content to get, and it's like, oh my god, like and and the arguments like aren't even that big a deal. Like I'll just say like uh, the Elon Musk one. I was like, man, that's really kind of ridiculous how much love he gets. Like he's not a bad dude or anything. He's been successful through PayPal and whatnot. But he got five billion dollar subsidy from the U.S. government, and that's kind of the is definition of crony cap. Yes, it is four point oh. nine. Uh, that's kind of the definition of crony capitalism, isn't it? That the government's backing a specific person in a field so that they can socialize losses and privatize profits. Like that's kind of that is kind of what crony capitalism is in a certain way. And it's only that people like Elon Musk and what he does that they give him this free pass. And Chiz didn't did not care for that one bit. Oh, come um, on. He's a modern-day Benjamin Franklin. Don't we want honest, to fund this I, guy? I feel like you made your argument better now than you did uh, in writing. Because I have time to do that. fucking wanted, work. That's why I wanted to do stuff. Like, like Chiz <laughs> is sitting there like, all right, me and Taylor in a debate. <laughs> <laughs> dude like, I'm sitting there like, okay, I got a meeting at one, and then, oh, what's Chiz doing? Oh, okay, whatever. Like, and, like, that's that's more what it's like, but Chiz gets really into it. That's why I wanted to have him on the show because we could both equally kind of go back and forth like that. Because I'm very much I'm much more confident in my ability to win that argument verbally than I am through text, because I just at some sometimes I'll see those and be like, oh, I I, I, you know I, what I could hate? go through and debunk this, but it's it's gonna take like an hour and a half. Don't you hate those condescending emojis that he sent? He like sticks right in there with his little dissertation that he'll send oh you his little God, manifesto. Crazy. He'll send you this fucking manifesto about why he's right and you're wrong. And in there, he'll like call you a dumpling or something and give you like a winky smiley face. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 uh, so backhanded. And he'll it, so give you these backhanded compliments sometimes. Yeah, Chiz is no fun to argue with, mostly because he's just kind of an asshole when it comes to arguing about petty well, things. And because <laughs> it never happens in the verbal medium, which is far and away the most successful way to have these arguments, you know? And I'm sure that it would not be me just wiping the fucking floor with chiz. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we'd have a much more measured discussion because right in the middle of his fourth paragraph, I could go, all right, I got, I got, I, I, I take umbrage with that, sir. And this is why like that. And you could, and then he could go, oh, okay. Or I could say, Hey, what do you mean by that phrasing? Oh, well, what I meant to say was this. Ah, okay, because I misconstrued what you were saying, and we could have got off into a weird rabbit trail if we hadn't uh, corrected that. Like, it's just, Chiz is very happy to be right if you're wrong. You have made his day. What do you, what do you mean? It, like, like, if he can correct you, 
Like, 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 and that's what those arguments usually are, right? We're going back and forth about some some liberal social policy or something like that, and one of us is speaking up about, oh, we really need to fund this or that, and then he's just like on and on about why you can't, and then he'll like punctuate with his little winky smiley emoticon and be like, nice try, dumpling. Not too. Su- it, 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 I don't know. I'm trying to think of some good examples of this stuff. He does it a lot. Yeah, he, I like the way you join in in the conversations, Kyle, where it'll just, like, you'll jump in every once in a while and just be like, I agree with Taylor. Or you'll just jump in and say, I agree. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, nothing it'll has be been like this, this huge war of words between the two of them about some stupid shit. And I agree. Yeah. <laughs> what I really want to type is, why are you fucking talking about this? We should really be focusing on why Japan is a superior sieve. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about video games and silliness. That's the whole point. They, they end up arguing about politics. I used to argue with Chiz at Woodycraft, and this is the thing that I do all the time and irritates my wife. I call people out when they do what, like when they cheat in their debates. You know, so I, I remember one in particular. We were doing a game type. We were like redoing it, and I was like, "Hey, I want it so when they drop in, they're presented with some sort of instructions. I think I wanted them to spawn in with a book in their hand." And therefore, if a player who's never played this game type before, they've got like a rough outline on what to do. And then Chiz would be like, no, that's a terrible idea. It'll be 930 pages long and no one's going to read that. and No one's going to do this and this and that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just give them like a four page, like how you get started, some of the core commands. And I always felt like he misstated what I wanted. He would change my idea into one that was stupid and argue against that the old straw man attack. And, well, that's uh, the best way to argue if you don't have a defensible position. It, it, but the, the good side about Woodycraft arguments is that uh, in the end, I would always just pull the, well, okay, I appreciate your feedback, but I've made a decision. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I or do. like another, another common one is uh, that I've been getting more, not just from Chiz, but anyone is, is the whole uh, I know you are but what am I kind of thing where everybody takes How is uh, that an attack an on their uh, like mm-hmm. an attack on their favorite candidate as the best response is to attack their favorite candidate like like you say like you know Hillary's done all this that and the other thing and really corrupt and this and that and then the response isn't a yeah I agree or no you're wrong and this is why it's well look at what Trump does and it's like well no now we're talking past each other because if you want to talk about what Trump's done how about we have a separate conversation on that after this but for now we're discussing this and if we get to just speaking past each other into a who's worse scenario then we've already lost track of everything because obviously by virtue of the fact that we're discussing this we have different opinions on which would be worse for the future of the country and so that's just fucking pisses me off because it ruins discourse if someone says Trump is shitty and racist in this way and they come back with well Hillary is this that and the other or Hillary is corrupt and takes money from corrupt countries and does X Y and Z and you go oh well Trump uh, he his line of stakes isn't even real like just <laughs> it, it's it's not my wife it's, does it's just that infuriating. so my wife has been really engaged this election cycle and um, she's I don't think she's pro Hillary uh, she, what she really is is anti-Trump, and uh, like many people who are anti-Trump or even anti-Hillary, every day she's fed more view confirmation information, right? So it's a, can you believe what Trump did now? Can you believe Trump did that? What do you think of Trump visiting this Mexican president and, and you know, stuff like that? 
And uh, and I'll be like, you know, you know, Hillary did this or that. I'm really concerned about how corrupt she appears to be. And, and like I was telling you, I haven't seen the real beautiful, like, we gave her money and we got this in return. Um, but I, I see a lot of smoke. I just haven't seen. Well, she, there, there's plenty of fire out there, but I feel like the goalposts have been moved to the point of what people want is, well, unless we see a document that says, hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and if you donate $10 million to the Clinton Foundation, I will facilitate this deal between a large corporation in the U.S. and your uh, you know, country or whatever the hell. But what you do see is you know, Saudi Arabia paying tens of millions of dollars into the Clinton Foundation, and then you see Hillary Clinton in her State Department making a priority of facilitating sales from Boeing in, like, dozens, like, I think 80 or something fighter jets to Saudi Arabia. Those jets have been used uh, in the Middle East to kill some innocent civilians by Saudi Arabia, and that's about as much fire as you can be, is that this is someone who took huge sums of money from a country that violates human rights, has no respect for women, has no respect for non-Muslims, and in turn for that, facilitated a deal of arms that Hillary Clinton's State Department prioritized selling munitions, not munitions so much, I guess munitions, yeah, that's a good word, munitions and arms, to Saudi Arabia. Like, what is that if not pay for, pay for influence? Even that, like, that one is, is a, probably one of the better examples I've seen, but I'm like, ah, really, you, you think... The United States relationship with Saudi Arabia was shaped by a Clinton Foundation donation? Absolutely. It absolutely was. It seems like we had that relationship long before Hillary was in the State Department and after Hillary left the State Department. We have not had it to the extent that it was before Hillary was in the State Department. And, of course, we've probably sold weapons. I mean, one of the U.S.'s biggest businesses is selling weapons around the world because mm-hmm. we make damn good weapons. But to it, it, but see, even that, what you said, is, is kind of taking away the point that she and her State Department accepted tens of millions of dollars and then gave preferential business to Saudi Arabia. Are you sure? I, I bet if I Google, I could find weapon sales under Republican governments. I'm, I'm sure you could. And but that's not defending it either. I don't it's think just, we should be providing arms to these nations that have all these human rights issues and use these weapons to kill many innocent people. Just when, when I'm looking for like the fire, right? Like we've seen the smoke. The smoke is the donations. The smoke is, huh? It seems like the rate of civilians in the way that it corresponds to who's donating to her have a lot in common. But then when I look into it, a lot of times they ask for shit and don't get it. You know, Bono really didn't get fucking put on the planet, on the moon or whatever the hell he wanted. Uh, that guy that had real estate to sell, right? So he donates to, the, to Hillary. Um, he has real estate to sell. Suddenly he's on the government shortlist and they don't pick him, right? So that, like, I'm looking for fire. When you say, oh, they... But they, he did, he got, he got on the government shortlist because he gave money? It looks, well, I mean, the because which would he gave stand money to reason, Which would is, stand to reason that other people on that shortlist were there because they gave money. And so more than likely, she just gave preferential treatment to the person on that show. He didn't list, give enough donated money. The most money. He well, gave enough right? money to get on the list, but to win, you really got to dig deep. <laughs> We're making a lot of jumps there, though, right? Like, did he get on that of list course. because he made money or because the property he owned was appropriate, right? I know it seems suspicious that he gave money, then suddenly his property was somewhat appropriate. But in the end, he totally lost out on the deal. That's not fire to me. Um, the, the thing you brought up before, like we've been selling weapons to Saudi Arabia for 20 years. She was Secretary of State for four of those. 
that's not fire to me either. You know, that to me is just business as usual. I'm really looking it's for... It's not business as usual. It's a huge sum compared to what we've done in the past with Saudi Arabia. They, they like, it, it, I, I did look into this. Like, maybe I'm mm-hmm. off base and I didn't do enough research, but I feel comfortable that what, from what I've looked at so far, that is the case. She, her State Department prioritized to a much higher degree the sale of weapons to Saudi Arabia than pri- prior State Departments. And regardless of the whole fire thing, if nothing nefarious was happening with the Clinton Foundation in the first place, why is it such a big deal that she's now saying, or I guess Bill is saying, oh, we're going to shut it down as soon as she becomes president? Well, if it would be a uh, some sort of uh, difference or, I don't know what the word is, of it, like, uh, oh, God, what is it? A conflict of interest. Con- if it was such a conflict, of- thank you so much. If it was such a conflict of interest, uh, as a president, or it would be, why would it not be in the fact that she's been Secretary of State for years? It, was not, it wasn't a conflict of interest then. I mean, in 2008, she was saying she was going to shut it down if she got elected. You know, I think she even said she'd shut it down if she was put in uh, the State Department. I could be wrong there. I, I don't know 100%. But it is... She lies a lot. It's already fucking shady when she's saying at every turn, I'm going to shut down this... Uh, or not at every turn. Anytime a potential political leap comes up, I'm going to shut down this foundation. What does that say? If it was just a, a Bill and Melinda Gates-style foundation, there'd be no reason to shut it down. Like, there wouldn't. I, I did a quick I, Google search. It does look like there was a big spike in how much we sold to Saudi Arabia when she was Secretary billions. of State. Yeah, yeah. Billions, like, billions and billions more. In the 90s. We sold 80 What specifically were we selling them? Because like, like, that's important, too. F, we sold 80 fighter jets to them. Which ones? The F-18s? F-16s? I think F-18. I don't know. Uh, F-something. <laughs> well, that, those <laughs> are the fighters. What's a, what would amount to, like, a couple billion dollars? Few billion well, it depends how many, right? One F thirty-five. Well, no, those are like no. I, I made that well, up, but I know there's those are like thirty-five million or something. I, those B two bombers, though, those things like a billion dollars a piece, you know? Yeah, there's like only a handful of those on the planet, right? Because they're so expensive. I think we got nine of them. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> we got like a. We've got more. The United States has more stealth bombers than it's even economical for me to build and sieve. <laughs> like, like and so if you can get a stealth bomber, to have 10 stealth bombers would just be absurd. The U.S. is like, sure, make it 15. Yeah, <laughs> make it 15, um, whatever. But yeah, gotta I, pay Halliburton somehow. Maybe my standards for fire are too high. You know, and, and now that I see the numbers, yeah, there was a big spike while she was there. Yes. And, and they were a big donor to her. That concerns me. I, I just, I don't know, maybe and that's the fire I've been used, looking for. I don't know. Like they, but, but it is a fire. It, it is a fire, and, and even more so to me is just the kind of, not common sense, but sort of common sense, that if this was a Bill and Melinda Gates-style foundation, like they like to pretend it is, then there would be no reason to shut it down in 2008 or promise to, and there'd be no reason to promise to shut it down if she became president now, and there's, if apparently it's a huge deal to need to shut it down before you could become president, why was it not a colossal deal to need to shut it down before you became arguably one of the most influential people on the planet as secretary of state in the united states like it's just there's so much bullshit that she does that it may like i i'd say i hate hillary about 40 percent more than i hate trump because i also think trump is a like, buffoon and may ruin did you read their, that article the, i sent you like like there's this cabinet maker apparently he made all the cabinets that go underneath the slot machine i don't know if you can picture slot machines but they sit on cabinets that are like knee high and uh, and he made all of them. For him, it was like a 
business defining deal to, to outfit a casino like, like I think it was the Trump Taj Mahal. So he did that and Trump owed him hundreds of thousands of dollars for all these cabinets. And he basically said, eh, fuck you, you know, like I'm not going to pay it. And the guy's like, what's wrong? You know, like, do you not like the cabinets or anything? He's like, oh, no, no. And he started talking about future deals, right? He wanted him to do more work for him, but he didn't want to pay him for the work he had already done because Trump fucking does business like that. Like it, it, oh come on, that doesn't even make sense. Like, it like, does. Come on, think about no, what you no. just said. Trump, Trump, you're I like, you're like he he bought a bunch of cat. He he made this guy build him cabinets. He said, "Good cabinets. I won't be paying you now. Let me get some more cabinets." Exactly. Is that what he did? Yeah, yeah. And there, dude. And Trump why do feels he like Trump? after he gets the product is a great time to renegotiate because he's really got him by the balls then, and he's so happy to sue this guy's lawsuit. Wait, why count- are none of these people taking payment up front? If, if, like, Trump's known for this, why don't people be like, hey, you're going to do business with Donald Trump, get paid up front, fucker. And I'm not going to defend what Trump does, because over. I believe you. I believe you that Trump is is a piece of shit in his business dealings. I'm not going to defend him for it. it. I don't think he's a good guy. And again, like, you don't have any business partners coming out on his side. Like, it, it, he has all these settlements. The amount of lawsuits that Trump is in is way more than, like, his peers, right? Bloomberg, who's, whatever, 10 times richer, 40 times richer than Trump is, doesn't have these kind of lawsuits. Mark Cuban doesn't have these kind of lawsuits. He deals in real estate, though. That 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 seems like it, it it's prone to to litigious. Uh, so is fucking people over. You know, like it's there's a reason Trump isn't so. He's a lawsuit happy guy. Did the cabinet a, guy that, sue him? Is, did the cabinet guy sue him? He had to settle, and he's not allowed to talk about the settlement very much. Like that's that's uh-huh. why he's not like on the campaign trail talking about how he was fucked. Because a lot of his well, settlements got, come with he this. He got his cabinets. You know, it sounds like he got his cabinets paid for. Yeah, I mean, I'm Not sure he did, full. but like, no, he had to settle. How for do you some know? We can't even talk about it. <laughs> I think that's what. How do you we know he didn't settle for a higher price so that he just let let this all die down? Right, I'm sure that's what happened. Maybe. I'm sure Trump yeah, tried to what... fuck him over and ended up losing. That... I have a new topic. All right, I wanted to talk about flooring because I'm about to put in wood floors upstairs. Well, you put bamboo in your last house, didn't you? We did. Tell uh, me about oh. that. We were actually pretty happy with the bamboo. Uh, I personally like a blonde wood. Uh, I feel like the darker ones aren't as happy. We have a lot of dark in this house. And uh, if my contractor wasn't a piece of shit, I, you know, I, we probably would have gone lighter. Even the, we told him to match another one. And the one room we didn't do, the server room, you open it, and there's like a red sort of vibrancy to the room we didn't do. And all the rooms we did do are like darker and dead. But um, anyway, so I like a, somewhere in the red to the blonde uh, shade, and uh, I don't like the, I guess, what you call more of a chocolate color. Um, yeah, I like the red, too. So the bamboo is really light. It's blonde, and it seemed to hold up well. We have dogs with their toenails and stuff. Uh, we're pretty rough on floors, right? Children and dogs. What else do you want? And um, uh, they seem to hold up well. Uh, all in all, the bamboo was a good experience. Now, we also laid our own, like, thin sort of snap-together flooring and mm-hmm. uh, didn't love that, to be honest. Like, it, in no. the end, I feel like that was a mistake. Somehow, if this makes any sense, when I walk into a trailer, like, like I guess you call it a trailer home, right? I walk in there and I'm like, you know, I don't see what the big deal is about living in a trailer. It looks like a regular house to me, right? I don't know if you have the same vibe, but I walk, everyone acts like they're going to be like tumbling down or some shitty pop-up camper or something like that. Trailer homes aren't like that. 
if you walk in and you're not careful, like you're not looking real carefully, it's just a regular house. But then when you get in closer, like I talked to Wings and stuff, he lives in a trailer. He's like, oh, no, no, you like you can't hang things on the wall because they're not made out of the kind of materials that it's not it's not drywall it's not sheetrock it's like this thin paneling that you can punch right through like like if i hit this wall i can go through the drywall and probably hurt hurt my hand really bad hopefully i missed the stud but if i punch his wall i'm like going all the way into the kitchen like like, it's just like wow and that's true of the flooring too right like this is a house house right if i just put a random 50 gallon fish tank anywhere in this house i'm kind of fine because it's built for that uh if you do that in a trailer not the same thing like everything is chintzy about it so the snap together floors that i'm told are common in europe i don't know uh to me it's almost like the trailer home version of a wood floor i would get wood or bamboo you know yeah, I think I'm gonna do bamboo. Mm-hmm. I've got wood downstairs, and I like it a lot. I, 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 I definitely want to do it soon, though. How much was it a square foot? That's another question. Bamboo is because I've got the roughly. That was part of the the draw toward it. I've got roughly twenty one hundred square feet upstairs to do. I will say, do you have hardwood up there already? No. Okay. Yeah, because it's important that you match. Uh, we installed bamboo sort of upstairs and on the stairs. And uh, then we had the, like, snap-together stuff, and then we had oak that the house came with. And when it was time to sell, the real estate agent was like, uh, like, you've got three kinds of wood in here. So uh, we were able to just get rid of the snap-together stuff and lay down oak and, and cut that down quite a bit. But um, if you have hardwood already, you want to match what you got. Hmm. Nah, I, it's it's almost like two different houses though, like like with the upstairs and downstairs. Okay. And this took a fucking. This is he. This is actual hardwood, so he's cutting each board and fucking nailing them in and stuff. And I don't want to go through all that. I think that's. Or what no, the not nailing them in. Be like. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, well, fuck it. We'll see what comes. Yeah, but bamboo's I, less expensive. You know, I, I, they manufacture it into whatever four-inch wide boards and. It installs just like hardwood. Yeah, I'm gonna get on that fairly soon. I think we're gonna start moving furniture around uh, this week. Gotta find someone to install it though. I, 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 picking out like what I want and what color. Like I do that in like ten minutes. It'll be like uh that that one that one do that one okay. But well, I don't want to do any work. I can't help you. I can't choose a contractor for shit and still suck at it to this day. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, I wasn't going to ask for your assistance. Like, hey, Woody, do you have a big list of evil and terrible contractors that I could use to, to tr- yeah. look through? If I could if just my get one to like, threaten your wife, that'd be great. Um, oh, I had uh, the guy who did the floors down here and did some other work. Um, he was really – and he did that shower upstairs. Um, so he's like multi-talented, I guess. Um, he was good. And I, I asked Kitty, I was like, Hey, where's that guy's number? Let me call him. She said, Oh, probably shouldn't call him. I had him come up, come over for some work and he did it wrong. So I didn't pay him. And I was like, I was like, I don't remember what he had done, but he had like fucked something up and he just done it wrong. He just done it wrong and it needed doing again. And she was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to pay you for that. And they had some sort of a dispute over it. So now I don't think I can go back to that guy. So I have to find myself well, a contract. That might be better than my way. I just pay anyway, and then pay someone else, and fucking pay and pay and pay. So yeah, yeah, that's because you dealt with a real contractor where there's paperwork and, <laughs> and stuff like that. 
I have a good old boy come over here and he worked his ass like like say I don't know what kind of dispute he had with Kitty, but my experience with him was that he put down like fifteen hundred square feet of uh, of hardwood in like a day by himself. Like cut like when he was done, he he looked like he'd been frosted with uh, with wood shavings and just it was just sweat and shavings, sweat and shavings all day until it had formed a coating all over him, and he was just like I'm done. And like limped out of my house and went home and came back the next day and finished the trim. That guy was a, a real animal. And then he didn't get paid. Oh, he got paid for that. He got paid for all that. He got paid well for all that. But he, he did some little small thing and like he, he didn't get paid for that when, shit. When we went to ours, we did um, uh, like lumber liquidators or the hardwood floor store or something like that. And they came in and did a good job. It's what they do all day, every day. And this was in the Apex house when they put the bamboo in. And really didn't have much complaints. They just, they were. That's what they do. I um, I was considering putting in a fire pole, but everybody keeps everybody I've talked to get, gives me shit about it. So I guess I won't put in my fire pole. Be boring like everybody else. Yeah, so, it, I don't. <laughs> that would not be fun after maybe two times. When I slide down that pole with a big plate of nachos, you're gonna be you're gonna be like. <laughs> Best idea ever. What's going to happen Best. is you're going to be sliding down one-handed. You're going to have a plate of nachos, and there's that, that floor hole, and you're going to clip the edge of the plate on the end of the floor <laughs> hole, and it's going to go, Foo! it's going to smash you. You're going to be startled. Stop the glass. You let go. Then you fall. you got a broken leg because you just had to be different. And I'm covered in nachos. And you're covered in nachos. I also considered a big slide, um, and at the end, it would end in like a bunch of foam blocks. Uh, I, I, told, I was like, Kitty, you could go down the slide. That, that could be the, you're, you could just go head first and just slide down to the basement. That is a cool I, idea, actually. I approve that. When I was a kid, I, I, I honestly always wanted the, the fire pole. I was, I was like, Dad, why can't we put in a fire pole in the basement? And he, he was like, because we're not fucking retarded. Because well, I don't want your sister to be a whore. You know? <laughs> I always wanted to work in an office building that had one of those like slides from the fourth floor. That's, you know, zoomed around. That would be cool. Yeah, I've seen those. Is that it? I, like, I didn't even know that that was a real thing. I thought whenever I was seeing that, it was some Photoshop or something. You're telling me there's actual office buildings where fools are sliding out of the the 17th floor and like going down to the 14th and getting some lunch and then taking yeah. the elevator back up look up uh look up the city museum in st louis it is this giant rundown building in downtown not in a good area at all at all and we used to go there as on a field trip as kids and it's basically got huge almost like makeshift looking metal devices and tunnels and slides coming out of this giant decrepit building and going back in and as you are climbing on these things like when i was like eight or seven wow, i didn't dangerous. really care but looking back i'm like holy fucking shit like there's no way uh, this stuff was up to code like th these were just weird contraptions and tunnels coming out of the building then going to the top and then coming back around like you will not believe it if you wanted like to fall heart. if you wanted to fall through these holes and like the grate of these uh these tunnels they made it's basically like a rebar formed around into like a tunnel but there's enough room between the bars that you could if you wanted to as a child just push yourself through and fall to your death before you got into it i, I was picturing like glass tubes you know swirling around no not at all <laughs> no this is like the dominican republic's version of a cool thing like it, yeah, look up. I'm sure there have that deaths have happened. Let me look. It, it made up. that shit with scrap metal and the charred remains of people's lives. This is like the real Olympics version of something good. Like it's. 
hey, I wonder what's going on in Rio right now. Like, like okay, so, so the Olympics are gone. All that shit's there. What's happening right now? Like, like in, in those giant, like, swimming facilities, those huge uh, uh, acrobatics uh, uh, yeah. facilities, you all that stuff. You know those pools smell like farts right now. <laughs> like, oh, like, they drain <laughs> those chemicals right into the, the, the river or whatever. Those things are uh, dry. They're just pits waiting for someone to fall into them at this point. There's just uh, people coming When I heard that pool rashes. smelled like a fart <laughs> and it turned green, I was like... <laughs> Well, no terrorist attack, but they did pull off the shittiest Olympics in memory. So, yeah. And is Brazil successful? Like, I don't know how much infrastructure Brazil has in Rio, but it seems like those buildings for the Olympics, like in Atlanta, that they're still using those to this day. I'm sure because Atlanta's a, a metropolitan and city. Salt a lot Lake of people city there. And a Lake lot of jobs. And... Salt Lake City, huge there. Lake I've been to Salt Lake quite a few times. Yeah, Lake Placid, and. Uh, I just feel like if you do it in a country like Brazil, like in Rio, or even in China, I think those a lot of those buildings just stagnate and sit there and rot. Like Sochi in Russia, there's no way they turn that into like a business convention center. Uh, well, no, one they because they're a communist down. country. There are whores in the Olympic Village in Sochi right now. Like, like, like there's a pimp named named Yukali who took who took over that shit and he's running it right now. Like, there's there's no way there's any like booming uh, economy going over on over there and what was the name of that place again so koji sochi right yeah sochi I, whatever I, I, does america build temporary structures for something because like so like in atlanta you can't just have rundown shit like like there's there's a country trying to happen there there's not spare land so i'm thinking of example there's um kayaking right where they like go up river down river they go through this course as quickly as they can and it's like a flowing river i looked at the chinese version of it and it's like this cement empty pool with like barriers and shit that i guess used to hold the flags what else are you gonna do with an artificial kayak race course <laughs> you know, it, it's not like all the kids want to play in it you know of course it's an abandoned piece of shit what did the u.s do with their artificial kayak race course I don't know. I, I don't know I, either. We're probably still racing kayaks in that motherfucker. We got rich people over here. We got, we got enough. I, I would. I, I mean, maybe we got enough rich motherfuckers who are into kayak racing that we can facilitate having a kayak racing pond. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I bet if you checked it, there'd be like a. How many years ago was that? In uh, ninety-six. So ninety-six. 20. Okay, so like the twentieth uh, kayak championship. Or something, because they were probably just like, "Well, we got a kayak racing course. Anybody like boats?" They're like, "Well, I don't have enough money for a real one. You're perfect." Like, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the- have you guys been following the YouTube demonetization stuff? Like, it was on the yeah. front of Reddit. It was trending on Twitter. It's I know of it. I know very, very little. Dude, so it's getting all this attention just recently, and uh, I was hit by it before it was cool. Like, there's two PKAs that got no monetization whatsoever. One was the one with Richard Ryan, and one, I think, might have been Quibble Cop or something, like two weeks before the one he was on. And uh, I looked through, like... It's language, right? It was controversial topics. Probably a title thing, right? Yeah, like, I think both of them had the word shooting in it. it. It was, like, Dallas shooting, and was there a Miami shooting? I forget what the other one was. And, uh... I had another a vlog where I, I did two things. I hadn't flown yet. I was kiting, and I talked about the Orlando tragedy. 
And uh, that one also got demonetized too. So I'm, I'm, to me, it feels like it's keywords in the title that are, that are breaking things. I'm sure for huge channels, they'll... Because I, I did see in one thing, they were like, we can just shut down a whole channel, like, monetizing ability if they have repeated strikes against it, which, that's kind of scary insofar as, like, what if they decide, uh... It's just Kyle, for example. They just decide, oh, man, like, Kyle's videos, this one and this one and this one, we're going to demonetize. And then the next time they do it, uh, they're just like, oh, well, this guy has a history of this, you know, even though we did this all pretty much at one time. So no more monetizing videos for this, this lad. Like, See, Kyle's that, videos, uh, he's definitely not talking about current events. And that's the stuff that I've seen people get demonetized for. Uh, like, like in my case, that's what it was for. I talked about the Orlando tragedy in a, video, in a vlog. And then, of course, in PKA, we talk about current events and politics and stuff all the time. But I wonder if they consider, like, just gun videos, not advertiser friendly or something. They've got gun advertisers. Are they, I, I don't know. We'll see how it shapes up. Have you looked up, at your you catalog? Know, oh yeah. Yeah. The um, but yeah, but I'm uh, Chiz just wrote in there um, or a little while ago regarding this. Uh, for people who started speculating hard that this was YouTube censoring anti-social justice warrior stuff, the Young Turks have also been hit hard with the demonetization and their captain social justice social justice warrior. So he said that they've been having issues with it too. Yeah. So it's not a particular it's, political stance or anything. It's not just the it, right claiming that like the world hates them as they always do. It's their it's the one area in which the right plays victim too much. It's disgusting. Yeah, but, it's just gross when the right plays the victim. They should know the left has a monopoly on victimhood. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it from the left either. You know that they're, they're like the cry bully bullshit and uh, oh like that lift passenger did you see her that was that was a really funny video where they're like this hula hooping girl is offensive not to me but but on behalf of other people so so i'm gonna put myself in this position to show everybody that watches this video that i tow the party line i approve all the things that are you need to approve for everybody to know that i'm a virtuous good person like that's the worst kind of piece of shit disingenuous soul-sucking awful person hand-wringing apologetic uh, 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 preemptively uh, I know soft something you and, might oh, I, know. I don't even want to tread on anybody's toes. Like, oh, it's it gross. It turns out that she started this, like, Facebook group or club uh, called, I think it was called Girls Night Out. And what they do is they go out and try and find reasons to be offended and then just kind of <sighs> cry bully people, which is exactly what she was doing. She got in a lift ride. The guy had a, a, a Hawaiian, like, hula hooper person. And she was super glued to the dash. So he couldn't just, like, take it down for her. He, he was glued there. And uh, she found a reason to be offended and then just started doing, like, what I call the cry bully thing. Where she's like, oh, my God, I'm so offended. And, and she made a big deal out of it. But I thought the Facebook group was important because it means it's premeditated. She wasn't just offended. She's out looking for reasons to be offended. And that is ex to me, is exclusive to the left. You know, this kind of being offended. The right just, like... I, Sometimes the right goes out and tries to find ways to offend people on purpose. <laughs> that's true, yes, too. Yes, like the, the alt-right alt -right will go out there and try out of their mind to do, like, a Milo kind of thing to just try and kind of be a, a rabble-rouser to an extent. But I don't think that's endemic of mainstream... Right. I, I've seen a lot um, of people say, poor Milo got removed from Twitter just because he's conservative. And that's not true. There are people further to the right than Milo. But 
Milo's, yep. you know, he was bullying. You know, he, he was he was cyber terrorizing that Ghostbusters lady. He he ah, was she was she was getting some punches in too. Nobody yeah, blocked he, her. He Twitter. was not cyber terrorizing her. That's that's crazy. But he was. He posts their being, picture. And he, he's he like was. fat, fat, ugly, ugly, right? It, it's, yeah, he's he, going through their fat, ugly, fat, ugly, or whatever it is he thought about the cast. Yeah. And you should be able to do that. And you shouldn't be held accountable for what your fans do. But you should also be smart enough to know, hey, if I tweet this, and based on kind of the, uh, it happens with shows like Opie, Opie and Anthony, where you make all of your fame on being fucking brutal to people and just making fun of them and insult comedy. And then if you do something that your fans don't like, you can't suddenly be surprised that they come after you with just as much vitriol and fervor because you've kind of cultivated that environment of like uh, seeking out confrontation and finding it. And so he shouldn't have been surprised like, oh, I was just tweeting something out. And then my, my followers happened to happen to upon it and started tweeting at her and it's like yeah obviously yeah. he's not accountable for the person that tweets oh you you're a gorilla or whatever awful things they were saying at her but also he's that is not the ugliest stupid person and... i that uh, that Jones? black lady yeah that is one of the ugliest people that I, I i i have ever seen that is an ugly ugly person some she, people just don't, don't have agree. any luck with attractiveness like oh i put God. her on the same level of attractiveness as well she's i was about to say you with find Steve her Buscemi, you find her but Steve Buscemi is the lowest I've ever seen of anyone. So he's in his own league. But some people just really, I feel bad for him because you can tell, like, oh, God, even if they did everything right with diet and exercise, they still, uh, they still got, You might like, be able face. to find a red carpet picture of her that looks decent. But, like, look at her, like, car insurance commercial. I'm like, oh, fuck. Jesus. God. Oh, she looks like a homeless person. I haven't seen her car insurance commercial. Looks like I mean, a... Looks like a homeless person, like you said, she's, I guess. She's not pretty, you know. It, it, you're talking about a guy who likes high-tea women who says, she's a little mannish, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, Look, uh, looks like Charles Barkley over there. And, and Charles, <laughs> I would rather have sex yeah. with Charles, Bar Charles Barkley. And I'm imagining he is really packing some heat, too. But I would not fuck that ugly, ugly woman. I, like, like, she is hideous. Frequent I, listeners just, just of the terrible. show, have you ever heard me say that some woman was too mannish? Like, that... Never. That's actually a, a precedent that we have now set. That he <laughs> has said that a woman is too masculine for him to be attracted to her. But having said that, she doesn't jump out at me as like super duper ugly. Just does she know. jump out at you as like I don't know blockbuster movie lead? Anything like like I don't she she's no, and, and I, I'm not just saying women either that, that's why I said person and human being because like there are very few men that I find as unattractive as as this woman there there aren't there are them like you said Steve Buscemi but he's got kind of an endearing uh, look to him you know those big blue eyes and yeah but he, his endearing look thing. is like the same way that like when you see a, a puppy with three legs you're like oh you're doing your best. Like that—that's what uh -huh. I feel like with him. Like nobody actually thinks Steve Buscemi's good-looking. He's a very, very, very ugly, ugly person. Yeah, excellent, he is. excellent actor. He looks I a lot like actor, but He looks a bit like ugly. Gollum. He does. He has that, uh, that kind of uh, stretched skin feel about him. His, his eye the sockets look bug, big. buggy eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely up there as far as yep. all-time ugly. That lady's uh, fucking hideous. I though. can't believe Macaulay Culkin dated Mia Kunis for so long. Right? Oh, my God. What the fuck? Have you heard Russell Brand tell that story? No. Oh, it's hilarious. Russell Brand tells the story. He, he's like, 
He's. I wish I could do his accent well. He he's doing the uh that that forgetting Sarah Marshall movie mm-hmm. with her in Hawaii, and like he is attracted to her, and, and 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 then she's like, oh my boyfriend's coming over, and then he sees it's Macaulay Culkin, and it's just like, <laughs> like he's, it's like she's fucking Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> like, <laughs> rolling around on beds of Home Alone money, you know. <laughs> Dude, my favorite it made is no sense. He I forget who he was. He, he was doing some movie. It might have been Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And he fell in love with the female lead. And Russell Brand is like, I decided that like I, it's not good for me to fall in love with this female lead. So I went to a psychologist and said, oh, you know what? I'm in lo- I can't do his accent. I'm, I'm in love with this female lead. Please. Keep trying help, to do it. Help, help me not to be in love with her. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, they go through it. And, uh, and he's like, they're like, did it work? Did it work? And he's like, no, I took an alternative route. No, you have to keep doing it in his voice. I, I got into the relationship with her, and we dated for three months, and then I got fell out of love. That works every time. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Russell Brand's an interesting guy. He gives good interviews because he's like, uh, on one, he's, there's a few interesting things about him. So he had all the crazy heroin use and drug use, and now he's really spiritual, and he's in all this new world hippie stuff, and he, he's, he's donating a lot of his money to all these causes and stuff. And, uh, and you know, he, he was married to Katy Perry, mm-hmm. and after their divorce, he could have taken, like, I don't know, $100 million off of her or something, but he was like, no, that's her money. I don't want that. No, of course don't give me her money. Just said no to it. Um, and, you know, he's an actor, and he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He's a really funny comedian. He is. I find him insincere, Cause it, which is weird because he does a thing where he's totally sincere, right? But it's too fast for me. You know, like, if, if Russell Brand was right here talking to you, he'd, he'd, you know, get up on his chair, and he'd lean forward, and he'd be in the camera, and he'd be so hyper-engaged, like, just looking at what you're saying and, and just, like, on top of it, and it, it seems almost fake to me. Like, you're, you're doing the Russell Brand thing right now, and I don't believe that's the real you. I bet if I saw you when you were eating potato chips in front of the television, that wouldn't be what you're like at all. You're just, like, doing this hyper thing, and, and I, I, I see... I, I could be wrong. I'm not familiar with that from him. Really? It's all yeah. I see. Watch for it now. Like it, it when he does interviews and stuff, he, he doesn't sit correctly in his chair. He gets hyper interested in what the host is saying and hardly follows with the topic sometimes because he just wants to know about you, darling. He just wants to know like what makes you tick, right? And and Stern had, interviews. Are I don't interesting. like that thing uh, that he does that also Milo did, where. Like they do that condescending, like "oh, darling," or like "oh," like using words like that to kind of uh, be make themselves look like they're being like like almost concern trolling, where it's like "oh, you just don't get it," like "oh, you're a fool," like allow me to elucidate this situation for you. Like I don't like that, you know, kind of like what he did to you, Woody, when you were like, "well," duh, or Milo, I mean, mm-hmm. when you were like, uh, "this doesn't really make sense." So you're gay and you're against gay marriage, but you're a really big cat. And he's like, oh, I can't believe you, Woody. Like, we're getting along so swimmingly. And yet, uh, you, lad, you know better than to ask that. And it was like, that's a sneaky little rhetorical device. And it seems like uh, Russell Brand, at least in, like, the one CNN interview that I did see of him, he did the same thing. But to be fair, in that CNN interview, they really were disrespectful to him, the CNN anchors there. And he totally just whoop, 
took control of the situation and was like, all right, well, I'm the I'm the center of attention now, and we're going by my rules. And so I respect that about him, that he sure? was confident it, enough. It to wasn't MSNBC by chance, was it? Was it CNN? It could have been MSNBC. Maybe I'm incorrect. I know it was CNN or MSNBC. Did he, like, um, get the woman to fall in love with him? He really, like, he got, the woman kept, like, talking about Russell Brand to the other people on the panel, and, and Russell Brand kept being like, uh, speak to me, I'm here. Don't say him. Don't say Russell. Say, uh, you know, refer yeah. to me and speak to me. I'm here. It's, yeah, it's like, That's quite rude, rude of you it? to yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, and that part was fucking hysterical because it was so funny to it? see. Uh, I don't remember how, I think it's a pretty long clip. But um, if you got, just type in Russell Brand CNN interview or MSNBC interview, and it's basically just him taking control of this situation. And none of them know how to deal with it because they're all so used to being able to say whatever nonsense they want and have everybody be like, oh, yeah, huh, well... This is your show, so I guess I'm not gonna not gonna say anything. But he did not give a fuck. The Stern interview is pretty good. Is eight minutes. The whole yeah. time he's talking about giving his money away and stuff, and Stern's like, "You you want to hang on to some of that money now? Just 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 hang on to some of that money now." Like like, like just constantly being the consummate Jew, just like, "Look, it's all it's good to take care of this person and that person and this group and that group. You just hang on to some of that money, all right? Promise me, promise me, you'll hang on to that money." It's irritating how rich Howard Stern is, and the more I learn about him, mainly from you, Kyle, is that he doesn't spend any of his money for fun things because he is such a frady cat vagina who doesn't want to yeah. go try. Like I, I don't well, want to go jump out of that. planes or swim with sharks, but I would take fun vacations. I would do it, fun things. It's a few. He goes on. He goes on vacations. I, I know he vacations with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, he, they go and do stuff, and and he's got a couple of houses. But but he is a real introvert, and he doesn't get along with very many people at all. And he doesn't like a lot of people. And you know he's really tall. He's actually six foot five, not like pretending like a lot of people. And and he's he, he's ugly as fuck. He's got the long black hair, and he stands he out in a crowd. Man. And Did people see him, job? and they want it. Yeah, right after his movie. And people see him and they want to, um, they want to like take his picture, and he doesn't want to because he's ugly, and he doesn't want you to take his picture when he's ugly. If he, if you're gonna take a picture with him, he wants to get his photographer in. He wants to put him on a ladder, get him about three steps up, look up like this, and then he looks okay. He wants to be, it needs to be the right side of his face. He doesn't take pictures from the left side of his face. He knows he's an ugly man. He he literally says he's like, I'm an ugly man. I don't want you taking my picture. I'm hideous. I'm hideous. You know, he just doesn't. But he stays in his apartment all the time. Uh, he doesn't really go out anywhere. I've learned uh, that being a... worth close to a billion makes you pretty attractive to women. Beth, yeah. seen Beth Stern, or her, I can't even pronounce her her old last name, uh, is very attractive. Uh, and, it, and it's like his ideal woman, if you know what he's into. Um, like, what like is he, he picked, into? I have no idea. Um, like really thin, uh, not a lot of fat, not big boobs, um, really fit, um, blonde. Hmm. Where would you put Howard Stern on the ugly scale compared to Steve Buscemi? Um, so are we or dealing the with Ghostbusters? Like, are we dealing with a scale that includes like people with deformities and such and accidents? No, this is only able-bodied folks or people without like. Like if they're like like paraplegic, they're included. But if You're they've got like a fire. third arm, if they have like a third arm or something, then no. Yeah. So did, what if what if they've been in a fire? Did those people get ranked in? No, burn victims not included. Okay, so that that offsets the scale a bit. Um, I would say that like, you know, there's like some mute. I don't know. We're not counting mutant mutants anymore. We're just counting regular folk, huh? Regular folks. 
do that so, that scale for you. Those three, or any other ugly like people that you find really. So ugly Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi is like a is like a one or a two. Um, the fact that he he just doesn't have any warts or growths on him, and and so he's like a one or a two. That woman is legitimately like a two. She's a two. She's a two. So Steve Buscemi's a one. She's a two. Who's the third one? Stern. Um, Stern. Stern. Oh. Stern's like a three. And here, I'll tell you why. Um, Stern is fit. He's in, he's in shape. He's always stayed skinny. Um, it, from a right angle, he's, his, his face doesn't look half bad. He's got good hair. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are attracted to him, maybe because he's tall. Stern's never had a problem getting pussy, not post, like, success in the 90s like like he's been he's been doing just fine for a long time yeah i actually rate all these people uh, like probably one degree higher than you do steve buscemi it's got to be a two right because he's a higher than a lot of fat people i'll admit like facially oh. steve buscemi is he's not gifted right he's, his eyes are sunk in he has bags even in the afternoon and stuff like that but he's in shape you know you put steve buscemi in a suit and you're like, oh, this is a guy who from he's a butterface, really. You know, that, that, that's that's his deal. Stern, he's a tall butterface, you know, and, and his face isn't even that bad. So, you know, these guys, I feel like there's a whole wealth of people out there where you take their clothes off and they're just a sloppy, greasy mess. And that's, that's not true. doesn't apply to these people, you know. OK, OK, I, I'll agree with you. I'd bump them all up one because I wasn't thinking of the fatties. I wasn't when we took out the burn victims and the the mutants and the other freaks. Um, I I also removed the fatties, and yeah. uh, when we put them back in, everybody goes up one. Well, how how fat is a fatty, Kyle? Like in your head? Fatty to fatty boom A fatty fatty or a fatty fatty boom A guy over three hundred. Well, are fatty fatties included in your scale, or are <laughs> only fatty fatty boom baladies removed? From your scale? <laughs> because if you're including fatty fatties, I think you should remove fatty fatty boom baladies, right? I think a real fat guy weighs over 275 and a real fat woman weighs over 2. Well, it depends on the height, of course, but like yeah. I, I think... Ballpark. I, Probably I, a good, a solid rule, maybe. I, I think you're fat if you're, if you're 50 pounds or more overweight. Um, I, I think you're fat, and I would call you fat. Maybe not to your face, but behind your back. <laughs> um, Definitely, I, behind, always behind your back. Now, a fatty, I think, like... like at that point, we, we all know you're going to be fat for life, basically. You're a fatty, so you're probably 60, 75 pounds overweight. overweight. Fatty, fatty, boom, baladi, that's an even 100 pounds overweight. That's a, that's a big deal. I thought there'd be more difference there. I was thinking you'd say fat, 50 pounds, fatty, fatty is, I thought you'd say 100 pounds, and then fatty, fatty, boom, baladi is anything over 120 pounds, 125 pounds maybe? I, it, I, I, I think that we're all just, weight on we've been desensitized to these huge numbers uh, for some reason, but like a 300 fucking pound man is fucking huge. 300 pounds is real big. That's a, I mean, if you've got an yeah, extra 100 pounds of fat, there, there is no other thing. Imagine 100 pounds of anything. It's a lot. That's a lot of shit. And, and, and I used to think that five pounds of fat, I don't know why, but looked like this maybe, like a sphere like that. It's more like this. It's pretty fucking big. It's like uh, I don't know, bigger than a cantaloupe. It's, it's like it's, uh, sneaking. You know those big like fridge packs that we get through Blue Apron. Yeah. It's like sneaking one of those under your skin, like every like five pounds. Or yeah, it's like a quart or something. I I, I, I don't know. On the upside, losing five pounds no, removes a, a lot of you. 
right? Like yeah, it really does. Every you lose little ten it, pounds, and and suddenly like there's a different body. For some it. people, you know, it's a it, it's yeah, I guess you know you lose. In reality, you lose what five percent of your body weight, and it's a big deal. Yeah, I so mean, if going, you're like some people, uh, two hundred pounds overweight, and you lose ten pounds, maybe you'll notice it. Maybe not. Like probably I feel like if you're you that will. heavy, yeah, you probably need to wait until like maybe like twenty or thirty pounds at that point before you really notice something if you're that heavy. But for most people, you lose five ten pounds, you can notice it. Yeah, for sure. I lost three pounds, uh, and then I, I ate I ate a lot. Three pounds of food. I'm, yeah, I've, <laughs> no, I, I only lost three pounds this week um, uh, because I ate I ate a couple days. I ate a large pizza by myself. Uh, one day, and uh, had a couple milkshakes. Uh, another day, broke diet, and, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, broke the diet right in the middle. A couple um, milkshakes uh, is a serious break. Like you didn't, you you went. Uh, I went milkshake milkshake shop. Really, you you slid right by that. But that looking back, I'm glad you said that, Woody, because very few people will say I had a pizza, a couple of milkshakes. Most people are singular when they talk about their milkshake splurging. <laughs> mm-hmm, very few people mm-hmm. are delving deep and getting two, three back. They were two medium milkshakes. Like it's not like I take big ones. You know, it's thirty-two ounces of milkshake. What do you want from me? That's a lot of milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I got hungry. A half gallon I got, of milkshake. What had happened was, I went like two or three days without eating hardly anything, and then like one night, I just got so fucking hungry, and it was like, am I gonna be able to go to sleep this hungry? Like I don't think I can. I don't think I can go to sleep this hungry. And I looked, and there was like nothing healthy, and so then I, I, I you know, ate a frozen pizza. And when I went to go buy the frozen pizza, uh, you know, I bought a couple of milkshakes on the way back because I figured I'm already eating a, a large pizza. Why not have yeah, a couple? In for a penny, in for three pounds. My, exactly. <laughs> my weight loss is crap, but at least it's lost. I, I'm at 205 right now. I weighed myself today. And that wasn't even like the morning fresh wake up way. It was like lunchtime. But um, so that puts me down eight pounds for the summer. But the downside is it's been like a pound a month for three months now. And that's. That's kind of weak Too sauce. Too slow for you? Yeah. I mean, it, like 12 pounds in a year is, I guess, a step in the right direction, but is that's really not aggressive. But uh, better than trending up. At least it's trending down. I just, Exactly. You lost weight. Yeah. So I'm, I'm down. In yeah, the healthy way. Yeah. And someone's probably going to look at this and find out that it's imperfect. But I think that's about right. I think I've lost about a pound a month for the last three months. I did a video where I was too old seven two months ago or something like that i was 205 today i'd like to see 204 because i haven't seen that in a while it'd be a new low and uh we'll see whatever maybe next month (laughs) i'm 184 right now nice yeah i'm 205 i'm a lot of yeah i'm a i'm a i like to think i'm 30 pounds more man than you (laughs) <laughs> literally, I guess it's 20 you pounds are. more. Yeah, 20 yeah, yeah, you literally are. Yeah, yeah. You, you are. <laughs> I'm better at gravity than Kyle is. So, uh, um, but yeah, at least it's trending down. I'll take it. So let me uh, sneak in another ad here after our weight loss talk. Probably right. talk about some Nature Box. Tired of eating the same bland food while trying to stay healthy? Nature Box has the solution to your problem. Making smarter choices doesn't mean you have to eat boring food. Nature Box makes snacks that are full of flavor and none of the junk. Nature Box makes over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks that are made with better, better for you ingredients. Simply choose what snacks you want, and and they are delivered right to your door. 
Some of our personal favorites have been the peanut butter nom noms, the chocolate chocolate hazelnut granola, and the praline pumpkin seeds. The pumpkin seeds were not one of my favorites. That that's a Chiz favorite. Keep that in mind. Nature Box is constantly adding new and interesting snacks for you to discover every month. Plus, they believe that you shouldn't eat something you don't like. So if you try a snack you don't like, Nature Box will replace it in your next box for free. You can't do that with any other snacks. Go to naturebox.com slash PKA today to get two two bags of delicious snacks without any of the junk for free. That's naturebox.com slash PKA for two free bags of bold and unique snacks delivered right to you. Naturebox.com slash PKA. Check them out. Check them out. Buy their stuff. lose some weight. Yeah, lose some weight. Try something new. I like pumpkin seeds a lot. I don't know. Why don't you like them? I don't think I've ever had pumpkin seeds now that I think of it. Uh, I wouldn't think that they would be tasty. They are good. Are they salted? Oh, they're definitely salted. Yeah, any kind of nuts, you need to salt them. Okay. Have you I, ever I had just... an unsalted cashew? Oh, my God. Like All I can think of when I eat those is what could have been. <laughs> <laughs> you could have fucking salted those. <laughs> Why would you not? I'm, already, I'm eating fucking cashews here. Like I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying to like take a step I in like... the right direction. Give me a little bit of sodium. Buy pistachios that are already shelled or deshelled. They they call it shelled, but I feel like a shelled pistachio should have like an extra shell. But no, um, the pistachios. Well, the shells shell. like broken, right? That you can buy them with no shell whatsoever, ah, and okay. that's that is the way that you should buy them. That's the way you see. I'm with like stuff that you have to do, like even peanuts. I kind of like having to crack it open and feel like I'm getting through it, which is like I don't. I never order crab cakes. At seafood restaurants, I always order crab because the fun of it is feeling like I'm finding, like, oh, I got this huge big piece of crab, you know, hand this off to some layman who doesn't know how to use crab, and they take, like, the stupid hammer they give you just make a big mess, like, <laughs> and they wouldn't be able to do it. Opening crab is a skill. Hmm. Are, are either of you good at it? Where I'm you could just, okay like, crack, it. whip it open? I'd love to have an eating contest with crab with you, Kyle. I'd need a couple I, I, days to, to practice, but, but I think... <laughs> I think I, I would as bring well. That home. I've had many a crab. Um, I'm not without talent. I can bring out the big pieces, but I've seen uh, Chef Ramsay do it. Have you seen Gordon Ramsay open like a crab or a lobster? A lobster, yeah, it's incredible, dude. It's a. Have you seen the video I'm talking about? Yes, I have. Yeah. Are you yeah, on his level, Taylor? I can. I don't. I don't eat lobster like that, but I can do that with crab, where I crack it and I get like the claw out with that long like bit of meat that goes into the claw i can get that whole piece out of there solid and good dip it in the butter it's it's great but i love crab. It on That's one of my thin legs my mouth's watering stuff. oh yeah the thin legs i can i can do that with crab mm. like get that whole big chunk out but um yeah, I, it's I a little different with crab. i get I spotty crab I, I st- like it, it, if i get a thin leg it's a moment of celebration it's like all right look at this i got it out in one piece you know and if it comes out in several pieces you know what sometimes that's what happens I, I, yeah. It sounds Sometimes like you would you win. Just can't do it. Nah, yeah. I don't know, but uh, I want crab legs so goddamn out. bad now. Uh, yeah, me too. I always crave crab legs. One of my favorite foods. I love it. I, I eat them so fast that I probably only dip in butter one in every ten pieces that I crack through because <laughs> it's like a recurring thought throughout. Like if I order a beer or something when I eat crab, mm-hmm. like I just go into a fucking zone. When I get crab, and I'll just like look up from it at the end, just all wet and smelling like fish, and everybody's looking at me, being like, "Are you done?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" Like I, I totally I forgot to drink There's my, my beer. Like... All of the, yeah, all of this is like, it, oh, I just love. It looks like crabs. pig pen from Peanuts, but it's shells just flying around and. Yeah, that's what it is. Like I, I love of... my grandma. 
My grandma You're... does, like, those Cajun crab boils where they just dump it all on the big, like, island in their kitchen. You just eat off of that. I, you know what I, I don't love like? I, I, I've had crabs where you're supposed to eat the shell and everything. Have you tried that? Yeah, yeah. like a Dungeness crab. I think mm. they do it with that and blue crabs, maybe. Yeah, I think blue crabs might be what I'm thinking of. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. I, I just strongly disliked eating crabs with the shell. Not. I kind of liked it because it was a way to feel like I was eating... Like, you know, when you watch National Geographic or when, like, I don't know, you know, 20 years ago when you watch National Geographic and you'd see people, like, eating bugs. And I'd always think, like, man, that is so gross, but it's so cool that those people are just popping roaches in their mouth like they're Tic Tacs and don't even, like, think about it. And so when I get something like a fried crab whole, which I'm pretty sure they're all fried for the most part, and you eat it, it's almost like dipping your toe in that, like, exotic water. Like, oh, look at me, but it's still safe because it's tempura I um, you know? no, I've never thought. Wow, those bug eaters are so cool. Uh, I okay. Well, I was. I mean, twenty years ago, I was. I was like five. So it was. <laughs> me, it I mean, crabs are kind of like big insects anyway. I mean, it's got an exoskeleton. We're we're, we're eating his fucking insides and shit. It's. I don't know. It's kind of like from. a giant roach itself. It is. The, uh, it but is. but I love that shit. I remember like like all you can eat crab legs is one of my favorite things to do. But you need people with you that are like down to sit there for a little while because it, it's going to take me a while to, to eat all I'm going to eat. I'll close it down with you. <laughs> I, we used to go to a we used to go to a place uh, by my grandparents' house and it was and they had all you can eat snow crab and which it is a little unnerving to have all you can eat snow crab in southern Missouri. But it was very, very fucking good crab. I loved it. And they actually, like, the waitresses knew when we'd come in. They'd be like, okay, what's, I wonder what this guy's going to get. And I'd be 12. Like, I'm getting crab again. Like, just bring three out to start. And i just sit there and eat it. And eventually they stopped doing the promotion. Quit doing it. I take credit, but I don't think that was the reason. I think it was probably because business was bad. We were at some place in, in Florida, and they literally just had this giant trough of, of crab on ice. And you just like like the plates were even big, and you were just we were just piling it on. Like, it, it was so good. I I think it was king crab. Oh, it was so good. I like I, steamed I, way more than cold when it comes to crab. Like I like it hot. So like when I, you, you grab the legs and you're gonna break them, when, like when you first pick the first one up, it's like ooh, that's hot. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. Yeah. yeah. I, I I haven't had crab in a long time, but now I really want it. I was gonna stop by the butcher shop on my way home today, but I didn't have time. I wanted to get some steaks or some burger or something. Now you can get crab next time. If they have that at your butcher shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There's this great international market in Atlanta that, that has everything. I bet it'd be expensive, though, to get as much crab as I actually want. That's the problem with crab. It's like, you'll be like, oh, you want two clusters of snow? I always get snow because I like snow more than king. And it's like, yeah, that's like the price of a meal pretty much. But that's not a quarter of what I'm going to need. That's yeah. tea. Like, because when I have a crab meal, I don't eat anything but crab. And so all of my movements for the next, like, day and a half, it just brings me right back to that moment of, ah, you know, just smells like crab and butter. But, um, well, not the, quite that good. But, um, yeah, I tried to convince a vegetarian friend of mine to come back to the light with crab because his big thing, and I bothered with him for, like, a year about it because he'd always bring it up. I wasn't being like, oh, you need to eat meat. He'd be like... I'm thinking about trying meat again. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I feel bad about eating smart things. And I told him, like, eat clams, mussels, crab, and lobster. Those things are stone cold retarded. They <laughs> don't even know they're dead. They never knew they were alive. They're like insects. It is a sea insect, is what it is. And eventually he, he tried uh, some 
muscles, I guess, and said he didn't like them that much. And of course, I, I was like, either. yeah, of course you're not going to like muscles that much. If that's the first meat you've had in like five years, and you jump back into a phlegmy substance that you kind of have to train yourself to like, like crab or lobster, you'd like right away, generally. Yeah, I like I like crab, lobster, I love oysters. Um, and I'm really hungry now. I want to go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got good seafood in Atlanta. I mean, you're yeah, close yeah, yeah. But 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 Florida has a bunch of those all-you-can-eat places with the with the seafood where where it's you know that, that, that's what I like. I want to I want to be able to keep going back for more and get get that huge bucket of crab. Yeah. Oh man, I'm hungry now. Do you want to hear a bad joke? Oh, oh no. Yes, you do. Why can't Helen Keller drive? She's a woman. Yes, because she's a woman. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> I got it, though. You got it. If I you got it, it, it takes away any humor that you thought was there. What does <laughs> one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? Cheer up. How's it hanging? If we don't get some support, people are going to think we're nuts. <sighs> That's better. That's better. <laughs> that better than, than our suggestion. Uh, well, that is that is the quota. I'll tell for you this what week. they did a poll. They did a poll on topics they'd like to hear the most, like more of. And Woody's bad jokes was the third most popular thing. Do you know, I have a bad joke on the internet. A, it seems I have a bad joke. Do you Go guys on. know? Uh, do you know what progeria is? Yeah, that's that disease where you age really fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the best part about having progeria? I don't know. Every day is your birthday. Ah! It's because they're dying rapidly. <laughs> those poor people. Those yeah. poor, I see those kids, and it's just like a little kid, and he's all old as shit. And he, he's like, they're like twelve, but their bodies are like eighty or something. Dude, that's got to be up there with the saddest diseases. Like uh, when it, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but there was like a big video on YouTube about it, mm -hmm. and it must have been like six years ago, which means almost surely this person is dead by now sadly enough but watching it just put me in like a 10 times sadder mood than even those sarah mclaughlin commercials because those are just animals where it's like oh so, so what you got a bunch of shit in your eye you're a cat there are people in trouble <laughs> like, right. like it's, it's always some kid that you wish would the, the people who have that disease they're always people you root for right like they're always like so sweet and so kind because they can't be bullies or anything you know so you only see the best side of them they're never like whiny and entitled it's just like man why do bad things happen to good people because it just I don't know what it is about the disease, but it seems to take away their badness, the things that would enable yeah. them to be bad. Yeah, it's because, like, if you see someone afflicted with that, like, it would be really, uh, it would really shatter the illusion if you met someone with progeria and they were just a huge asshole to you. And you're just like, well, god damn, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, you right. old-looking fuck, but Jesus Christ, like... <laughs> They're never no. going to big-time you and act like you're too ugly to hang out with or something. Like, that's... that's they're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you'd never like have to text them back and be like, "Why didn't you invite me out last night with you and the friends?" And they'd just be like, "Oh, you're just no fun." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, everybody thinks it's cool that you can get to the bar and you're only nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real sad disease. Like, like at least with cancer or something, you're like, "Yeah, just what does disease? What does this disease do?" Oh, fucking takes over your body, man. It just keeps growing and growing, and then you die. Oh, that's terrible. What, is, what, what does that kid's disease do? Oh, 
Well, it, it ages him real, 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 real fast. And so he, he becomes a 90-year-old man inside of a child's body, and, and then he dies. Oh, God! That's <laughs> yes. so much worse than just dying. Like, you're telling... At least with cancer, you get to live a normal life up until, up until a point. With this guy, from day one, it's like, oh, this sucks. Oh, no. I got the body of a one-year-old. What the fuck? I feel so old. <laughs> like, it's been downhill from day one. Like, Alzheimer's is terrible, right? But two things. One, it happens to really old people, typically. So yeah. it's almost like they're more equipped to handle it. And it seems like the real victims are their family, you know, who are also mm. equipped to handle it. And it, it's More not children aging too fast. It's, yeah, brutal. Yeah, children, like, that would be horrible. Because you're, like, you're still a child. You only have the knowledge of a child. But you're also dealing with looking totally different from everyone. Everybody's staring at you. Not understanding why you're different from everyone. Because you're not really old enough to understand that. Because the disease is... I guess genetic or intrinsic and it comes about really early in the womb. Only kids there who can't build Legos because of their rheumatoid arthritis can't pull little pieces apart. It's just a it's a real shit sad that's a, what what's another sad disease? What's a disease that makes you feel sad when you see someone who has it? Cuz progeria's Number one in my mind right now. I can't picture something sadder than that, but maybe it's cuz I'm not thinking. Hard. I don't know about sadder, but what Michael J what Michael J Fox has is kind Parkinson's? of Parkinson's? Yeah, Parkinson's. When they just start losing control of their body. And, oh, what was the one? There was a Robin Williams movie about it where he, like, temporarily broke them out of their, like, they're, like, frozen in place all the time. Was it Lou Gehrig's disease that they had? I don't know my diseases that well. Lou Gehrig's disease is uh, Muscular ALS. Yeah. Um, is that what they had? I don't fucking know. I, right. I don't remember that. You You're the Robin movie. Williams oh, fan. Oh, wait, are you here. talking about... um? Patch Adams? Mm. Patch Adams is when he's the cancer doctor for the kids. Um, I'm not I've never sure seen Patch Adams. I was just, I, I know that's a movie where he was a doctor. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but he's a ca cancer doctor for, doctor for kids. I think, was the clown nose. And that's that a movie stuff. I'm never going to watch. That sounds yeah, incredibly sad. There you go. Don't watch it. Yeah, I'm not don't gonna watch. I'd rather watch a bunch of people get raped in Oz than, than watch a movie about kids with cancer. Did you see the Tyrion Lannister uh, 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 cameo? Yes, in Oz? yes, I'm the glad. Peter Dinklage one. So basically, yeah. uh, in Oz, they have little flashbacks where it'll show like a new character, and they'll be like, uh, you know, at a BC, convicted, 1997 crime, manslaughter in the second degree, and it'll show this guy like holding a dwarf like over the corner of a building, and you look at him, and I was watching, him, I'm like, that's fu that's fucking Peter Dinklage. And he's just squirming around, like, or trying to get help, and then he just gets thrown off the building. And it's made in, like, 1999, and so it's not Peter Dinklage's body falling. It's, it's a completely stiff doll just kind of careening through the air in a way that physics would not allow for a human body. <laughs> and it's a child-sized doll because yeah. <laughs> it's Peter Dinklage. Yeah, he just got this little bitty cameo where they show the flashback of, of like, the guy committing his murder. And, and all you see is... Oz. Oz, yeah. Oh, like Oz. his part was so little, he was like victim three or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but they throw Dinklage off the roof, and he's like, no, and that—that's it. That's so it. The movie but you're I talking about that. is called Awakenings, and the disease is called encephalitis lethargica, something close to that. And uh, horrible. You don't have to trust me; it's terrible. They get like catatonic. They're frozen. You know that um, Metallica video 
where the guys, they're like, they think he's dead, but he's not really dead. He's just frozen in place. They essentially have that. It's that sounds like So horrible. they're just, they're, they're paralyzed? They're fully basically? conscious in a more than paralyzed, almost stiff body. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, that's awful. People were that hoping that in their minds they were asleep, but they couldn't really tell until they woke him up. And then they realized they were sort of thinking that whole time. Oh, mm-hmm. should have switched off of Google Images before I typed in worst diseases. <laughs> that was that was startling. That is that is a lot of smallpox and some missing things. Those are pustules. Oh. Yeah, a lot of Oh, Jesus Christ. I looked That's up what upsetting. was in pus recently. It is dead tissue and dead white blood cells mostly. So now you oh, know man. what's in that thing you're squeezing out. The Black Death picture here. I'll link you guys to this. It's called Deadliest Diseases 3. I guess the the first two performed well. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, Hermione is hitting Florida. As we speak, it's right there. Oh, I was... uh, It's Hurricane Hermione? Um, Well, you know me in names, but... uh, Oh, the smallpox are terrible! Oh, Jesus. Jesus! Pop those! How would you pronounce that? Oh, I don't even want to look anymore. It's so bad. Uh, let me see. Let me see this name. Hermine. Right? Because it's a it's a long I sound. Because there's an E. Hermine. How would you spell Hermione? From. H e r m o i n e. I've never read Harry Potter, so I have no idea. I o n e. Hermione. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. It's H-E-R-M-I-O-N-S. So this is just missing the O. So I guess it's Hermine. Mm. I, 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 I'll wait till I hear it on the newscast. I've never seen those letters put together. and I've never seen that word before, Hermine, that name, whatever the fuck. Oh, that is... That's the new one. That's upsetting. Yeah, the smallpox is awful. I, I wish, and now I'm just looking at it. I, and now I'm just, now that is just over there. I'm glad we got rid of that that disease. That that's a that's a terrible terrible disease. Well, there's yeah, those Republicans pox. not wanting vaccines. Is it Republicans? <laughs> religious I, I, people. Yeah, actually, it's, just, it's not uh, just Republicans. It is sometimes with people in the religious right. The, who don't the want biggest them. places where it's a problem with people not being vaccinated are in like L.A. and San Francisco and very liberal Probably places where they're all crunchy and like eating their special diets and and believing yeah, I, what. Uh, washed-up celebrities have to say about medicine. Yeah, e- e- but I'm sure there's idiots on every side. You can figure it, figure this thing out real easy about vaccines. Like, it used to be that one in 3,500 kids in the entire United States every year died of whooping cough. All right, like like, like maybe what maybe one in a million times a vaccine might have some some negative harmful effect. Those are pretty good odds. Vac- vaccinate your fucking kids. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Like, if anything, you're just being a dick by allowing your kid to go out there. And even if they don't get, like, horribly ill, they can still spread it to other kids. They can spread it to pregnant women. Like, it's just... Measles are... Uh, there was a big measles outbreak last year. Like, like that, that shit's incredibly contagious. There's a reason we vaccinate for that shit. Yeah. I have not got a vaccination in a very long time. Am I supposed to every year or something? I don't think so. You get that shit when you're a kid, right? I don't get a flu shot. I don't okay. get a flu shot either. That's mostly... I think that's for the feeble and the elderly. I, got a I want my body to recently. see the flu and fight back. Oh. I, I was real happy. I was, they, they're like, have you had a tetanus shot? And I'm like, no, but you know what? 
Like, I do shit all the time where I bet that'd come in handy. You know, like, you will never catch me without at least five cuts on my legs. What is tetanus? It's a disease you get from being stabbed with rusty shit. Isn't that how you can get a lockjaw? Actually, Kyle, that's the end of my knowledge right there. Exactly. I think that's the end of most people's basic knowledge. You know, they're like, oh, you stepped on a rusty nail? Pop! (laughs) <laughs> like, like, like that's been my experience throughout life. Yeah, I always tell them no. I want a fresh one every time. Uh, a prolonged contraction of a muscle caused by rapidly repeating stimuli. It sounds like. Uh... It says tetanus vaccine can help prevent tetanus disease, commonly known as lockjaw. Tetanus is a serious disease that causes painful tightening of the muscles, usually all over the body. It can lead to a locking of the jaw, so the person cannot open his mouth or swallow. You could end up like those people in Awakenings. You step on a rusty nail. Mm-hmm. Sounds like to me. Yeah. Oh, I remember that being like a fear that my grandma or grandpa, I don't remember who, because we would always be falutin' around on their farm, and there's obviously a ton of shit to hurt yourself on, and they'd always say, like, if you get cut with a rusty nail, you come back here and you tell us, or you'll get lockjaw. And I was like, what the hell is lockjaw? <laughs> They're like, it means that your body, your jaw's going to go... You're not going to be able to to open or swallow or anything. And in my head, I was like, I didn't put the pieces together that you had some time between cutting yourself on rust and your jaw shutting. And so mm-hmm. anytime like I would cut myself or anything outside, I would go like this. At least this is like from age like maybe seven to like nine. I'd go like <laughs> to open my mouth so that my jaw couldn't lock like just in case it was going to come in real quick i didn't think through the fact that well if it is going to lock your jaw it'll just be locked like that (laughs) instead of instead of the other way but um that i had a lot of fear about lock jaw growing up and uh that's one of those things that just like uh john mulaney with quicksand didn't end up panning out into a real threat what kind of um farm did the grandparents have uh cattle cattle farm did they have a tractor uh yeah oh yeah quite a few did you get to fuck with them fuck with the cows no the tractors oh uh i mean i i never like drove them around on my own and farmed but i would like when i was a kid i'd ride around in them with my grandpa and you know do some work with him because it was just kind of neat to go down to the country and see like a large cattle farm operation and in uh what they do with the tractors? Like, I don't know what, like, they just push poop around or something? Like, clean the asphalt? What does a tractor do in a uh, like, like, like baling hay. That makes sense. Yeah, so, so a lot of hay baling. I, I'm sure there's a lot more he was doing, like, digging shit for fence posts or whatever the hell he was doing. Because these are, these are, like, main, like, industrial tractors, not, like... Um, not state tractor. No, these are... Yeah. Yeah. These are big, like, big tractors, because they had quite a few cattle. I don't remember the actual number, but they were a lot. And uh, that was just neat. I really liked cows as a kid because it was cool to go up to an animal that's so huge and also uh, either afraid of you or completely indifferent. And it was neat to like be able to go touch and be like, this thing's like, like the biggest animal I've ever been close to, and it doesn't give a shit. Like, and I don't you know. Can you touch neat. them? Oh yeah, like I just yeah. walk right up to the. I just walk yeah. around and touch them. I went yeah. to a cattle farm as an adult. Call me like thirty-two, and. Uh, Someone said they'd pay me a hundred dollars if I could ride a cattle, ride a cow, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll give you a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, didn't, I didn't try and ride them. Like, so, I just, dude, I couldn't even touch them, right? They, 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 let alone getting on their back. I and I, I think I've told this story before. I'm like, you know, going by, not looking. I'm the darting closer, and I, I was unable to fool a cow. They, I was outsmarted every time. 
and they're quicker over short distances than you might guess. And yes, uh, they definitely are. Well, the way to touch them is you wait until they're all by the trough, and then when they're eating, you could be, you know, uh, a, a well-known cattle serial killer, and they won't move. Like, well, you, if I they're mean, eating, they'll walk right up to you. You can walk right up to them and touch them. Like, as long as it's not, like, really skittish and there's a little one here. are well-known cattle serial killers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, that, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were all serial killers. Yeah, I would always feed them with, like, a, we call it sweet feed in, like, a bucket, and they would come, like, you shake it in the bucket, and they're really smart, so so they'll come to that sound. That's how we, like, corralled them all together when we took those pictures of wings, like, hanging out with cows and stuff. <laughs> we just, like, poured the sweet feed out and got them to come. Um, but I never I've had the, uh, the thing that some little kids had where, like, when they see the animals, they don't want to eat them anymore. I can still remember, like, the question I'd ask is, like, point at different cows and be like, when's that one going to get eaten? <laughs> like, like, well... Ah, that's just a little one. It'll probably be a little while before we do anything with that one. And it's like, when's that one going to get eaten? Well, that's one of my bulls. We're not going to eat that one. I'll probably sell them off in a few years. And it was just like, I don't know, it was neat seeing, like, this is the food I like to eat wandering around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would have been the opposite. I've, uh, I've milked cows before. Uh, that that was a, that was cool to see that how that works uh, my, once. My Never father had that. a client, and... Um, I don't know exactly what the deal was because I was just a kid, but I think that the client wasn't like a an amazing success. So we would go over and get free dinner, I think, in part of a way to like pay the bill. And uh, he had a restaurant slash petting farm, like petting zoo. And like, so inside... Unlikely they'd... bedfellows. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny part. Like, yeah, like... In hindsight, I'm like, this is so unsanitary. Yeah, this is like, disgusting. You know, and, and they'd be like, dude, dude, you should come on Tuesday night. He's going to shear the sheep. So, like, the owner of the restaurant would shear the sheep. And I don't know what shearing a sheep is like if this amount of blood is customary. But I oh, suspect no. he's bad at it. And Oh, no. Oh, there should be no blood. None. Oh, there was blood. There was an. I don't I, even want to hear about that. As a child, I was concerned and like, man, I, like I think he was just like, like you're supposed to shave it and leave, like maybe a touch. He just like, arr, arr, arr. and and the, the thing when he finished had cuts and wounds all over him, like oh, his back fucked. and his belly and shit. Yeah, that's shitty. This is like a pre-dinner show. No wonder he couldn't afford his bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> and, and, and shear the, but my favorite was. Well, the, I'm gonna he, serve dinner, and then we're gonna have a learn to shear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I stored. He had yeah, uh, baby calves, like and and we'd um we'd feed them with like a bottle. They had like a bottle, but it was bigger than a human baby yep. bottle. And uh, they would also suck your thumb, the calves, and uh, their tongues were much bigger than you might guess. You know, it's like eight times a human tongue or something. And when they suck your thumb, you're like, you can't just, you can't help in my opinion to fall in love with this calf. Like, you, you just hope it's never food. It becomes somebody's pet. Sounds like it might have sucked more than your thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Very skilled tongues, those, those but, finds. But, yeah, he had that. He had a few arcade machines, a petting zoo, and it was one of my favorite restaurants. But they didn't have root beer. They I, did, uh, did I every, helped you, a calf. Right, go ahead. I was just going to say, you'd order root beer, and they'd say, well, we have birch beer. Like, that's the same. No, birch beer I would beer try is... it. I don't know what that is. Really? Oh, birch beer is a poor man's root beer, I suppose. I don't know. It just They're not the same thing at all. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, I, I uh, while we're still on cows, because hmm. it's enthralling, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on PK. I, I've never uh, had one suck 
any part of me, but I have like helped it. one give. I've had I've helped a cow give birth. I was a cattle OBGYN for a day. Have I ever said that? Mm-mm. You have not. Okay, so basically, I was probably 16 or 17, and I was down at my grandparents' farm, and my grandpa was like, uh, "Hey, come help me with some shit." And I was like, "Okay," and so we went up to one of the farms or one of the uh, the barns where a bunch of the cattle were, and he's like, "That one over there, uh, 30." 760 or whatever because they have the tags is going to give birth so you're going to I'm going to walk it through this thing lock its head in the uh, I don't know the name of it lock its head in these like two almost like prison bars but uh, like if you know when Bender grabs what it's a it's a shoot and a head gate that you're a head gate so what it looks like basically is if you've ever watched Futurama where you see Bender kind of grab two prison bars and bend them so they're slightly out it's kind of like that just enough space that you can sneak the cow's head through there and then you close them around the neck so it's not squeezing it or touching it but they can't pull back out through it's kind of like a chinese finger trap yeah like a chinese finger trap a bit and so he goes through the chute gets in the the gate and my grandpa was like all right i'm gonna do something from the front here or he had he had to administer some medicine or something near the head and he was like you can't do this because if it thrashes or something or I, i don't know what the danger was but he said you go behind it and so uh the legs were coming out first I, I guess that's not the way it's supposed to happen. It's not. It's supposed to come out legs last, maybe. And so it was just like a cow vag about five feet off the ground and then like four crisscrossed little cow feet in there. And in my head, I'm picturing like, there is no fucking way we're pulling this thing out of this cow vag. Like, this is, there's just physics, you know? And so wrap a chain around all of their the legs sticking out of the, the vagina and tighten that up, a literal chain wrapped around it, and then I was standing there, and my grandpa's like, all right, when I give the word, you're going to pull. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how hard do I pull? Like, just a gentle pull so I don't ruin this cow's, like, vagina or just, like, a big pull? He's like, you're going to have to give it a real good pull. And I was like, okay. And so he's, he's like, right now. And so I just, I just go as hard as I could pulling this cow. <laughs> I can see it coming out. I can see the ooze, the afterbirth. Just all of it just oozing out like a little bit as it's coming and i pull and i kind of pictured it would be almost like uh like the legs would come out and it would like drip down and then like another piece and it'd come out and then it would just kind of like fall like the remaining two feet and just go plop no yank it out and it was like all at once this thing came out of the cow all of it five feet in the air and then (laughs) boom collapses and i thought for a second i'm like oh fuck it's gonna there's no way that thing like it just began life with a five foot fall with all of its legs tied up like that's not a fun way to begin it and as soon as i undid the chain like it kind of got like licked by its mother get all that afterbirth shit off and it was walking relatively soon but oh that was oh the amount of shit that really solidified what afterbirth is and so i am prepared for the amount that a human woman can push out because the amount that it was a fifth of an olympic swimming pool of goo that came out (laughs) in a big sack from this thing and the sack was of course already puncturing because it was leaking and it was oh it's just the most grim uh water balloon ever i've uh, (laughs) i've I've seen a human woman's afterbirth before. Um, I, I, when I was visiting with uh, dan tanner the guy invented tannerite his wife just had had a baby and they had, they had like a tub birth with uh, with a midwife or some shit, and uh, and he had the afterbirth in a garbage bag in the back of his truck to use for bear bait. And so I got to see a little bit of that. Uh, nice. I wish I hadn't. 
That's probably good bear bait. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to be training bear to like, to like, like go after pregnant women and and and, yeah. and like human blood? And like, 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 I don't think that you want Actually, to develop. Yeah. I can't bring that. women hunting anymore. No, he'll smell you if you're on one of your cycles. That's what happened to the grizzly man. He brought his. He'd been. He, he had been. Fine. You ever watched Grizzly Man? Uh, yes, I've watched uh, sections of that on YouTube. The guy who ended up dying because yeah, he, he was talking to bears. He died because his girlfriend was on her period. That's why he died. Really, I did not know that. Yeah. I was, so, and there was some like there was some male bear that that like wasn't able to get food normally, so he was starved and the stuff. The real reason he died is because he was fucking around in bear country. Well, That's you could say everything. You'd be like, oh, the real reason they died is because they bought that plane ticket and went up there to begin with. We don't have wings. Like, come on, you're gonna do dangerous shit. But like, the real reason he died because he'd been doing it for like twelve years was because he brought his girlfriend with him and she was on her period and that didn't end well really upset the bears i didn't like I, I watched enough of it to see like he was treating bears like disrespectful fifth grade students or like even like second grade students where like if like a kid's being mouthy and they're eight years old he kind of be you're kind of like hey you know stop doing that like you know watch it be respectful this is yeah. not your time to speak like that's what you do he was doing that like a bear would be like Rrr! and he's like <laughs> And he had a really like gay inflection, if I remember correctly. And he was like, "Timothy, this is so Timothy." As he looks at the camera, there's an angry bear behind him, and he's looking at the camera like they're on a sitcom together, and they always like have these little kerfuffles. He's like, "Timothy is always one to get aggressive," and I just have to tell him, I just have to say, "Timothy," I just have to say, "Timothy." No, you can't do that. And it's like, what the what in God's name is happening? <laughs> like, like that's pretty much it. Yeah. Or the bear, the bear, like, he's like, "Hey, hey, enough of that, enough of that." I'm, I've had it up to here with you, and it's like the bear's eight feet tall. You've had it up to there with him in a minute. It's, but and you can hear the audio of when the bear's attacking him. It's just awful. And they have like there was the camera was running when when they're being eaten alive. So they had the full audio of them being eaten alive, and it's just it's horrible. Apparently, uh, it's yeah. that whole thing was terrible. Don't be fucking with bears. I agree with you. I wouldn't fuck with bears either. I was BGYN to about half a dozen cats. I. Uh, I was way too young. I didn't know like what a vagina was or anything like that. Uh, I had a friend, Jason McLaughlin was his name. Met him in college again. And uh, dude, like when they were gone, rather than knock on their door and be like, oh, I guess they're not home. I would just hang out at their house like all the time. They had outdoor cats. Sometimes they'd leave their house unlocked and I'd just invite myself in and like watch. Like I was not a good person you know like it, it, no evil intent really i just wouldn't want me like really really did we leave the fucking place unlocked and woody got it again you know like <laughs> he's not my kid why is he hanging out at our house like if they're not home like you would not expect people to just sit there and, and wait anyway that's like something out of a sitcom I, I was literally like using their front porch as a jungle gym and uh waiting for them to come home just like like it, the name it was like a story above ground in some places and i would like walk on the dangerous side and go back and forth and just fuck around you know while i was waiting for them to come home and i heard a cat screaming just like meowing loudly and uh i thought it was maybe being attacked or something and i get there and he's just she's laying down there on her side and she's screaming and screaming and i'm consoling her just sort of petting her wondering why she's in such pain and then 
kitten comes out. And it's a disgusting thing. Like, I didn't even recognize it as a kitten at first. I think I thought she was pooping. But yeah. uh, sure enough, they start moving around. Its eyes are closed, and it's covered with some sort of, like, body bag of slime. And, uh, you know, they, they're coming out. They, didn't all, they weren't all alive. You know, like, like this one comes out as a live cat. This one comes out as a live cat. Oh, a dead cat, you know? And uh, I'm, like, pulling them a little bit, like, you know, to give her, like, because she's in pain. It looks like she's That's not very died. good at this. <laughs> I don't think so, but could I be. I just squeeze, I gingerly grab their little skulls and <laughs> hold it out. I can picture Woody there, and one of them comes out, and you just already have the paper towels. Like, oh, someone's got to tell them this, this cat has a real big gastrointestinal problem you're picking them up in napkins <laughs> flushing them down the toilet your cat had a real big problem like six horrible shits came out don't worry i cleaned them up flushed them down the toilet no worries uh, <laughs> yeah they came home and i was like hey you know like we had a bunch of babies and uh um yeah i don't know it's not our cat yeah <laughs> i i thought it was cool because <laughs> it barely was their cat like their house was a a little bit, now that I gave their real name, I don't want to give too many like personal details, but their house was in a bit of a disarray at the time. And uh, there were like strange cats and sometimes dogs. Do you still and, have your cat? Like that. Wasn't there a cat that lived on your premises? I, I don't know where he or she went. Um, there was a cat that had made a home in our stable. And when we got the house, we would occasionally spot it and even see it going towards the stable. But... Um, I guess when I started fixing the roof, it stopped coming around. And it's not mm. as if there isn't, like, still good places. And, you know, like, it could still I, I bet you sealed that poor cat up in a crawl space somewhere. <laughs> no, I don't think He'd so. He'd be out for days. <laughs> I think he just found, like, a, either a different home or it died or something. We, we occasionally find, like, baby rabbits and stuff. But we have so many hawks in this area that... I don't know how a cat could multiply. They'd have to be real clever. Like, when I, if I see a rabbit that's out in the open, that rabbit is not lasting long. There are just constantly hawks, like, patrolling the area looking for kills. So, yeah, it's like that here, too. Um, I think a generation of people not killing those things for fun has, has done wonders for them. Uh, I'll, I'll sit in the field sometimes with a twenty two and shoot birds, like doves or whatever, like, walking around in the field. And they'll start flopping a lot, like when you shoot them, and the hawks will come down. Like, at, like I won't even know there's a hawk there, but I'll shoot some bird standing in the field, and he'll start flopping, and the hawk is like, and on it. I was like, whoa, where the fuck did he come from? And then he'll eat those birds as I shoot them. That em. hawk is loving you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> this weird ape comes out with a loud stick, and then suddenly food's just all over the goddamn place. <laughs> <laughs> as a paramotorist, one, like, they teach you to watch the birds. And uh, you can see them, like, find thermals and, and make their rotations. And they do the stuff that a paraglider would do to gain altitude and not flap their wings. And, like, and it doesn't take any special skill to understand it. But I never really looked at them that carefully to see, like, how these birds flew uh, until I started flying myself. They're pretty neat. And they can tell you what's going on up there. I still think you need to get a gun up there. Hmm. What is this you just linked us here? Is this Al? Oh, oh God! It's, uh, see, when, see, I clicked that because I thought Al Gore me had too. been hit in the face. Oh, he wrote, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The line says Gore hit in face with puck, and I'm like, Al Gore? Was it a Gore? hockey game? Yeah, no, exactly. No, 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 not Al is he Gore. Okay? He's obviously not okay. He's obviously not okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure he finished up the game, but he definitely has to go to the hospital now. Google if he finished that own. game up. His name is Jay Rosehill, 
and he took a slap shot in the face, and he has a broken palate. It's awful. Oh, that's yeah, that's rough. No, there's if you look it up, like NHL players finish their shifts. There's a clip of a guy in the NHL uh, blocks a slap shot. It breaks his leg, and they're on. They're in their own zone, and he's a defenseman, and so he doesn't leave. Otherwise, the other team will probably score. So he keeps like limping around trying to put himself in the way to block shots as he has a broken fucking leg. Meanwhile, like LeBron James gets a little crampy. <laughs> and, and six people need to come out and that's not even the like board. baseball players literally miss games because they have like nintendo blisters and shit like that yeah. that's <laughs> different though now now that's different a pitcher's got to have touch like like, like you know if, if he's got a hangnail it can be a problem like he's he's kind of an artist out there like, like making that thing do stuff bill kessel one of the pittsburgh penguins forwards played the uh stanley cup series with a partially broken hand <laughs> and he's 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 someone who has to score. Like that's his How? job. And so you just know every time he's like, ah, like who's that Dallas guy? Don't your hand, who was the star? Who was the star of the Dallas Stars? Blonde-haired guy from like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Do you remember you his name? Back. I'm not good at I don't I'm not good at knowing their hair color because they all wear their helmets. Um, I mean, if like ten ten ish years ago, are you thinking like Madonna? Yeah, I am thinking um, Madonna. Madonna Brett Hull? Going for. I was going for Madonna. Did Brett Hull okay. play for the Stars? Yeah, yeah. Oh, After uh, the Blues, he played for the Stars. Um. Anyway, yeah, Mike Madonna played a playoff game with, like, a broken hand, too. He's a tough guy. Oh, yeah, the- I like that about hockey, how much they play when they're injured. Because not that, like, it's infinitely – like, it is badass, but it's more the fact that it's like, man, this person's in a lot of pain – but they're putting their team above their own comfort. UFC fighters do it too, right? Like soccer players fake injuries. Hockey players and UFC fighters fake healthy, right? They they try to convince you that they're not hurt so they can go out there and do their best. And they'll just, oh, yeah, 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 I got hurt somewhere in the upper body. You know, and and, I'm not telling you, you'll target it. So they just, and they play on. Very impressive. We'll see. I'm convinced that the Blues are going to suck this year, maybe barely make the playoffs, definitely be a down year, and continue to head down. And I know that on PKN you made a pretty powerful argument. You said they had one of the youngest average ages. I haven't yet confirmed that. Um, But, shucks, I just find so much about them that's not encouraging, and their farm team sucks. And Uh, Farm teams are are so on and off that it's, it's really hard to tell how promising they are because there are a lot of prospects um, who just don't get drafted high and then they play in the minors for a while and they end up panning out. Whereas you have some like first round prospects, I guess like uh, there's some Oilers fans out there that would probably argue that Yakupov wasn't a complete loss and he's not nearly Yakupov, but he's not performing like uh, I think like the first overall, I think he was first overall. The thing with the blues is they, are going to be better in three years than if they had signed those players. Um, the big contingency is Shattenkirk. So we have one of the most valuable defensemen in the league, one of the most valuable offensive defensemen in the league, Kevin Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. And if we dish him and we trade him before the trade deadline for a good center, maybe like Krejci from the Boston Bruins, then I think that we suddenly have a much stronger team because Tarasenko is one of the best goal scorers in the league. He just doesn't have a good center. Big T. Yeah, big, big, he doesn't. He just doesn't have anybody to set him up, and Dude, so he's having to do average, a ton of the legwork. That average age numbers you cited is so like inconsequential. Like the oldest. Not really. The, it, it's speed. 
speaks to the future in a way because we have a lot of young players locked up in long-term contracts, whereas if we'd kept Bacchus and people like that, then we would have a lot of older guys locked up in long contracts. But so it's I, like we're a definitely way tie. Like it, it, like it, the let's see, fifth youngest team, their average age is like 27. And then you go down like 30 teams later and it gets to 29. Yeah, in in the NH like in professional sports that does make a big deal. They're all the same that, that, age. But they're they're close in age, within two but years. there is a prime within 2 years. Yes, but that does start to make a difference. When you're playing a sport as physical and demanding as hockey, it takes a toll on your body more so than I don't know I don't I don't want to cite any sport because it'll just piss people off. Like maybe basketball, I don't know. Um the thing with the Blues, I agree with you that it will be a down year. I've, I've been saying that. I think it's going to be a down year. I think we'll still make the playoffs, barring just a horrible collapse um, from Jake Allen. Another thing that's concerning me is the fact that we re-signed our coach, Ken Hitchcock, for a, a final year and signed a coach, Mike Yao, who is going to take control as the head coach next season, which makes me think, like, well, what if these two guys don't get along in the locker room and Mike Yao's telling the Blues to play one way, Ken Hitchcock's telling them to play the other way? Well, fuck, Ken Hitchcock's the head coach, but Mike Yao is an assistant coach who's going to be our for-sure head coach next year. So who are we wanting to piss off? So I can see... Locker room coach politics being a huge problem this year. That's the big wild card that could mean that they suck. Not suck. They won't suck, but it could mean that they won't perform up to standard. Um, I do think that we'll still make the playoffs, but I don't think this is our year by any stretch of the imagination. This is like a, a step back so that we're able to take steps forward in future years. Because if we had signed those old guys, I would have no fucking confidence in our next four years at all. I do know my shit on this. Luckily, they'll play each other next year, and we'll find out. Youngest yes, team in the both. NHL, Carolina, by the way. Yes, Carolina's definitely coming up. Um, I They always seem to have... I don't know, they're one of those teams like the last four years. It's like like the Buffalo Sabres or the Toronto Maple Leafs, where it's like, ah, we're really going to surge this year. Mm -hmm. And then you watch them, and it's like, ah, no. Like, not, I, like they just get butt-fucked. But um, they're, they're going to be significantly better this year, I think, Carolina. Carolina um, wasn't good. They could be significantly better and not make the playoffs. Yes, but I don't think they're going to be a bottom feeder anymore. I think that they'll be in that <laughs> mid-range of missing the playoffs. I think the Blues will make the playoffs, but um, probably a first-round exit because they're just too young right now and with not enough playoff experience. Or I guess that last year we got a fuck ton of playoff experience. I don't know. It's Hockey has so much parity compared to some – like basketball is just a good example because it happens the same time as hockey <laughs> and they're kind of comparable, same number of games basketball you can say right i can name three teams right now and there, i feel like there's an 80 percent chance that one of those teams will be the champion you know you got golden state who cleveland. apparently is stacked beyond recognition cleveland miami. and then miami one of them is going to go incredibly far you couldn't say that about any team right now in the nhl like you could say i, I think maybe pittsburgh is uh, uh, i don't know i, I just said that because okay. kyle said it i just know they um, lost Dwayne wade right yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't know how, what their futures are like, but the last, I don't know, five or six years, things have been going pretty well. You're saying hockey's very hard to predict because there's so much parity. Like, the Carolina Hurricanes could go out there and beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Penguins one night and, like, humiliate them, even though the Penguins are, the like, just a better team. And it's just, I like how that can happen, whereas I, I don't think you ever see, like, who's horrible in basketball, the Brooklyn Nets, like, you won't ever see the Brooklyn Nets go out there and really shit-rock Golden State. Hmm. 
There's a I, I drove past an arena today in Gwinnett in in Atlanta, and I saw that they have professional lacrosse there. Mm. I don't even remember what our local lacrosse team is called, the Georgia lacrosse team. I'm kind of interested though. I I, I kind of want to see that. I might go back. I bet tickets are cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. They'd probably pay you to come in there. It's like a studio audience yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh track comes. Like the uh, sign flashes, clap. Everybody's like, all right. Well, normally I don't have to be prompted for this, but okay. Right. You have to have like a cheer. Barker. All right. Like nobody knows the rules of the cross, so you have like a barker out there. Like the reason the whistle was called is because of it was a, a false side. You not like offsides in other sports. Let me tell you the etymology <laughs> of the word. Like someone to explain everything because I don't know any fucking rules in lacrosse, but I know so, that it, so, it looks like fun. So lacrosse—that's the one with the sticks with the little pouches on the end or the little catchy thing—and they mm-hmm. catch the ball and they're flicking it around, and then there's a net at the end, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the extent of my knowledge of lacrosse. <laughs> you have to dribble it. You know, when when you carry the stick, you can't just run with it. You got to do this like you know how like with a bucket of water, you can you know like swing it so it doesn't fall. They do that sure. back and forth, back and forth with the lacrosse stick. And uh, whatever know, happened to highlight makes it tricky. Yeah, what where did happen? where is highlight? Like where's that popular? Florida, Miami yeah. Vice trailers. I was thinking like something like Monaco or Montenegro, one of those like really, really rich, smaller places. It just seems, I don't know. Like I'm gonna look that up. I watched that Johnny Depp mob movie uh, recently, and he and his character in real life and in the movie was involved in the in High Lie. Um, but I just it, it's that thing. It's got that like it looks like a giant scoop, and it like flicks the ball really fucking fast, right? Yeah, and it's like a ceramic ball. Uh, it says right here, uh, the sport once held the world record for the ball speed of a 125 to 140 gram ball covered with goat skin that traveled 188 miles an hour. Jesus. Performed by Jose Ramon Arieto at the Newport, Rhode Island High Lie. Uh, it was broken by Canadian five-time long drive champion Jason Zubak on a 2007 episode of Sports Science with a golf ball speed of 204 miles an hour. What That's incredible. It, where is this based out of? 200 miles per hour. Uh, That's the, a, Basque, it's, the Basque government? He's flicking those things almost as fast as a paintball. Yeah, that's a, and it's hard and heavy. and. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I, wonder, I wonder if he's countries, accurate. Latin American countries and the Philippines. Um, That's a real weapon if you're accurate with that motherfucker. Yeah. Like if you could hit a man with it at, at, at 20 yards, that's, that would be scary. I, I don't think I've ever watched an actual played in this game. How do you – do you have to catch it in your thing? I don't fucking know, man. Let's see. I know less about highlight than I do about badminton. Badminton? Badminton. Yeah. Have you ever tried badminton? Um, no. No, I haven't. It's, uh, it's really, really frustrating. Because you feel like it should be way easier than it is. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. This I've is... only played like the, the, the main core sports, I guess. I, I play tennis and football and basketball and baseball. And uh, I don't know what else besides that. Dodgeball was always my favorite. Just skip over all the bullshit and get right to hurting people. That's my kind dodgeball of Dodgeball was always the most fun game in gym. I never understood why people <laughs> like, oh, dodgeball. It's like, no, this is... 
It's uh, it's based the day of days. Yeah, yeah if it's, it's dodgeball. I like dodgeball. Well, it's easy too. if you're not if you're coordinated. I I I wouldn't say I was particularly coordinated. I mean, I had the throwing and catching skills that most swimmers did. Um, I wasn't particularly big and strong. Swimmers are known for not being able to throw and catch. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, are they good at that? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why they're not playing baseball. I and, was like, well, it is kind of that arm motion, maybe. <laughs> it's a joke that swimmers make. I, uh, yeah, but I still like dodgeball. I thought it was fun. You know, I was just, like, not scared. I'd go at it and give it a go. And, and I didn't hit puberty at four like Taylor did. So it wasn't like I was out there just, like, rocking children. I, uh, I was the child, and I still like dodgeball. Dude. Uh, seventh grade or eighth grade dodgeball in gym was my sweet spot. I imagine having having man strength and <laughs> facing children. They <laughs> called him the dominator. Yeah. <laughs> the only one of you over five feet tall. You know. <laughs> what did you use for dodgeballs? Because that's how that's how you you figure out what kind always, of dodgeball you're playing. It was always an. Uh, like they'd have bunches of different kinds because it was kind of like just throwing a big bucket of balls out there and they'd be like volleyballs. There'd be those like more soft, like black rubbery ones where you could get a real good grip and yeah. whip those ones real good. Um, I'm trying to Volley- think about I'm we- surprised you said volleyballs because that's to me is the highest level of dodgeball when you've got a slightly deflated uh, volleyball because it hits so fucking hard and you can squeeze it enough that you can hold one in each hand. And fucking like use them to like defend yourself, and then you can you can whip that thing. And if you, to get speed, you got to be able to flick your wrist, or at least I do. And I could and with those, you could. And I just remembered like we were whipping those things fast, uh, you know, faster than you want someone throwing it at your face when you're 13. Yeah. And they would wonder, really sting. I wonder if my balls would my balls would change your mind because we had three different sizes of red balls. You know the red like balls you might play kickball with. We had big ones like oh, this, yeah, yeah. right? And then we had medium ones that were maybe a foot in diameter. Thin, and, rubbery skin. And then we had smaller ones that even kids could palm. Like a four-square ball, right? Oh, I, yeah. I don't know a four-square ball. But these were small yeah. red balls, and small, medium, and large. And they did, had different sizes. The small ones, you could really zip at a guy. And the bigger ones, you could block with. And you know, it was an interesting dynamic. They were like offensive and defensive balls, and they'd just be out there, and they'd take like a basket and dump it, and they'd all fall out. Did um, you ever play uh, hockey in gym? No. We used to play like, – this is like grade school. They'd have like floor hockey where you had those like horrible little street hockey sticks that are like made of plastic. So if you tried to take a wrist shot too hard, it just crumples and falls. It, like It just bends, and it's useless. And I remember – I, I was, like, so proud at the time because I bet I was, like, oh, God, maybe nine years old. And I was, I'd was i been playing hockey for a couple of years at that point. And so I was, like, oh, I'm going to fucking dominate this. Like, I'm the only one who can actually get this little flimsy puck up in the air. And I was so, like, oh, I'm, I'm badass. And I remember one of the, the girls in our class, because I had girls and boys playing, like, nine on nine the whole length of the gym hockey. And I was, like, maybe eight feet away from the goal. And the goalie who doesn't want to be there is standing there, like, about getting ready to move because like i'm not gonna take a hit for this fucking game and and i I just like whipped it and i was trying so much to make sure it got in the air because it was hard to get in the air with these shit sticks that i ended up lifting it way too high and it just caught this poor girl right in the teeth 
Mm. And she just dropped her little stick with like a, a feeble little click, 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 as it hit the, the hard basketball uh, wood. And she just grabbed her mouth and was bleeding. And I got scolded, reprimanded rather, and said, you can't shoot it in the air anymore. And like two days later, next time we had gym, they nixed the whole thing. They nixed the whole thing because that bitch's mom had to call in and say, I don't want my daughter playing that. When it's like, okay, everybody else is having a good time. You just weren't quick enough. Like, they, I don't. I hated that. That's how I feel, too. That's that, how dodgeball like, was. Like, they'd always get rid of the fun sports because some fucking kid who was bad at the sport and was like, oh, I don't want to do it. We had oh, okay, a, well, I guess everybody has to be uh, on the same page. Did you play crab soccer? That was the most fun. Crab soccer? Oh, oh, man. So everyone sits on a little four-wheel dolly, right? It's It's like two square feet with four wheels on it and all the wheels rotate so you're buzzing around like like you might on an office chair and uh the soccer ball is like waist high like it's a giant ball and uh it's way faster to like an office chair to go backwards than it is to like try and you know pull yourself forwards so everyone's doing like pele style bicycle kicks in this crab (laughs) soccer thing and it's just a bunch of guys like people are getting hurt all the time because the nature of it is you just roll over each other's fingers like non-stop and uh crab soccer was awesome are you talking about those like very like it's maybe like this tall like a scooter to where it's just like a plastic base uh and then it has like two little handles on the side do you know what i'm talking about and it had four wheels that rolled poorly on the bottom let me find a picture of this i'm just going to type in grade school scooter Remind me, to, I saw a guy in Atlanta day, today on a scooter. I want to talk about it in a second. Yep, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This thing right fucking here. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing. So these things right here, if you show it on the screen, hopefully we're talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. where you'd be grabbing onto these. I don't know why the teacher... Oh, we lost Taylor. Yeah, well, in, in, in my world, I was driving through Atlanta today, and I saw a guy on the sidewalk riding what can only be described as an electric unicycle. I've never he was, heard of such a thing. He was sta- Each foot was on, like, a little, like, kick-out thing. I don't know. There was a little platform for each foot to go on and not much more. And between the two feet was a single wheel, just a big wheel. And it was, it was, it was, it was, that was it. He was standing on these two things, these two little places for his feet to go, and those were connect, connected to a central wheel, and there was just the one wheel, and he was rolling down the fucking sidewalk faster than I would jog. I wonder if it had any, like, Segway technology that helped him. Must have, because otherwise it just, it's impossible. I, I, I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, I, I still don't know exactly what the fuck I saw, but, um, it looked really cool. It looked like I could never ride it. I, I know that for sure. If it had Segway technology, you could hardly fall. I don't know. He was on a side. This looks skillful. Mm. Uh, I saw an electric uh, skateboard today. It was the first one I'd actually seen in real life. Um, his looked almost... It didn't look like Casey Neistat's. No. His looks sleek and, and it's like... It's a long like, board. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I didn't notice like a big battery block hanging out from under his. Mm-hmm. And this guy I saw, it looked almost like he had made this thing. Like I could see that there was a battery that was basically the size of a skateboard, the dimensions between the wheels anyway, and like an inch and a half, two inches thick under there. And I saw a wire and then I saw that he had tires rather than wheels really. Like 
somewhere something in between. But he was powering that thing right through an intersection, like like it was moving pretty quickly. If I lived in an urban area, I would totally get a boosted board. Like if you watch many Casey Neistat videos, um, he totally makes it look like the most useful thing in the world because he has a last mile problem, right? Mm -hmm. Everywhere he goes is within a few miles, right? So like me. Like I, I took Colin to the doctor today. It was probably a 12 mile drive, something like that. It was on the other side of Raleigh. You don't use a boosted board to solve a 12 mile problem. It's certainly 24 miles round trip. Like that's a lot. That's a that's an adventure that you're going on. Um, but if you're going to some place that's a mile and a half from you, you have a last mile problem. And a boosted board, it's cooler than a bike. It's more fun. It, it beats those those stupid hoverboards. I don't know what they're for indoor travel or something like hoverboards are stupid um but the boosted boards look great the trouble is one i don't have a last mile problem two i can't imagine the amount of horse shit i would get from my subs if they saw me copy him on the boosted board thing don't do that oh no not gonna uh and i'm pretty sure what would happen is i'd get it i'd enjoy it for like three days and then just be kind of done with it like i don't think i'd just I don't know where you, because every time you want to use it, you got to go somewhere, right? It, it's completely useless at your house, I would think. Well, I mean, there's a, like leading to my house, there's a neighborhood. So it's not as if there's a place to ride. There's just no reason to ride, you know? So yeah. I, I, it, it'd be like, like a you would need to join some sort of gang of boosted board mm-hmm. riders or something like that. We could have like uh, those things of are anarchy cool. jackets with patches. I saw a, I saw a a black motorcycle gang today. There were there was like maybe forty of them all like riding through like with the black power fist, mm. uh, uh, right through Atlanta today. That was interesting. I'm sure their I lives matter. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> let them merge in. I just kept going straight. They they were pretty mad. I didn't care. Uh, like Kit, the Knight Rider reference there. Knight Rider right. car. Yeah. Yeah, both similar car. I don't know. <laughs> I. Uh... I wonder what David Hasselhoff is doing now. Like sometimes I look at actors that aren't working, and uh, so a better example. I think he is. He's I doing looked, something. I looked up Goose from Top Gun, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder what he's doing now because he went from Top Gun to Revenge of the Nerds to ER, right? And then it, it seems like he's not getting much work. So I looked up his recent stuff just to see if I was wrong, and sure enough, he's not in any films that I had like seen or any TV shows. He was in a TV show and it got canceled first season. And that to me is is. Not you remember what, what the show was called? Like. I'd have to look. Or it what up year again. it was? It was pretty recent. I don't worry like about in the last two or three. And uh, yeah, because I, I think maybe he was on the Howard Stern show promoting it. Um, okay. To, like 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 I think I heard like a rerun of him doing that today. It's kind of weird you mentioned it because he was in Revenge. He was talking about Revenge of the Nerds. Um. So his name's Anthony Edwards. And shucks, I'm looking for. The TV show I was talking about was it Temple Garden? I'm not sure. Oh, Zero Hour. It was Zero Hour, oh, okay. 2013. There were 13 episodes and it got canceled first season. And uh, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer," because he seems like a nice guy, placed based on you know what I see him on TV. I like Goose, but then I saw he was worth 30 million, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! He didn't lose. He won. Like he's do if he has 30 million dollars." He might be choosing not to work. Like I saw this thing, um, Rick Moranis. Remember from Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, his uh, his wife died of cancer, and he 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 hasn't worked all these years to take it, to look after the kids. Yeah, so I saw this article, and it was like, Honey, I raised the kids, 
And, uh, you know, he had all the money he needed, and he decided to just stay at home and be a stay-at-home dad, and he raised the kids. Uh, that is not a career failure. That is a success. And, and that's Oh, yeah. You know, if you've got millions of dollars and you decide to spend your time doing whatever the hell you want instead of working, that's fine by me. <laughs> Knock yourself out. That's what David Hasselhoff is doing right now, apparently. Uh, he's got a really pathetic video on his Twitter promoting this. He's doing a David Hasselhoff world fan cruise where you can pay 600 euros and come hang out with the Hoff on, uh, on this wonderful cruise. Looks like they're going to be... I don't speak German, so can't really tell. Europe, America, Asian, Africa, Australian. Yeah, I don't speak German, so, so I don't know. The question is, does he need money, or does he just want money? Like, he needs money, I bet. Can you repeat the question? Does David Hasselhoff need money, or does he want money? Because he's uh, promoting this um, uh, fan cruise that... 600 euros to go on a cruise with ha with Hasselhoff on this big cruise ship. Because he's done a bunch of successful he, he things. There, there was Baywatch, and then that followed by, what do you do, America's Got Talent or something? Um, um the, but, mm. Was he the guy in Knight Rider? Yeah. I, I'm going to, I know how useless it is, but I'm going to look up his net worth on the internet as if that says anything. I look up net worths, like, when I'm curious, I guess not. I was gonna say all the time, but that's a lie. But it, some of them just come up and make no. Sharknado. That was his last ever. movie. It says he's worth 110 million. I don't know if that How means that anything. Be? No bullshit. Bullshit. He is. There is no way he's worth 110 million, and he's okay. he's selling cruise tickets for 600 euros a pop, and he's starring in Sharknado. There's no fucking way he he would embarrass. He, right. That would be absurd that's, that's if he's crazy. worth 100. Like. How old is he? Because he's really getting up there. I don't feel like he would be doing 70, this like, like Branson 60, kind of thing. Like that's where where like 65. all those stars seem to go. Is they like go to Branson and then they perform in front of a bunch of old people who still know about their stuff and enjoy it and make money that way. Like it kind of like so many lame things are in Branson. I don't know what's true, but it says on this article, which is from this year, like May of this year. That uh, David Hasselhoff has net worth issues. He's been paying two hundred and fifty-two thousand a year, twenty-one grand a month, to his ex-wife, and uh, he says he only makes one hundred and twelve grand a year and, and can't afford to pay his alimony anymore. So who knows what to make of these things? Like it, it reminds me of Fifty Cent, where he like he claims to be broke and then he poses with like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of cash made into the shape of a bed or something and a bunch of fast cars and then he goes into court and he says all that is fake because my job requires that i pretend to be rich and i don't know what the hell is true and what's false here's hasselhoff trying to lower his alimony by claiming he only has four thousand in cash to his name and but that might be why he's on a cruise ship selling tickets that could, yeah i don't feel like if you want to go? That'd be a good trip. No. Oh my god! And we can just badger. ridicule him the whole time. I would yeah. have make Night Rider jokes. I, I just Night Rider jokes. <laughs> I'd have to watch Kit it. jokes. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to go. Remember when his daughter recorded him all like wasted out of his mind and then like laying on the floor eating hamburgers or something? I do remember that. That Bad was a look. high point for him, and we didn't know it. <laughs> a high point, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was right before the precipitous decline. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was the the beginning of it. Let me uh, 
Let me get a word in here about Tracker. Hmm. Smart cars, smartphones, smart homes. Technology has made everything smart, but when you lose those smart things, it still feels really stupid. Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past. Tracker is a coin-sized device that locates misplaced keys, wallets, bags, computers, anything in seconds. Just pair Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. It's that easy. Lose your phone? Press the button on Tracker and your phone rings, even if it's on silent. With over 1.5 million devices, Tracker has the, the largest crowd GPS network in the world. So your lost item shows up on a map, even if it's miles away. Never lose anything again with Tracker. Listeners to our show get a free, uh, excuse me, get a special discount of 30% off your entire order. So go to the, T-H-E, tracker.com and enter offer code PKA. The hardest thing you'll ever have to find is their website. Go to the tracker.com right now and enter promo code PKA for 30% off your entire order. Again, that's the tracker.com promo code PKA. Don't lose shit anymore. Try it out. They're very neat. That's a pretty cool tagline. Yeah, don't lose stuff anymore. Ah, that's don't what lose you said. shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't a... lose shit anymore. Get it yourself a tracker. Um, I have one on my keys, and I still have the other one for... Well, I took the one they sent me originally off, and I'm not using that one anymore because we got the two PKA ones. And so I put the PKA one on there, and then I still have another PKA one, but I don't, I don't even know what I want to track. The possibilities are endless. I could track anything. I attached you know? mine to my movement watch, so I'd always know where it was. <laughs> right on the face of it. That's <laughs> yours to your movement watch, so I can know exactly where it is when I'm enjoying a Blue Apron meal. You know, <laughs> it's always moving around. One time, yeah. I left it in my Casper mattress. Yeah, I left it in my Casper mattress. I was. Feeling I really do love my track. fucking Casper mattress, man. Those, I, I, like. Every time someone sees my bed, they're always impressed. And every time someone like sits on my bed or whatever, they're, they're also always impressed. I love that thing. It's it's. It's so good. It's 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 improved my quality of life at least like you know a uh, uh, five or ten percent or something. That's a lot. Like, That's like, like when you have a life as good as yours, five percent is monumental. Huge, huge difference. Yeah. It's like adding a second girlfriend or something. It is, yeah. It's like adding <laughs> a second girlfriend. It's uh, it's the best bed I've ever slept on for sure. It's the be- it's definitely the best bed I've ever owned. Um, I'm looking forward to going to sleep tonight. I'm fucking tired. Yeah, but when Woody gets back, we, we're both talking in Sling Blade. <laughs> he hates it so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were talking about all sorts of things when you were gone. Mm-hmm. Kyle was telling me about when he was just a boy. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a boy, we didn't have much at all. Mostly just stayed out in the shed. Had me a dugout spot with some blankets thrown down in it. It was fine. Mom would bring me mustard and biscuits three or four nights a week. That ain't go hungry too often. <laughs> that's your best. Im- that's your best impression by far. <laughs> I've been doing that since, that one since I was a little kid. Uh, my my mom's friend. Uh, I remember like loved that movie, and I and I would do that and fuck with her. Like she would call, and I'd see her. My mom's friend would call our home, and I would see her on the car. I'd be like, "Hello." <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> hey there, Billy Bob. Is- <laughs> Is your mom there? <laughs> she went out for the evening. Like me to take a message? <laughs> and she'd just be cracking up so hard. <laughs> like, like, she loved that shit. Woody hates it. I really wish I could get my buddy um, uh, Matt to, to come on the show, but he's got like, I think he's got um, satellite internet, so it's it's like a whole 
problem, but he does the best I've ever seen. He 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 does it, and I don't even want to do mine next to his because he looks like him too. Like he's got the he he's he's um he's mostly bald, but he shaves it, um just like Carl kind of. And uh and man, the facial expressions and everything, he kills it. Yeah, I don't really I don't have any actually good impressions of anyone. I just have ones that like asymptotically approach the impression, but they yeah, never get there. That's all you need. That's all you need. You just yeah, need you to just, kind, you need of to sound, kind of like, sound like it. That guy. Yeah. yeah. I like Chiz's old Jewish man. Uh, that's his best impression. Uh, he, he wheels that one out occasionally. Um, he does a very good old Jewish man. But it's, yeah. it's a little racist, especially for someone who's not Jewish at all. Uh, like if he had a Jewish uncle or something, maybe he could just he could play that card. But he's basically doing a, a really stereotypical racist uh, Jewish guy. He's and just, doing basically like a minstrel show of Jewish people. Like a minstrel yeah. show, for those of you who don't know, is when they would... Uh, dress up like black people, and it wasn't like blackface now. Like, well, they'll be like, oh, person dresses up as black superhero with blackface, and it's just they have a blackface like a character. It was like fucking a racist blackface. Oh, they're like, lordy. yeah, all alone and oh lordy, and like they painted like big eyes on him, and they painted like big uh, pink white or red lips or big white lips, lips, and yeah. it was just like. Like, you couldn't, if you looked at it without any sort of cultural understanding, you'd be like, oh, that's clearly a clown. Like, that's really what I think you would think if you didn't know they were being racist. It's that yeah. outlandish and ridiculous that you would think it was some sort of performance act, which it was, but just, it it doesn't even look like a black person. It no, looks like a clown. Yeah, it's a stereotype. Yeah, it, it, it's it's real shitty. Uh, th- that happened forever, though. Like, like, there was a long time where they would... And I guess it still kind of happens today. And sometimes I'm okay with it when they when they when they when they make a white actor play an Asian guy. I, I, that's the one that I think that they're really trying to crack down on now. They don't like it when Keanu Reeves goes over there and like saves the day for the for for for, for China or whatever. No, it's Matt Damon. So Matt Damon's in that new Chinese produced movie. You, have you heard about that? No. So there, it's I think it's going to be the most expensive or biggest uh, movie China's ever made. Um, but they got Matt Damon to play like. Uh, uh, you know the main character, and I think the premise has some. It, it's something like, you know, the Great Wall of China can be seen from outer space. It stretches over four thousand miles. That's not true. What were they trying to keep out this summer, Matt Damon? <laughs> and this is like, and you just see these flashes it's of like the Mongolian. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it's not Mongolian. See, that's what you think, right? And I was like, oh shit, the Mongolians are coming. No, no. It's monsters. It's fucking monsters. <laughs> it's dragons, I think. It looked like, you know how the, the Chinese have those parades where they've got like that yeah. fake dragon they're bouncing up over their heads going down? The, it looked like those, but CGI and supposed to be real. Um, so I'm pretty sure Matt Damon is going to be like Jon Snow on the wall, like, like, like hold! <laughs> 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 While they fight these like mythical Chinese dragons. And these like slow Paper dragons just kind of listlessly no, move they're like, over the wall. Oh, uh, they're not paper. You know, they're they're actual dra- dragons. They just look like those silly long ones that are more like snakes with lion heads than anything. But uh, I, I'm gonna watch that. That that looks like it's gonna be pretty good. And I and, and I don't understand how they call it racist because it's not like it's an American movie about Chinese people with an, with a white guy. It's a Chinese movie, and they were like. Let's get Matt Damon. Yeah, let's get him. <laughs> like, like, they could have picked. They, they could have picked yeah. the Chinese guy. I mean, I'm, it guy. was clearly a business move where they're like, "Hmm, a lot more people will watch this if we pick." 
I don't know, an actor from the biggest cultural exporter on the planet that's well-known. How about uh, Matt Damon? I always get Matt Damon and Ben Affleck mixed up. Matt Damon. Like, that's why they did it. Like, just, like, I'm sure they have, like, a great Chinese actor there that could have done fine. It's just, why? They paid him a shitload of money, uh, from what I understand. Um, Probably our money. Yeah, they're just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> interest they made off of us to pay Matt Damon. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but but I want to see it. I like Matt Damon. I, I I really liked him in The Martian, and uh, I, I guess I, I liked him in the Bourne movies. I like that stuff. So I, I although like something about that uh, Team America really did poison me against him and made me think. I always like double check like when I see him say something like, "Is he retarded?" Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he showing any signs of mental retardation? Like, like, like it, for some reason, it got in my head. I didn't know it was the puppet until like three years ago when it was like got on the internet that it was the puppet. I used to think that maybe there was just something wrong with Matt Damon and Trey and Matt Park, <laughs> Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, just just knew it. That the, the, like the, the guys from South Park just knew that yeah, Matt Damon's a kind of slow witted and uh, like like I you know it's not like I'm in the know. I wouldn't know, so I always just assumed he really was a dumb guy. Yeah, he's if there is a movie that I really liked him in. Even like The Martian, I really, really liked that movie, but he was not the selling point of the movie to me at all. Like, it wasn't like, oh man, Matt Damon's performance was just stellar. Uh, it was good, but he he did not steal the show for me. I liked McConaughey better in Interstellar. I liked his performance better. And I might have even enjoyed that movie more. I don't know. Uh, it, it Some movies are really good on a rewatching. Uh, the Martian was one of them. I, I liked The Martian the second time through, even though I know what's going to happen. It's still suspenseful when he, like, Iron Man gloves his way through space, and he gets all squirrely, and they're like... I, that that one scene where you see them like you know she's they're spinning with the rope and I'm th- and you you're they're building the centrifugal force as they spin and you're like oh no for us we were okay but now they're and in my head I'm like that's a lot of centrifugal force if they let go he's just flung out into space and there's no way to get him back space is such a scary fucking concept yeah. uh, the idea of being weightlessness uh, of being weightless like at first you think that's a cool thing like yeah I'll float but no no but. There's nothing to hold you down anymore. All it takes now is somebody to fucking deck you, and you just go. Unless you've got some sort of jetpack that doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm. I think NASA should fund more missions to Jupiter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maybe SpaceX could help out. Is this what happens mm. when I'm gone? Just Private corporations will never be able to explore the solar system on such a grand scale. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing this for, for the last six minutes. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. That, even we couldn't enjoy it for that long. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we were just talking about The Martian and Matt Damon and how that movie was great, but he did not steal the show for me um, at all. But Really? Anyway. I enjoyed it. Like yeah, Pete- the book the, the, the slash script was written with a certain, like, sarcasticness to it and i thought matt damon did it justice like the line yeah, about I, being a space pirate is that what it was yes uh, but it wasn't space pirate it was like international maritime space pirate or something like that and i was like ah it's kind of cool when i was reading it i pictured more like edward norton playing that part um maybe that's because i really really have you ever seen moon Yes, I think Moon so. with Edward Norton, where he's basically—I won't give anything away because that's one that I, I recommend highly to everyone. But he was incredible in Moon, um, 
and I don't know, maybe it's just my that space bias is that, that I have now. Is that where like he replaces himself every six months or something like that? Am uh, I it was not. Am I on the right uh, track? It's kind of like the right track-ish, but I don't want to give anything else away. But yeah, you're thinking of the right movie where he's up there in the space station and he's in charge of like uh, excavating different areas of the moon and researching things and keeping track of samples and you know speaking back to his family on Earth and whatnot. But I've um, read that Ed Norton's a real dick and he's hard to work with. I've read that really? several times. Yeah, I I don't really mind. Which is why he would be good for a movie like uh, The Martian, because you know they just no no one has to interact with this motherfucker. He's just out there yeah. on his own the whole time. I like him a lot as an actor too. Um, so it it kind kind of feel like like he was the original Hulk. You know, the Marvel had him as the Hulk, but he couldn't play nice, so they stick Mark Ruffalo in there, who is at least as good of an actor, which is really saying something because I think a lot of Ed Norton, but Ruffalo does a really good job and and. And I like him in that role now. I guess it's his. Yeah, I don't know enough about Ruffalo, like his other stuff, to to know how much I like him because I've only really seen him in the when he's the Hulk. What else is he in? Like, what's another big movie Mark Ruffalo's in? I don't think I could name off the top of my head, but I've seen him before. Huh. Yeah, I liked uh, Ed Norton in American History X, Moon. Um, man, even now looking back at American History X, when he played an Bird actual man. white supremacist. Like he, uh, still not as bad as J.K. Simmons and Oz. Not even close. No, no, J.K. Simmons is fucking terrifying. Oh, let me. I wanted to talk about this. Did you notice how how bulked up J.K. Simmons got between like season two and six? Yeah. J.K. Simmons has like a beer belt. Like he's an overweight, late forties, early fifties man. And in the in the first like in, in the second mm. season, definitely by the end, he looks like an Aryan. Like he looks like fucking Aryan Brotherhood. He is bulked up. Like like he's got he, his arms are big. He's benching more. He's benching two thirty five over there for reps. Like he's gotten big and like legitimately intimidating. Yeah. Because at guys- first it was like I was like I think I might be able to beat up J.K. Simmons, especially mm-hmm. if I catch him off guard. I can knock this guy the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And then I start seeing like like by the end he's over there. Just spot me, fucking pussy. And I'm just like, Jesus, he got huge. It happened out of nowhere. I just noticed it all of a sudden, and he was big. Uh, I've been watching Oz. I miss some of the details because I like watch it as I fall asleep. But um, I, I, I don't know. It's a hard show to watch. I don't recommend it. Um, I do. I mean, I do, literally, but I don't think that anyone who wants to enjoy a show should watch it unless you really are going to enjoy, like, the cha- it's chaos and it's violence and it's gore at its core. Um, there, there's other stuff going on, but there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of violence and it's very unpredictable. I'm almost done. I've literally got 30 minutes left in the whole thing. Um, I've, I'm on the last episode, 30 minutes to go, and I had to go to sleep last night because I had to be up early this morning. You know what you should watch, but, Kyle? The Walking Dead, when you weren't looking, got good. I heard. It I, has and all that's the not action my list. and... and the last season, so the Walking Dead fan base hated the way the last season ended. I loved it. I wish. Was it a cliffhanger? It was a cliffhanger, and typically at the end of Walking Dead, there's like a resolution. Like there's a resolution to a storyline, like, oh, the governor this or something that. And then, and then a this new is still like it, a hint of like yeah. the, the scenario that sets up next season. Like they find the prison or yep, yep. they, 
you know, that sort of thing. That's like, a real like, good example. Or I, 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 yeah, whatever. Like, like, I don't want to do any spoilers. I don't know how far behind you are. But yeah, there's one, for example, where they find the prison and you're like, oh, what a neat place to survive a zombie apocalypse. You can kind of lock yourself in, what's safe, what's not, how many zombies are in that prison. It's cool. So, um, but it got good. All the problems that, like, you know, of not enough action, no zombies, you know, like inconsistency with the zombie threat, that kind of gets wiped out. And the zombie threat becomes real consistent. And mostly now, people are it's the other giant humans. threat. Yeah. And zombies are used. That's what I always say. As like <laughs> an obstacle, a barrier, a booby trap. You know, that's, that's how zombies are. And uh, the way that the, le- the most recent season left off, has me excited. It's about two months away that we'll have the first episode of yeah. this season. And, and, and you can have a scenario like that. Like, your biggest threat is other people who are unaffected. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the scariest thing this planet's ever made. Yeah. So, like, we're going to find out the, the answer to the cliffhanger in the, in the last season. And the last season's cliffhanger, that episode, it might be extra long. Oh, my God. It, it was like the scariest thing since I've seen as a kid watching the Ducky Boys, you know, come down on that. It, it, it in uh, the Wanderers, it was so frightening. They're they're running from them, and every time, like, if they're a little deeper, they're a little deeper, and you just realize like the kind of trouble they're in, and it they lay. It is good. The Walking Dead keeps getting better every season, and what's about so, to start, awesome. So I think I left off. <clears throat> around the time it was the season where Andrea died and we were dealing with the governor and then at the end of that season um you know the governor's attack fails and then he sort of turns on his own men and shoots a few of them and and uh and then that was the last season I've seen I I don't want to watch the next season after that which I think is like season 4 or 5 mm-hmm. I think it's season 4 I'm going to skip season 4 entirely cuz I don't I I think it involves more of the same more of them Fucking like the governor I know is in it. I think they like go to where the governor is and like follow his storyline. I don't care about the governor. I hate listening to his fake southern accent. I hate watching him on the screen. It's disgusting. Like there are no people like him in existence. I didn't like his character. So I think I'll jump right in at like maybe watch season four, episode you know ninety nine. You know the episode the 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 season finale of season four. So I know where we're leaving off on and then jump in and at, at the beginning of season. I said that wrong. Uh, maybe watch the season finale of, of uh, the last season that I didn't watch and then skip that season and go straight to four or five or whatever the good one is. I think five is supposed to be the good one, right? Five is definitely good. Six is even better. Um, cool. And uh, I'm trying to think. I want to say, yeah, three, the one you left off on, I can see why it would inspire you to stop watching. I feel like it four was, gets better, five gets better than that, six gets better than that. Yeah, so, season two was the worst, uh, and season three was barely any better. I, and uh, and then around that time, also, I started learning more about how what A and E had done to the show creators mm-hmm. and the and the and the original producers and stuff, and that that really soured me against A uh, and E. So I just haven't went back to it. But I'm I need something to watch now because Oz is going to get wrapped up. You seem to consume a lot of entertainment. I, I would just get four, so you don't have any holes. Just do it. I don't like watching stuff that I don't enjoy. I like, like, like I really don't like. Like, I find bad TV to be like bad food. Like, I, I don't want to consume it. Um, you eat Taco Bell every other day. I'm gonna eat it tonight. 
I'm going to eat tonight. When I said bad food, I mean bad tasting <laughs> food, not bad for you. I, uh, I that's one of thing. Of course, yeah. <laughs> we've, I guess uh, maybe a week or two ago, my family kind of like, like, oh, let's all get fitter. And uh, one of the things I've been disciplined about is no more nate nighttime food. That's the hardest I thing. I didn't eat today, though, so there was no daytime food today. So I got to do something. <laughs> I'm bad about that, too. Like, when I'm, I, I never eat breakfast because mm-hmm. I'm never hungry in the morning. And then it's usually, nauseous. like, if I do take a lunch, that where I'll, I'll just, like, go between, like, one and two or something or one and three anytime. And by that time, like, I'm not hungry for normal dinner, you know, because I ate a little bit too late. And then I get home and I want to have dinner but i don't and then i end up eating dinner at like 9 30 at night and it's like well this whole day was fucking shot what am i doing like why I, why I, eat this late not me so i'm um, like i don't snack at night by the time i wake up in the morning i'm fucking famished i'm like oh my god i made it to morning <laughs> give me some goddamn <laughs> food <laughs> and then I'll, I'll eat breakfast and and usually by lunch whatever i'll have a lunch and uh like that that gap from like a noon lunch to like a six or today's dinner was at seven no it must have been at six thirty because it was before the show, and uh, I was like yeah that six and a half hour gap with no food I was ready for dinner I was I was really ready for yeah, food I, it's like a cheat code with my body because as as far as I can remember like if I go to bed just so hungry mm-hmm. I will wake up not hungry at all hmm. like I just I I don't like to eat after like within the first couple hours after I get up, which is bad for you. Nauseous. You're not supposed right. to do that, but I just, as long as I can remember, even back to like being borderline a kid, like I don't eat breakfast. I just, it makes my stomach hurt to eat in the morning. Yeah. For some reason. Same. Yeah. I, I literally, I get nauseous if I, if I eat and like, like, it'll be one of those things where like, if you're sick and you're trying to like eat soda crackers or something, like that's what it feels like when I'm eating breakfast. I'm just like, ah, I guess I'll like pick at this part and like drink a little juice, but like the idea of filling my stomach right now is just disgusting. I just like I got like a bagel from Breadco this past week and tried to eat like part of it for breakfast. Got like maybe like a third of the way through the top smaller part and was just like, oh, I just feel like shit. I don't know if that's because this is a bagel and not a great way to start the day, or <laughs> just uh, yeah. I always my stomach is always upset if I, which is so, weird because the what I do every morning is drink a big energy drink which is is definitely not a zero calorie energy energy drink so i'm not giving myself anything to work with i'm, I'm really teasing my body there hmm. it's just guarana and <laughs> that guarana is in here that guarana is all you need oh my god i remember oh i was i had to be 14 or 15 because my mom was driving me to a friend's house and energy drinks had just gotten huge all right, like they had just come out, like uh, Red Bull had just become like a full force, and I was like, I want to get Red Bulls on the way over because we're going to be playing. Uh, oh God, I don't know what the game was. We're going to be playing the the new game. I guess Super Smash Brothers, uh, the first one. Like I want some energy drinks when I go over there, and she was like, I am not pulling over at a gas station to get you energy drinks, and I'm like, what? But why not? It's just something to keep me awake longer so I can play video games with my friends. And she was like, Do you know what they put in that? I'm like, No energy, and she's like. Uh, bat shit and I'm like what <laughs> they don't put bat shit in there and she's like guano you know what that is that's bat shit and I'm like it's guarana like guarana like I, I know what guano is too I've seen Jim Carrey in that movie like I know uh, pet bat detective I know Ace Ventura <laughs> yeah Ace Ventura too pet detective when like, calls. it was just hilarious to me that was like a, a wall crumbling moment there of like oh man 
some of these adults don't know they are not as on point as I thought about common things like like as if like a big industry could sneak bat shit into their beverages and just be like shush 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 like it's just a, <laughs> don't don't mention it. Yeah, that's made of bat shit, right? Yeah, but I just get such a buzz. Like, <laughs> It's all the Akai berries those bats are eating. <laughs> Isn't that what was in these, uh, like, like, berry, uh, like, pyramid scheme berry juice she was selling? Akai berries or something? Yeah, that's, like, uh, like the, the standard, like, pyramid scheme berry juice, those companies. Uh, have you ever known anyone who got involved in a pyramid scheme? Yes. Um, so they're, they're, uh, some girls, um, are easily, uh, led astray by promises of, uh, quick riches on the, uh, on the internet or, or through some charismatic individual who might, who will like show up in a pink Cadillac and tell you about how all you got to do is sell lipstick, uh, door to door and you'll be a Mary Kay, uh, national saleswoman of the year or some crazy shit like that. So yeah, I've known two or three ladies who either got sucked into something like uh into, into like a complete nigerian print scheme uh i know that that's happened or selling mary Kay or uh amway or, or some bullshit like that so yeah i've known lots of people who were parts of, and, and when i was selling cars like oh my god the guy the guy thought that the car dealership was the greatest place to what do they call it um oh, i can't think network is the greatest place to network. This fucking um, he was from uh, not Somalia, not Nigeria. He was from Haiti. Yeah, this Haitian motherfucker was always trying to sell us Amway uh, constantly and trying to sell like he'd sell you a he'd sell you like a Ford Focus and some Amway. Like he's always trying to like tack that on. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're gonna need when you're driving around in your brand new Ford Fiesta? Uh, you're gonna need some juice. And some you know, to keep yourself hydrated. You'll be dehydrated from the excitement of that top speed. 48. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone uh, who comes to the door has disposable income. I was like, yeah, I guess, but that doesn't mean what you're doing is right. <laughs> like, like, I mean, M Muhammad over there steals fucking pins and takes more hot wings than he's supposed to. <laughs> we ran on that, too. <laughs> like, stop this shit. <laughs> steals pens. Oh, I roller. You know Call of Duty XP is happening right now? No. Did you really know, Kyle? You're just saying yes. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't even sure if Pro Call of Duty, like, was still a thing. Like, is it... Am I crazy? Has it dropped off, or has it gone up and I just stopped looking? I think it dropped off when, they, when like, maybe um, they started using the, the PlayStation for the MLG stuff. I think that hurt it a lot, didn't it? Wasn't Hastro telling us that, like, I don't know, a year ago or something like that? It seems like it's much smaller than it used to be to me, but I'm on the outside looking in. I don't Right? Know. Like, there was a time when, like, I remember, I hate to even mention it, but, like, Keemstar's channel was built on, like, roster changes and stuff like that. Like, oh, my God, Scumpy's talking about leaving, or Rambo went here, and somebody went there, and that was, like, major news that I cared about, you know, that a pro player would go from one place to another. I don't know if that still exists in certain quarters and I just left it or yeah. if it's just not the story that it used to be. I don't know either. Um, I, I just don't care anymore. I just, <laughs> I just don't yeah. care about like professional gaming. Like, like, I, unless it's Civ. Now you, you break out some sort of a global Civ ladder. I'll be, I, I'll be jumping right on board with that. Oh, I could, I could not watch that like that. Oh my God. Like it, 
I imagine can't watch it a turn-based game. I want, if, I'm play, if I'm watching a turn-based game, I'm playing By golf commentators. All right, all right. Looks like he's going to go with a granary. Very early on for a granary. You don't see this often in team play, but but yes, he's done it. He's he's clicked, and now we will wait for the turn timer. <laughs> oh, the classic third turn settler out before all the rest walk into the center of the map trying to set up on that diamond. Let's hope that he can get more before Mongolia steps in. Oh, it's looking like Greece is, is stepping, putting their foot into the ring, seeing if they can make it there first. My God, this is an exciting event that we want to get. Hundreds, if not thousands of people watching all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like watching. Uh, like I watch Filthy's games, and uh, I, I really enjoy them. Like, like, and they're they're pretty educational too. If you're trying that to like, learn how to play, that must be a lot play. of content. You know. It, oh. It, you know what they need time. to do is they need to allow you to build evil civilizations, so you can invest in things like bigotry and racism, nationalism, things like nationalism's that. Nationalism's a thing. National. Oh, that actually makes sense because if you're a small city state in an area like that, you kind of have to be like rah rah shish boom ba. Come on. Later on, like you choose, later on, you pick. Later on, you pick an ideology, and it's either freedom, autocracy, or um, order. Order. Right. Yeah, I because yeah. I always pick order because I've only read one, and it seems like it gives pretty good benefits. Freedom. Freedom's the way to go. If you're the first one to get one, you pick. I always pick freedom. But if I'm second, I always pick autocracy because I'm going to, like, Jew my way into, like, making autocracy the world ideology and I'll get more benefits and it'll fuck over the freedom guy. Well, I guess I've been picking the, the worst one. I just looked at, like, one of the descriptions and it was like, hey, make more money from fucking this. And uh, I thought that was thought that was worthwhile. Freedom's the best. Um, and autocracy's great if you're fighting. Order's not bad, though. I love that game. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need some like uh, need some sort of a leaderboard, some sort of ladder. Kyle, are can... you gonna make gaming videos again? Like, I remember we, was that a we played last yeah, week? Uh -huh. I, yeah, yeah, we definitely were. But yep. Chiz never got his computer built, uh -huh. um, and was never able to come play with us. And then both of me and Taylor played two games, and both of them ended up. One of them, he had to take Our, a phone call, yeah. and he never returned from it. Uh, and the other one. What the other one, our our connection was horrible. Connection went out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we kept, we kept, we jumped back into the game like five different times, and every time we'd get like part of one turn, and it would just shit out. And I didn't like. I still want to do a Civ video. I just knew it would be really boring if the first one we did was my first game because it would be no like joking around and shit. It would just be be me, me asking like uh. So what? Explain happiness. Like, oh, and what do I do here? And what's? Oh, should I go with this or that? And it just—I wanted to feel a little bit more like I had some more autonomy before we did anything, so I could kind of chit chat about whatever while we're playing, you know? Yeah, and Chiz, and Chiz needs to get get his damn computer fixed so we can play some games. He's been—I don't know what he's doing over there. He's start—he's running out of excuses. Yeah, I'd like—I'd like for him to play. I want—I'm down to do a free for all with you guys as long as you have like. Uh, an agreement you know, with you me. You don't want to do that. See, see, here's the thing. If we do a free-for-all with the three of us and maybe three more people, because I never like to play with more than six, it, it, the connection gets uh, wonky, then there's like, I'm not going to attack Chiz, and I'm not going to attack you, so now I've got three targets. And it just kind of messes the game up. I'd rather do team play. Team play is more fun. I, that sounds like more fun to me, because then we can all... I like doing teams, even with the AI games that I'm playing, because it really, really ramps up how quick you unlock stuff, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, if they research horse riding, 
then you can jump in and research horse riding with them and it like doubles the speed it seems or they can be researching horse riding while you're researching sailing or whatever the hell yeah that's um, right yeah you're yeah, sh- you're sharing all technology you're sh- you're sharing your technologies yeah yeah i like i like it i'm enjoying that game you guys want to wrap yeah yeah i'm just thinking i haven't played that game in a long time but when i did i we did a team against kyle Kyle and Chiz versus me and Monkey Sour? Dragon. I think it was Monkey oh. Dragon. Is that yeah. his name? Monkey Dragon? Monkey? I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, that was glorious. In yeah, Kyle's we lost defense, that one. Yeah, but you guys had that. I think you guys were like, oh, my spawn sucks. And it's like, yeah, you know what? We all have excuses. And then I saw how bad your spawn was. And it was like, um. Oh, yeah. It was my fault, honestly. Like, like, like mm-hmm. I attacked, I attacked him, and uh, it was the first game I had really used the English longbows, and I didn't understand exactly how the mechanic worked. And he picked me up. He, he, I just didn't attack with enough. I thought I had enough army, and I stopped building army. I remember, I remember every bit of that game mm-hmm. because I lost it, and it was upsetting. Uh, the English longbow shoots an extra space more than uh, crossbows do. It's the, it's the English replacement for the crossbow. It's so awesome. And then we played again, but that one, to me, like it, it didn't count. You know me, like when when I don't want to play Civ, yet you force me into it. It's like, <laughs> I don't oh, and you had, and I, I promise you this. I remember exactly what happened. You had our A game. We were like, all right, motherfucker, <laughs> that's it. Let's fucking straighten up. Fucking get your shit turned on right. Let's fucking play. <laughs> like we. Yeah, we were serious after that. We yeah, were unhappy that that, that first game went back. Not me. my A game. I didn't give a fuck. The faster you won, the more I won too. You know, because it's late. It's like midnight, and they're like, "Let's run it back." Really, really? The faster yeah. I lose, the better. They're I don't like know watching Woody's bad. civilization. Like, hmm, all the Babylonian soldiers seem to be swimming into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> they're all hanging out on the edge wet. of the map. I didn't give a fuck. Like attacking with settlers or something. I don't know. I didn't care at all. I just wanted to lose. Pillaging their own fields. The old mind game. (laughs) But yeah, we won the first one, and that's what what I was all about. It was great. Anyway, um, PKA. Check out our sponsors. Check out the sponsors. Link in the doodly doo to quote the uh, Vlog Brothers. And um, PKA 298. Good night, everyone.